Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've spent over 10 years on air, shaping a generation of action motorsports, and now we're changing the game again. The best motorsports, the best action sports, and the best of pop culture with some epic guests thrown in. I am Jim Beaver, and this is the Gentle Tire Jim Beaver Show with Brittany Cardone. Grab the popcorn. Welcome to the Gentle Tire Jim Beaver Show with Brittany Cardone. This episode is one of my favorite of the year. It's one of Brittany's favorite of the year. We come to you live from the Sand Sports Show. And yes, I know, I know, this isn't coming to you live, right? I'm in the studio telling you about the live show that we're about ready to get to. But let me just tell you, we've thrown down two years in a row with our friends at Pro Armor. Last year's was one of our most listened to episodes ever. And that is saying something. We come back, we do another show with Pro Armor this year. And I got to tell you, we went almost four hours in the booth on Saturday, the biggest day at Sand Sports, interviewing some of the biggest names in the UTV side-by-side and off-road industry. And uh, this one did not disappoint. Shenanigans ensue. Yes, we were having a few beers. But let me tell you, if you're looking for long-form interviews, you're looking for a lot of talk, a lot of fun, my good friend Billy Slade said, you know what? Doing radio at Sand Sports with Jim and Britt is the equivalent of sitting around a campfire with headphones and microphones on out at camp with our UTVs. And that is saying something. So, uh, yeah, this one, a big one. Uh, format's going to be a little bit different. I am going to air this thing just like we did at Sand Sports. It's almost four hours long, and we're going to cut into these breaks. And let me tell you, the breaks didn't happen. We just started talking and talking. So about the first 20 minutes of the show, we cut out and do a break. And so we're going to have some commercial spots there. Then we come back. It's like three hours straight of audio content. I'm not chopping it up for you. We're all in in this. I want you to listen to it the way that it was recorded at Sandsport. So that being said, uh, we do have like two commercial breaks this show. And we got to get the spots in for our amazing partners that allow us to bring content like this. So the commercial breaks might be a little bit longer today. But I just wanted to give the disclaimer why. Because... You're going to get almost four hours nonstop, uncut audio interviews. It is awesome. You guys are going to enjoy it. Thanks for the continued support. Obviously, some of you listen at SiriusXM, Sports Byline, U.S. American Forces Network. Thank you. Want to ask, if you are an online listener, regardless of where you listen to, man, on the platform you're at, please subscribe, give a rating and a review, especially if you're an Apple Podcast listener. It means a ton, helps us in the rankings. And let me tell you, the last month of this show online, we had some amazing guests, some amazing shows, live from Cranon, Paul Thacker, 
uh, our good friend Jim York. Those shows have gone crazy. We put up some of the biggest numbers we've had with this show in years, and I truly just want to thank all of you listeners for sticking around and uh, for enjoying uh, the new version of the General Tire Jim Beaver Show. Thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, we're going to cut to a short commercial break. Don't forget, there's only a couple commercial breaks in this one, like I think one, two, three. They're going to be a hair longer than normal, like three to four minutes. But you're going to get almost four hours of uncut audio, and I think you're going to enjoy it. So we'll be back from the Pro Armor booth with the General Tire Jim Beaver Show with Brittany Cardone right after this short commercial break. General Tire delivers for whatever life brings your way. General Tire's Grabber X3 all-season mud terrain tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, official tire of the Jim Beaver Show. Conditions off the pavement are always changing. So why settle for a light bar that just turns on and off? The Rigid Adapt is a revolutionary new light bar that will automatically select from eight beam patterns that range from a widespread 90-degree flood to a 15-degree spot based on your vehicle's speed. Try that with your knockoff light bar. A dash-mounted controller allows the user to toggle between adaptive mode, beam patterns, and RGBW accent lighting. With Adapt, it's easier than ever to own the night. Don't just shred your way through any off-road rugged terrain. Get into gear with GSP XTV and let us redefine your adventure. The GSP advantage of quality and performance sets the standard for UTV axles. We strive to provide premium ATV and UTV axles to keep you shreddy ready. Kick up some dirt and get in the driver's seat with GSP XTV. With over 35 years of experience, drive with a company you can trust. Drive with GSP. For more information, please visit us at gspxtv.com today. Dig what you're hearing? Well, do us a favor. Head over to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe to the General Tire Jim Beaver Show with Brittany Cardone and catch all of our back episodes. Welcome to the General Tire Jake Versi Show with Brittany Cardone. We just learned that Jake is replacing me as we sit down here. <laughs> That's a long shot. Yeah. Well, we're here at the Jim Beaver Show out of the Pro Armor booth at Sand Sports. Obviously, you know Brittany and I, but we do have Jake Versi sitting here. And Mr. In Demand, I hear you've got, like, obligations. That's a good problem to have, right? Yeah, no, it's awesome. This is a super cool show. There's everybody here, which is an awesome problem to have. But problem, nonetheless, because you can't go five feet without having another conversation. Exactly. But, no, it's awesome. It's all, it's all for the good, and we're stoked to be here. Yeah, I feel like SEMA, anytime you want to walk somewhere, you have to pack in 30 minutes because there's so many people you're just fighting through the crowd. Sand sports, there's not quite as big a crowd, but you're fighting through conversations. And I mean that in a good way, but it's like you walk 10 feet, you talk to somebody, walk 10 feet, talk to somebody. Yeah, everybody that you would be involved with is all definitely here. So. Yeah. I That's, think Mint. Mint's about the only one that's that bad. Like, when we're trying to get to a deal to have a show or something like that, we have to walk down the back sidewalk. Because <laughs> if you walk down the main drag, we will never get there. I don't think I've ever actually walked, walked like, the entire tech at Mint. We need the little Kawasaki electrode for the Mint just to go back and forth a little. <laughs> just zoom. They got a little e-bike. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why we go one wheel. So, you can. Uh, it's more efficiently getting through. But the problem is, is I drink too many Coca Kalos, and Ooh. the one wheel wouldn't be a good thing. No, definitely. Or it would be better. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what else is going on? I know we saw you back there at Cranon. You like you're. I don't know. You're pretty much bouncing back Scrambled, and forth all over the place. Red Bull Scramble. Like, 
He travels as much as we do at this point. That's yeah. saying something. Yeah, we've done an incredible amount of miles. Um, our Ultra 4 schedule is super busy. Um, the Red Bull scramble that we saw you guys at was a ton of fun. So we're just trying to maximize maximize our exposure and where we're at. And obviously, we have a love for racing. So it's brought us uh, – we got a win in Crandon. Uh, that was a bunch of fun. So we're all over. We've got, you know, going down to Trail Hero, Camp Razor. So a bunch more events still to come. Yeah, it's, well, it's like events, you know, obviously Sand Sports. We've got Off-Road Expo, like you said, Trail Hero, UTV Invasion, or not at UTV Invasion, UTV Takeover. Yep. Uh, yeah, Camp Razor. It's like boom, 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 SEMA, boom. SEMA, right? like, yeah. that SEMA. little one we forgot about. Yeah, SEMA, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and then what, the, the Webos uh, reunion tour? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. How did you hear about that? I saw what some West pictures Mil- of Wes Miller's got going on? I know, it looks like, like a riot. Well, I'll tell you, he got all the OG, like, freestyle quad guys together, and they're doing, like, an event for, like, I think it's, like, a $10,000 purse or something. I'm like... When was the last time freestyle quads had 10k on the line? Yeah, I'm well, like, it was good. It was good timing because it took that long for them to all heal from their last injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, but now the arthritis is kicking. Yeah, in. Oh, <laughs> the geriatric huevos. I could. Oh, there were so many directions I could go. Right. <laughs> a little saggy. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> oh, that's why we love doing shows at Sandsports. <laughs> no, but uh, what else is going on? Obviously, we got all that stuff going. You're, uh, you know, obviously take the big win at Cranon. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. That track was. Those rocks look pretty, like, on the back uh, section, what is it, Rigid Ridge, stuff yeah. like that. They look pretty gnarly. They're huge, man. They're intimidating. So on video or watching them, even even in person, um, when you get to see the in-cab of anybody's cars, it really, like, brings it to a whole new perspective. You can rip a corner off a car, like, in a second. So We saw it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I even came out with a, a flat tire as well myself. And, um, you know, we have, we have an awesome line through the rocks, but they can get anybody. Well, that one to the left, you know, where it was half highway. Sure, yep. I, I saw a few people taking that line, and I'm like, right, yeah, yeah, I see, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> or, or the far right, where they were the size of your car. Yeah. No, what, what really the equalizer, though, is when somebody's broken or, you know, lap traffic or whatever in the, in the line is when you see good racing come out because it gets pretty Western. Um, I know the leader of that was getting ready to be passed by second place. And his car stood up on end. He almost wheelied it over in that rock section. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it, it's – you're right, though. It, there's no perspective. You can't tell. Like, we were yeah. right there watching it, and you really couldn't see. And I think a little bit of it, too, is because the rocks were so smooth. Yeah. So you go out to Hammers or somewhere, and everything's all pointy and jagged, and they they looked so smooth like you could just cobblestone right over Yeah, I them. sure wish they drove like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what's the next race on the calendar? I know you got a bunch of uh, events and things like that. Yeah, for me, it's King of the Hammers. I'm out of the points where we, we had an unfortunate crash at, at KOH. I totaled a race car. Um, so I'm out of the points for Nationals, which is down in Oklahoma this year. So KOH, I've got two new race cars I'll, I'll have debuted at King of the Hammers, a Pro Mod, um, Full Kill Ultra 4 car, and then a RS1 uh, short course style Ultra 4 race car. So super pumped. That's... That's what we're gearing up for. That's what all of our efforts are pushed toward is getting two new cars ready for King of the Hammers. So how are you going to decide which one you're racing there? Is it like How's that working out? Are you got somebody racing one of them while you race the other? Uh, no, it'll, we're going to race just the pro mod car. Yeah. Okay. So it's just the season kicks off so fast after King of the Hammers. You have to have everything in line yeah. ready there, to there's go. There's a season? <laughs> yeah, yeah, all year, 12 months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why I, I enjoy snowmobiling, and uh, ever since I got into off-road racing, there's literally not time to go snowmobiling. And we live in, like, in Idaho, some of the greatest oh, snowmobiling so on Earth. Oh, so you just get teased. Yeah, but that's okay. I love the desert, love the warm weather, and the, the people in off-road are, are unbeatable. Yeah, it's like her and I got a couple new dirt bikes, and they've got very, very <laughs> light miles on them at this point. It's like, it, literally, we've had them for three weeks and very light miles on them because it's just so much stuff going on, you yep. know? It's like... No, it, it just makes me sad every time I walk into the garage. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the trick is to bring it to events and use it as a pit bike, and then at yeah. least you're yeah. still using it. I, I don't think the 112 would quite be as quiet as your one-wheeler around here. <laughs> For, yeah, yeah, probably not. Supercross two-stroke just. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Awesome. Nice. So what else has been going on? I mean, you dude, you've uh, we were talking at, at Cranon, I think, and it's like, Brittany and I, it's like, dude, last couple of years, your program, I mean, you've – really been pushing to elevate your program. Seems like the last couple of years, I mean, you've made a big push, you know what I mean? And yeah. A couple of years ago, people, man, we know who Jake Versi is now. It's like everybody knows who Jake Versi is. Yeah, no, we're just, uh, I mean, really, we just love the industry, love racing. Um, obviously, at this point, which is really exciting, I've, I've made a career of professional racing, which is really a huge accomplishment that I'm proud of and uh, excited to bring everybody along with that. But making money racing is a long and uh, stressful road with a, a lot of hurdles, but it's awesome. I, w- I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, and then additional to that, we're trying to do a bunch of lifestyle stuff. So we've got a Jeep, you know, we've got a, a Polaris Ranger. Um, we're building a new mini jet boat, which is really exciting. So we're just trying to make a push in all directions of, you know, just motorsports in general, trying to have as much fun as we can, really. He's cracked the code. We we need your secret. Write a book <laughs> or something so we can figure it out. <laughs> Spend every dollar that you get yeah. on your passion, and that's the secret. Well, yeah, we got that part <laughs> down, but it was the money-making side, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're, you're already you, a step ahead of We, we have else. a lot of write-offs, but <laughs> I can't say we're making money. <laughs> sure. No, I, uh, I'm fortunate enough to work with a ton of really awesome companies that, that support not only my program, but really support me, and that makes a huge difference. So I'm trying to be I'm trying to be valuable to all of those guys, and it's a it's a huge juggling act. But I'm beyond fortunate to work with the people that I do. All right, so with your fleet, because you're talking about building all these cars, I've tried to get Jim on board. Uh, he hasn't committed to it yet, but one of these days, I wanted to take a 170, a Razor 170, and yep. do the Hammers course. You down? <laughs> I mean, we're gonna we're so, gonna have some serious no, no, modifications no. So here's the here. Thing. So She's gonna be really quick down back door for no doubt so about it. So here's the deal: I want a radial roll cage on it, oh, like just a full on half moon, and then I want tubes coming out of all the hubs. So the loophole is: is you're allowed to sign up? What is it? Four or six co-drivers? Oh, you're gonna carry it and carry it up the yeah, canyons. Carry it I up like and it. down. So you you take the little dirt roads, and then in between, everybody just gra- grabs a corner, and you can just walk the thing down the canyon. Yeah, I mean this with all the love, but tell me you've not raced KOH without telling me you've not no. raced KOH. No, the funny thing is, I've podiumed she's podiumed multiple really? times. Oh, my God, you're my yeah. hero. <laughs> no, I was I laugh because I'm like, this girl's actually podiumed multiple times. That's, so how, I, like, that's how I know you're full crazy, <laughs> is you actually understand the size of those rocks. Well, crazy is KOH. Yeah. But Sledgehammer in a Razor 170 sounds awesome. You would get your work out of it. No that's doubt. all I'm saying. Just just winch, start to finish, just drag it. <laughs> just keep all I'm saying is it's like it it's gonna have a I winch line a mile good. long. Just start at the top <laughs> and just winch saying. it up the <laughs> no, you just throw it on the back of somebody else's car and you just piggyback in the yeah. canyon and you me up. You, you just what is it, skateboarding? How yeah. you like yeah. sketching or whatever where you hold on to the back of the, <laughs> the back of the yeah. car and they 
There's a few guys there. Have you guys seen the guys that brings out all the stereo on top of his car and does uh-huh. hammers? You guys and the 170 and the stereo guy would be epic. Yeah, we'd have our own battle going exactly. on. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> Gosh. I laughed. I'm like, where are you going with this? Because you're like, he hasn't signed off. I'm like, what shenanigans have on I signed off on of yours? <laughs> yeah, no, no, nobody's been like, willing to commit to this. Like, that one, yeah, I may draw the I, line I've there. said this for like. I think since that thing came out. <laughs> but no. Yeah, this is where I sign up. I'm like, Britt, I support you and everything, and I will support you being your pit crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you'll never make it to the pit. Right. <laughs> no, I just heard rumor that uh, they're building a short course out at, in Hammertown, like, right now. Um, yeah. So I'm super cool. Like a proper so, short course. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Not that the other one wasn't proper. but No, but, yeah, it was built. like. Sorry, John. It was, <laughs> it was built in, like, the two weeks that we're there. So, yeah. anyway, hopefully there's some, some truth to that because that would be some epic racing uh and i know they try to bring in other you know class 11 stuff which is really exciting to watch but maybe that could make your 170 dream come true race it on the short course Nah. nah. (laughs) now she's into the rocks all right definitely into the rocks (laughs) oh lord I think I just keep throwing it out there because I know the second somebody actually says yes, it hasn't let's stuck do it, yet. Yeah, I might be like, eh. but you, that, the whole point with the radio cage is that was my deal. You hop down the the rocks, <laughs> right? It just rolls on its lid and turtles back over. Oh jeez, that sounds like a workout. There I was think, actually some thought process think, into this. I think you're gonna have to go to like the Muscle Beach guy. I don't know. Somebody with like a strength training. Those are the guys <laughs> you're gonna need to pitch it to. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> well, what was it? Um, <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to think. Todd from uh, Todd Romano, he did King of the Motos on an e-bike. Oh wow! One year, and he, uh, every time they got to the canyons, he just put it over his shoulder and just hiked the canyon up. Wow! And I think that's where this whole idea started. Gotcha. I like it. But he's like, the only bad thing is his top speed is 19 miles an hour at the time. Oh. So every time he got down with the canyons, they'd all take off on the dirt bikes, and he's down the sandy wash on an e-bike. <laughs> that's crazy. Maybe he'll do it with me. <laughs> He's, yeah, uh, like there's so many ways I go, but he would absolutely be in. Yes. Yeah. Romano is probably the guy. <laughs> and we just need to, like, 24 hour fitness, the sponsorship, so you can get the biggest oh, yeah, bulk. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. Do a nationwide search. Who's the most ripped <laughs> people at 24 hour fitness? Like, I'm so out on this. Yeah. <laughs> I like how we, we get quiet yeah. at yeah. the end of the conversations because we're all thinking. I know. Yeah. I'm like thinking how it would really happen. I'm like, yeah, I'm still out. The funny thing <laughs> is, it, it, well, and you understand, the crazy thing is crazy ideas like that in this industry, those are the ones that get sponsorship. Yeah, right? You get people like, oh, yeah, I'm on board with that. That's going to get, like, a lot of exposure. That's, hey, good, that's, good, bad, and different, it's going to get exposure. A, right? That's the tough part. There's a, I won three championships last year, but if I would just go jump to the moon, oh, yep. I, I would be farther ahead. Yeah, go, go and try to set the distance world record jump. <laughs> yeah. Even if you crash, everybody's like happy. Well, that's, okay, so exactly. Almost, you said you wadded up your car, right? You know, yeah. So yep. Bad things happen. So the amount of social or recognition, whatever, on, on the crash, on a good crash versus a good win? For sure. Yep. Yeah, if only uh, my crash was all televised, that would, uh, <laughs> it would, turns out it just happens in the desert where nobody sees it. <laughs> well, that, that's Pastrana's deal. So when you go to Pastrana land, you, you literally sign like a waiver and everything else. Their one rule at Pastrana land is nobody pays for anything. You can crash, you can burn things to the ground, you can destroy whatever you want to destroy. Okay. As long as it's caught on video. If it's not caught on video, you pay. <laughs> no, and it's literally, Dude, it's written in the yeah. thing. So Travis doesn't care. Burn 
a UTV to the ground, as long as it's on video, he's good with it. Yeah, I'm ready to party with Travis. Yeah. Where's he at? Pics or it didn't happen. Yeah. He, he lives that life. Yeah, lifestyle. it's literally pics and video or it didn't happen. It, it's funny, but it's literally written in the waiver you sign when you get there, and everybody signs the same waiver. That's so cool. I don't care what you destroy, get it on film. I'm in. <laughs> How, we need to get to Pastrana land. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Britt and I went and we had a blast for like two or three days. It That's was, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, it's literally uh, power sports and action sports wonderland. Like, yeah. I've never... I didn't so realize cool. how intimidating, like, the foam pit just looks like nothing, and you get up into the rafters, and we're both like, uh, I think it took us three days to actually jump off of it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Dang. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything you can get there, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I think I had to, like, roll off to finally, like, get off. I couldn't get myself to jump off wow. of it. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun, though. That should be everybody's bucket list. Should I like we, it. We spent two days, like, trail riding on one tens of all things and had a blast doing that. Like, it's just... It was. There's everything there. You can do whatever you want. Didn't and every time we were sitting around, we had five seconds where nobody had a plan, and he and I would just be on another one ten. <laughs> like we just grab it and go, and like come back an hour later. Like, yeah. oh no, more dead time. Okay, bye. That's awesome. I'm borrowing bicycles at the skate park. Like, I'm just, no, literally, you just. <laughs> D- didn't they just do a race that was like a figure eight race yeah. where you drive over and under? Yeah, they yes. built. So when we were there, they didn't have the jump. They just had the. The donut, oh, like yeah. the, the figure eight, but they or, but they didn't have the jump, and they built the jump in after we were there. Mm-hmm. The most exciting part of, of watching those guys to me is, like, the athletes, they're insane, all of them. But when, when you see those guys starting to pump the brakes, like, ooh, I don't know about this. Like, <laughs> you know it's going to be Some good. of the ramps, like the, like the stuff they were doing the triple flip on, you look at those ramps, and they had them sitting there, and you're like. Oh, my gosh. Just, so when you're looking up, standing next yeah. to I, I can't even comprehend, like. Go, going at that at speed and hitting it more or less going, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, huck a triple flip. Yeah. You know, it, it's just like it's crazy. You, you hate to say video doesn't do that stuff justice. It doesn't. Oh, no way. Yeah. And it looks effortless. They land every single time, but you don't see the hours yeah, and hours they of don't practice land every in the foam pit. Time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Motor, motocross guys are built different. I am uh, – those guys are nuts. Even the UTV jumps there, though. Like, they were showing Dude. us some of the stuff back in the forest he set up and they were doing, and I'm like – I, I wouldn't commit. No, I wouldn't. I mean, you know, we're talking 100-plus foot <laughs> jumps off crap. steel ramps through the trees. And, like, I'm looking at that, and, like, they just hit it like nothing. And I'm like, pretty damn good. And on UTV, I don't think I would ever hit that. Wow. Yeah, and it's. I'm in. I, I, need, I need a ride to Pastrana land. And everything's just random, too. It's just randomly placed throughout. They just drag it. Like Hubert was telling us, Hubert he's like, was they our don't, tour guide. He's yeah. like, there's a ramp for everything. He's like, we don't just have a ramp or two ramps that we move around. He's like, no, there's a ramp for this, for this, for this vehicle, for this specific jump. Like everywhere you go, you'll go around a corner and there's just another ramp just that's, sitting there. That sounds awesome. It is. It's it's definitely Playland for sure. Nice. So, what's the rest of your sand sports show look like? Um, we're actually gonna go take a ride around the. Um, what do you call it? I don't know if it's the burnout pit. The Fox Proving Grounds, I believe, is what they okay. call it. Uh, so we're going to go do some ride-alongs over there with Kevin Stearns and then Blake Wilkie. That should be a lot of fun. Um, have you guys gone over to watch that yet? We watched a little bit of it yesterday. Yeah, yeah it's rowdy, man. Like I didn't see the, uh, We didn't see the jump until we were leaving last night. And they've got a jump over there. I was like, that looks like a pretty legit it's jump. It's big. Yeah, it's like four feet tall. And when you when you send it to Flatland and you yeah. got to shut it down by the corner, I mean, like coming from the safety and racing side yeah, of things, right? more, more so than the, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I don't know that this would fly. But, uh, no, they do, a, they do a killer job. And it's like exceptional entertainment that is, uh, you know, made as safe as possible. It's pretty, pretty awesome. They also have a little bit of suspension to help them out. That's <laughs> Yeah, for sure. No, it's uh, so that's that's what we're doing at uh, three, 
and then just hanging out, cruising around, networking with everybody. Like like we mentioned, there's you know there's like you can't walk ten feet without seeing somebody else you know and catching up with with old friends and old partners. It's awesome. Well, and then tonight is Goat Hill, so. I've heard Goat Hill every night is what I've been hearing. It is Goat Hill every night, but we were talking. Tonight's like the night. Oh, really? No, nobody ever makes it all three. We okay. all say we're going to go every night, but nobody ever makes it all three. We yeah. went Thursday and kind of scoped it out. Sure. And then everybody kind of went last night, but the show ended so late that yeah. it's kind of the interim. But tonight's like the FOMO night because if you haven't gone yet, you have to. And it is it is a show and a half. Cool. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll have to make it out there tonight then. Yeah, absolutely. Goat Hill is where it's at. Okay, cool. So. Bring your party pants. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buddy. Good catching up, dude. Uh, Have a great rest of the night, and we'll see you for drinks at Goat Hill tonight. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me on. Good to see you guys. And we will be back after this on the General Tire Jake Versi Show (laughs) (laughs) with Brittany Cardone. General Tire offers a wide variety of options that are designed to deliver for whatever life brings your way. Whether you have a truck, car, or SUV, General Tire delivers for whatever you drive. From the long-lasting all-season Altimax RT43 to the aggressive all-terrain Grabber ATX, General Tire covers on-road performance, off-road capability, and durability. General Tire delivers. For more information, drive over to GeneralTire.com. General Tire, official tire of the Jim Beaver Show. Don't just shred your way through any off-road rugged terrain. Get into gear with GSP XTV and let us redefine your adventure. The GSP advantage of quality and performance sets the standard for UTV axles. We strive to provide premium ATV and UTV axles to keep you shreddy ready. Kick up some dirt and get in the driver's seat with GSP XTV. With over 35 years of experience, drive with a company you can trust. Drive with GSP. For more information, please visit us at gspxtv.com today. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumba Casino it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void we're prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Social media? Yeah, we've got that. Jim Beaver 15 on all major platforms and Jim Beaver Show, JB15 Group, and B Cardone 15 on the gram. Welcome back here to the Gentle Tire Jim Beaver Show with Brittany Cardone at Pro Armor at Sand Sports. Mr. Pro Armor himself. The, the P in Pro Armor stands for Pete, right? No, no. I'm just one of the worker bees. I'm not, no, I'm not just, a big wig over there. <laughs> he just accidentally keeps getting more corporate. Not accidentally. There, it's 
a lot of effort to me to, to be more corporate and follow all the po- do, policies and procedures. Do you still have your suits? We got Maddie Wedking here, too, by the way. Yes. We're just giving Pete a ton of crap right now. So do you still have the suits from when you were in banking? Um, yeah. Funny thing is, so I had to put on a suit a couple of weeks ago for, for something uh, that I had to go to. Court. Maddie, you've known no. him your entire life. <laughs> not have you ever seen him in a suit? Uh, no, I think it's fake. <laughs> Did he work at a bank? I don't know. Maybe in his dreams, because I'm not believing it. The t-shirt you, tuxedos you don't count. Yeah. <laughs> I, Pete's like, there's three people ganging up on me. What the I heck's know. going on here? This wasn't part of the deal. That's not what we're talking about. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging up. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I do own the suits, but funny, I don't know who did it. But somebody snuck into my closet and shrunk the damn thing. <laughs> I don't hate know. when that happens. <laughs> well, wait, you too? Yeah. <laughs> and so are they are they high waters or is it in the waist where it shrunk? You know, all around, not high waters. I've been this tall since like the eighth grade. So, yeah. No, unfortunately, uh, no. I, I still have a suit. I did wear one a couple of weeks ago, actually. For not court. Not for court. Not for yeah, court. No. Want to come to the Off-Road Hall of Fame with us? I just want to see you in a suit. <laughs> Well, we yeah, will buy your this. ticket. <laughs> Post it on the gram for proof, please. Make sure it didn't yeah, happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would love to go to the, hall, the Off-Road Hall of Fame. Yeah. That would be really cool. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> if you're planning on coming to SEMA, just come a couple days early and we'll, that Sunday night. Well, we we actually, I think, have an extra ticket. So, like, oh. yeah, so if you wanted to come, absolutely. Um, yeah. I have FOMO. Um, I would like to get invited, too. You also have to wear a suit. Hey, I have that tuxedo shirt yeah. from Amazon. <laughs> now, how often does Maddie dress up in a dress? Oh, uh, maybe once a year. Yeah. Brit, Brit's once a year at Off-Road Hall of Fame. Okay, hey. Now, where was it? No, the other day you were in a dress It was, and somebody was giving you total crap about it. Where but were we? I was wearing a dress because I was out of shorts is the only reason. We were in Havasu. It was Havasu. a laundry day. Yeah, we were in Havasu. We're going out Cowie, and she shows up in a dress. I was like, what the heck? Well, her shorts somehow made it. It was a t-shirt it, dress. Her like, shorts somehow made it into my suitcase. And I didn't do laundry because we were coming from Crandon, <laughs> and it was literally drop off the luggage and go to Havasu. So, oh, no, that's what it was. My power went out. I had yeah, like a four-hour window of getting home, doing laundry from one event and going to the next. And I put all my clothes in the laundry, and the power went out. So I had to leave in a few hours, and my all my shorts were sitting in either the, the washer or the dryer not dried. And I'm like, uh, so, so no pants day today. Okay. That's fine with me. Yeah. Yeah, see, that, that's where it's an advantage being like me or Jim, I'm assuming. If, in that scenario, you just swing by Walmart or whatever and buy a couple more pairs of shorts because – and keep on rolling, where I'm assuming girls buy. Well, I know have this because I have daughters. Walmart shorts? No, yeah. exactly. That's said, not why the I style. said me or Jim. Wal- Walmart sells Dickies, so I think Pete's like, do you know, see, Pete, he yeah. goes Dickies at Walmart. As so he's, he's in Dickies right yeah. now. <laughs> no, legitimately. So Pete, Pete, Pete's name brand is actually sold at Walmart. So it's like, yeah. yeah. yeah so wait, there's other shorts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than Dickies? I don't think so. I'll just show up yeah. next time with, like, ankle <laughs> shorts. Like, there'll be dudes' Dickies that are down yeah. to, like, my calves. Yeah. Then you'll look like Pete. Tall socks. I'll wear I, some DCs. Pete will start calling you a chola. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be down to your ankles. I preface that with it's an advantage for me or Jim because we yes. could swing by. I didn't assume that you two would ever swing by Walmart and grab I'm not above Dickie it, shorts. and I have done it. The other problem is, is I didn't have clothes in that situation, so walmart and then go back and then also having to be out of town so it's like hey do i get 20 minutes of sleep or do i go by walmart because that's about the time timeline i was on yeah or the whole or, delaware situation or wear, <laughs> or wear a dress itself. 
Or, or just, her dress. just grab a long T-shirt that also identifies as a dress out of your closet and just put it on. And then go. everybody makes comments all night about you dressing up to go to Havasu, so that won't happen again. I mean, you're going to Havasu. Might as well just dress up in, like, a bathing suit. It, it was fit it was, in with, like, 90% of the people there. It was a cover-up. Yeah, it, it was, was, a, it was a cover-up. Like, yeah, it was, it was just a, a T-shirt cover-up. Like. It was. Like, I felt I knew exactly what it was, and it was just funny because everybody's like, oh, you dressed up. And she's like, I threw on a cover-up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was out of shorts. <laughs> so. Anyways, so suit? Suit. Got it. Yeah. I do own a suit, and I would wear a suit, so yes. Yeah, maybe I'll fit in his suit from, like, back Actually, in the day. Actually, this will be a fun table at Off-Road, because for the first time in a long time, I'm not hosting. We're doing a radio show beforehand. <gasps> uh, oh, We're going to get Lauren on, on yes. here. He Lauren just brought a awesome. splitter. Yes. You are awesome, buddy. You found a unicorn cord. Oh, gosh. <laughs> made it. Made it. You made it. We just Lord. had a special cable splitter made so that we can have more shenanigan conversations at once. That's we awesome. love that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, if you got this could actually be a fun, fun off-road Hall of Fame because I'm not hosting for the first time. We're doing a radio show and, like, the pre thing, but literally, like, you want to come, you, you want to come. Maddie, you can be my date. Hey. You, you can be his date. I'm in. <laughs> I'll, I'll wear a suit. I'd love to go check out the off-road Hall of Fame. That yeah. would be so fun. Uh, well, I'll, uh, I'll get with Jen and we'll figure out because we could probably just get a table. Yeah. Because I think it's 10 seats to a table, so. No, we oh, there take, could be 10 of us, don't yeah, you? Worry? We can no. take over somebody else's table. It's fine. Yeah. It'll yeah. become our table because they'll just leave. Yeah. Yeah. No, we'll make this happen, though. That, this would be fun. Actually, get a Yeah, that, well, SEMA this year, if that happens, I mean, uh, obviously the offer. Yeah, this is Sunday night, and then SEMA starts Tuesday morning, and Monday happens to be Halloween, so we can all go out for Halloween. And then the following weekend, um, Wes is doing his. Uh, yeah, we, we're going to. Are you going to that, too? I'm yeah. Her I'm and I sure. are definitely going. I was like, yeah. when was the last time they had ten grand in a freestyle quad contest up for grabs? I think I'm going to Wes's thing, even if I don't make it to SEMA. No, I'm, it, I'm trying to go to SEMA this year and get tickets. Um, but if I don't pull that off, I'm still going to go. Well, her and I were talking. Through. We're like, depending on how SEMA is, we may just go to Cedar City for a couple of days. We're coming back to go to Wes's thing. Like it's yeah. yeah. Well, and it's easy enough for you guys for C- to run up to Cedar. It's what two and a half hours or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah about that. Not bad. You, are you going to go to Wes Miller's Huevos Grande reunion? She's like, party? I am now. No. <laughs> have you seen the? Have you ever seen a Huevos video? No. The, the freestyle Bro, quad I'm like stuff. I'm like twelve. No, that's why I'm asking. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I guess it's like the twenty year reunion, so you're probably like two. I'm like twelve. What do you yeah, want from yeah. me? I don't know. Well, the funny thing is, now that she reminded me of that, like I'm sure Aaron was into the videos. Her dad. As much as I was, and you know, because Iron and I are the same age, and both started out riding quads and glamis and everything else, so I'm sure her dad would identify more with the party than yeah, she would. My dad would totally be down. Yeah, your dad's always down for a good party. Literally, but is it the ninth to the thirteenth or something like that? Is uh, it that weekend? It's like Friday, and weekend? Friday and Saturday of SEMA week, where so. it rolls. Yeah, it rolls like after SEMA, it just rolls into no, that. rolls be, into that. Yeah, it'll be like probably the. Why, do you have a race sixth? or something? No, we're going Six. to Nashville for my 21st birthday. Oh, that's right. Wee. I thought you said you were 12. Pick a number. I, hey, dyslexic. Just looks 12. <laughs> she just looks 12. Yeah. Right now we're in Nashville for the first time in June. It is absolutely one of our favorite cities. I love Nashville. We've been out there for um, a couple off-road shows out there, and uh, we had a blast. So I'm like, I'm coming here for my 21st birthday. So we will. You know what we need to do? So the girl that uh, that's the lead singer for the band that plays just about every night at Kid Rock's bar, okay, she's become a friend of Brittany and I's. We, if you're going, like literally, we need to send Rachel. Hey, we got a girl coming. Like, 
Hey, I'll you go might, up there. I'll sing. Might. I'm not very good, but I'll help her out. <laughs> she will call you out. Oh, no, 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 no. She, she is saucy. Yeah. I'm all talk. I'm all talk. Yeah, follow. I think it's Rachel Blount Music or something on Instagram. Like she's a riot. <laughs> she's a riot. She's yeah. She's a showman. Like showwoman. It's pretty awesome. But I guess we should talk UTVs and pro armor and Maddie's racing and stuff like that at some point. Right? It's not nearly as cool as that, but no. we could. It's yeah. cooler. We, we get derailed here a lot. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> ADD. We did have an awesome race, and uh, well, you were there. You were helping pit Maddie at Vegas Torino. Yes. No, her, it was so rad. Fun. So, I raced a long time, and it was awesome. So we were what? Uh, my brother ended up breaking a spindle pin and going in the ditch. But Jamie Campbell, us, and you were like one, two, three—not one, two, three—but like on course. Yeah. The three of us had a race for like three, four hundred miles within oh like gosh. two minutes of each other. Yeah. It was crazy. Like I'd catch Jamie, you're catching me. Like I got around Jamie at one point. Then Jamie gets back around me, and you were, like, in the mix. And I'm like, it was so much fun for, like, three or 400 miles. I, it was so much fun, and especially at the start line, because I think you started a couple cars ahead of me, I think. And so I was I like. we were, like, one car in between we, us or yeah. something. Yeah, there yeah, was there someone was one, in between us. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I wanted to go say hi, but you know us. So yeah. We showed up a little late to the start line, so <laughs> we had to be, like, game, game face. We weren't late, were we? Um, I had to get my hair done. So oh. I showed up a little late, you know, kind of late to the party. That's funny because that, she was already there when we showed up. So really, <laughs> yeah, we showed up behind you because we had to get around you to like go park to stage. Oh, then we were. I think at that point, I was belted up and I waved out the window. I was like, "Hey, Maddie!" Hey. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. No, yeah. the, the the dicing back and forth was awesome to watch because I remember I was we had a Starlink this time in the chase truck, so we had I was able to track the race car the entire day and play music, and it was awesome. But watching the the tracker between the three of you guys was yeah. pretty awesome. It was. From pit nine, when we were running from pit nine to 12, whatever the last pit we hit. Yeah, so. whatever. Because uh, I know that I was battling it out with you guys, like, during the be- like the very, like, right up to where we trailered the car. Yep. Because yep. I finished right behind yeah, you guys. Yeah, because we all showed up and we're like, hey, how's yeah, it going? How are you? <laughs> it was literally within seconds. Literally, like, Campbell, you, us, within seconds, seconds. of each other. It was crazy. I mean, it was so much fun, though. Like, Especially because, I mean, we didn't have a very good qualifying run. No, neither did we. It no. was like yeah. I got in dust, and it was just a mess. Well, yeah. let's just be real. I mean, look, qualifying, that was this whole separate race than Vegas Torino, so we'll just skip that part. Yeah, yeah you know, four-seaters and a short-course track. That right? really yeah. that really goes well. That, that are about 50 horse down from what the other people were racing, Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, you know. It translates, though, right? Yeah. That's, that's definitely how you, set it, how you set up times. It makes total sense. Yeah, it's but fine. I mean, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, you got to deal with it. I dealt with it. And we just started, yeah. you know, with you guys. You know, we were just working our way through the pack, you know. But, I mean, the race did get kind of sh- cut short, you know, with having to trailer for however long. Yeah. But, I mean, we still made it work. It reminded me of Nora. Like, how you have to do the transfers and all that in Nora. It was yeah. kind of that whole That was my whole first deal. time ever doing something like that. I, oh. I didn't hate getting a sandwich in the middle of a race for an hour. Like, getting out, like, going to the bathroom, eating a sandwich. Like, <laughs> it, literally, it was, I was like, yeah, this, is, this isn't horrible. Yeah. This is how short course people live. It, that, and this uh, is why I tell you, you <laughs> need, must need nice. to go to Nora. Like, <laughs> that, that went a lot smoother than I thought it was. Like, yeah. I, I thought like, it was going to be a mess. And everybody yeah. honored, like, they're like, don't touch the cars. You got So we pitted right before uh, we pitted like you're supposed to. And then we went through the thing and got our time. And I thought there was going to be a bunch of people cheating. Like, no, nah, we're not going to take that and yeah. spend 30 seconds. Like, we did it. Everybody I know did it. 
And it was like, I thought for sure somebody was going to cheat. Literally, we pulled in. Nobody was touching their cars. Like, it was, I was like, it, it was actually when the honor system worked. Yeah, I mean, that's what we did, too. We fueled up there right before we loaded up. And it was cool seeing, like, everyone follow the rules. Like, hey, all right, like, you know, fair and square. I well, like that. we were talking about it, though, too, with the cars. And that's kind of what made it fun with the racing as well. Because, you know, we had one or two cars that we all talked about at the, the transfer where it's like, all right, what the hell is going yeah. on with this? Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, when we were battling it out, it was funny because you see who it is. And we were having this conversation with Keegan and RJ on the short course side of it's the same on when you're going three wide with somebody and who's behind you and who you hear on the radio of who there's a there's a mutual respect level that goes on. And that's what made it fun of like. They earn it, they get the pass. Yeah. If they don't, but at the same time, like, we're not also going to, you know, purposely. So it was just one of those deals where it's like, all right, we're playing the leapfrog, and we'll catch it up here, we'll do here, and we're, we're playing the strategy game, and we were all three kind of playing that same game. So it worked how it should. And I laugh because I've been telling him, I'm like, when the push to pass works, it works well. It's yeah. when everybody doesn't do it, when it shows up out of nowhere, you know. And I'm like, there's a reason it exists, and it is a lot safer when it doesn't get abused, but for whatever reason, that series, it doesn't seem to mesh that well, and it was funny, because we were all using it as it should, and, like, on the money, and it made things so much simpler and easier, because it's like, when you had the right to pass, it was one of those deals, all right, cool, they know, they, and you'd sit back and wait 30 seconds, all of a sudden, car would pull over, we could take off, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, not even, I mean, we don't even use our push to pass until, you're I'm, right there, yeah, exactly. That's, there. that's what I mean by you know. There's by some not, people that'll do it like literally we, a mile yeah. back, and it's and we're one of those like cool. if we see the push to pass, we'll look, and it's one of those where if you're if I can see you in the mirror and you're within mm-hmm. you know 15, 20 yards, I'm not going to make you fight to hit my bumper. I'll pull over. You caught me, but it's like I'm that's not going to. If you earn it, yeah, we're not going to gift it to you. But if you've earned it, like I'm not going to be a jerk and like hold you up. You know, it's like yeah, there's yeah. no point in that. I mean, if you already caught someone and you're already within passing distance. You're already faster than them. Just let them yeah. go. Like, that's how and I that, feel about no, it. No, and that's that's what I mean. That was nice of having it, everything work the way it should. Yeah. And we were all on the same page. The three of so us were just having yeah. fun. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Did you guys have, I remember you, ta- Maddie, you were talking about um, after the start, there was that 45-mile-an-hour zone or whatever that That was a speed. mess because, <laughs> no, it, it goes right after the restart. Yeah. And we're we're going and, like, there was nothing. There was no signs that said forty-five miles an hour. There was no speed zone signs. Just the guy at the start that said, "Hey, make sure to go forty-five. He until never told you- us that. He didn't. No. He never really? came up and said that. Nope. So literally, and we're Brit's watching the uh, tracker box because normally it says, you know, yeah, speed zone, speed. and it never did no, it. nothing. So literally, we're going, and I'm seeing Jamie Campbell up there, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And we like catch him, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "Do I pass? Are we doing something wrong?" Brit's like, "I don't know." And then somebody just blew oh, past all of us, and I was like. Well, hell with this. And I just stood on it. And then, like, Jamie afterwards, he's like, dude, he's like, I don't know what was going on. He's like, we were following the rules. I was like, I yeah. was trying to. And then until people started passing. I told I him, like, I'm like, I was 45. I thought 45. I didn't see it. He didn't say anything, nothing. But normally, you know how the tracker box yep. lights up for, and watches your speed? And that never lit up. So I'm like, I, I don't, it was, yeah, it was total fluster moment. It was, it was really stressful because, I mean, they told us, like, make sure you go 45. And they instilled that in our, you know. We, the driver's meeting, I heard it. Yeah, I heard it at the driver's meeting. And then at the start, like, that second start, they went they, up to yeah, both of us. Yeah, they didn't tell us. And, oh, yeah, they, they told us, like, do you both understand? Like, give us a thumbs up. So we both did a <laughs> thumbs up. Like, got it. Nope, then, they didn't say anything. Yeah, so then the guy who started behind us, I mean, we were going 45. 
they were hauling bu- and nailed us. And <gasps> oh. I didn't even, like, I had no idea because we weren't even looking in the rear room mirror because it was a yeah. I mean, And that was the same guy that probably flew past us. Yep. And so I messaged wow. him after. I was like, hey, like, it was 45. And he's like, no, it wasn't. Wow. And I was like, uh. And then everyone saw BDI's post and was like, oh. Then I got a message back. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was. It was. I didn't know that part of the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah we heard, we heard the before story. And we were all talking about you getting. I didn't realize you got tagged twice in like twenty minutes. That's yeah. Yeah, because both of us fun. got kind of done in by the same guy in one regards. Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe oh, yeah. you need a brighter car, Maddie. Yeah, yeah you yeah, might want to change that no, color. No, nobody can see the bright teal. <laughs> yeah, the teal is just not bright enough. Apparently, <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. But I mean, it was a 45 mile an hour zone. I thought, you know, but apparently they weren't telling them. So they were, we, yeah, we didn't get told, but we were sitting there. I was waiting for it and we were going 45 and I'm watching it and it never lit. And that was my big thing is it never lit. And then all of a sudden from there, then that dude flies by and I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're in the race then. Like, yeah, it just didn't feel right. Like normally you see the signs, they always have the signs mm-hmm. up and then that thing starts, yeah. you know, flashing yeah. at you, especially oh. if you're going over, then it starts going red saying, oh, you're going 47. You well, know? that's it. And like Brit counts it. You know what I mean? She'll be like, you know, she'll be like. 43, 44, 45, 45, 44, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we're always riding there, and she's like, yeah, this thing's not coming. I, I was but. like, I'm waiting. I'm like, it's not. I'm like, is this 45? And we're yeah. both sitting there going back and forth, and he's like, I don't know. I'm like, driver's meeting, they said it, but they didn't say it here. I'm like, I didn't see any signs. Tracker's not going off. We're trying to figure it out. We're going 45 because we're trying to figure it out, yeah. and then dude just blows past us, and we're like, I guess it's not. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and most of my little experience I've had in with Matt and her, is most of the speed zones are 25 or, you know, just race pace. So, like, yeah. yeah. 45 is kind of out of the norm. There was one yeah. random section here. we got on, and it was like a 65-mile-an-hour speed limit. And I'm like, so we're pretty much going full speed then. Yeah, like, what <laughs> was, was like the a twisty mountain road. That, and I'm like, that wasn't meant for yeah. us. I can yeah. tell you that. Yeah, that so Britt's like, like yeah, just yeah. go full speed. <laughs> yeah, it was through, like, twisty turns. I'm like. I can't hit this. Yeah, we're I was going like, up how are we mountain. doing? She's like, we're really going like, it was like 50, 50? or something. And I was like, yeah, we're good. Like, it was, I'm like, don't even worry, worry about, about it. it. I'll let you know if you get close. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're going 42, dude. <laughs> it was funny, though, because like, you, we've all become really good friends. You know what I mean? It's like midway, we're talking at the, the break and stuff. Literally the next day, we're driving back. Jamie Campbell calls me. And Jamie's like, dude, that was awesome. The three of us had this great race. And, like, it was funny because all three of us were like, this is the way racing should be. Like, three people, like, racing each other hard. It's clean. And then at the end of the day, we're all friends. And it's like, yeah, we yes. can tell stories. Which oh, is so sure. funny because before the race, so I've always been either 1808, 1908, T908. So I've always had, like, the ending and either 908 or 808 well the the unlimited class he had 2908 oh so i had to i had to give him a call like okay um can i please have my number (laughs) does this number really mean a lot to you he's like no it doesn't i'm like can i can i do anything to have my number and he was like yeah dude go for it that's cool though thank you i was literally like i mean literally everything i know it's funny though because when we moved to unlimited same thing Um, 15 we were 9 15 and then we moved to 29 15 and uh i had to call amanda Sorensen. Because she had done, like, a, a race and whatever, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're not doing anything. You can have it. We, it means nothing to us. It was just number oh, we picked. And, it, no, it was literally they just gave it, gave it to us. Like, it was like, yeah. So it's like sometimes there's stuff like that where it's just. Yeah. But, no, I mean, like, all of our branding is around JB15. Exactly. Or one, it's like, 
Like, like yeah. if we don't change, we're going to have to have whole new apparel. So yeah, and we... that's a really expensive move to make for yeah. a number. <laughs> I'm just going to show up with that number anyways. <laughs> yeah. What you, would you put on the new race car? Um, no number as of as right of now. right now. Okay. Uh, I need to see if anyone signed up. Because in the Martelli series, we're like our own number. I believe it's like a PR, like 08 or P9. It's like know. a He's different right. That's number. Matt. He's right there. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> he literally right here. I just texted him. <laughs> here. Hey, Matt. Matt, Matt we, we got to make an executive Cal 300 decision. Come here. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we're going to make this happen right now for you, Maddie. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking about Cal 300. So, yeah. So, really important stuff, yeah, Matt. We're, we're, we're making very executive decisions as Matt Martelli sits here. Literally. So Maddie needs a number, and she goes, I need to get a hold of Matt or whatever. And I'm like, whoa, we got Matt right here. We're making a decision. Wait, you want like 666 or something crazy? Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I am well, a I'm, child of God. Uh, wait a second. Wait a second. I saw that reveal. I think, yeah. the, I, I think the, the hottest thing was you in that car, right? <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was the Teal Sparkles. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. So we were so excited to do the California 300. I mean, that's our first race in that Pro-R. We are so excited. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I know I'm the promoter, and I'm supposed to promote, and I'm going to. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw it down. I was talking about it earlier. Of all the race courses I've been on in America, I think that's the best race course. I think we have it. It's got a little bit of everything, and people are a little bit shocked because, you know, they think of Barstow, and it's just the rough stuff that we have up at Barstow, Maine, and there's that stuff there. Uh, but the rest of that area is just amazing. We've got washes and rally roads and, you know, multiple lines of passing that, that I think is really going to open up the racing. You know, and there's some areas where you're going to have to hang it out if you want to get around people. So I, I'm excited to watch the racing to see what's going to happen because I think that this course is going to allow people to really race and not be behind each other playing follow the leader in one line. Yeah, a lot of the racing in the States, I mean, is a lot of just follow the leader, and it's really hard to pass. So, I mean, even UTV Worlds last year, it was fun to, like, actually, you know, have those different lines and be open to pre-running and, like, finding those lines, finding where to be faster. It's such a great opportunity that for people who race in the States, we really don't get to do that a lot. Yeah, and don't forget, we added pre-running. So you get, you get two days of pre-running. Uh, in the poker run, that's the Saturday beforehand. That is the course as well. So that's a 70-mile loop, and anybody who wants to make it out to that will get a little, not a little taste, but a full taste of what that course is going to be like. We yeah. talked about a poker run. I didn't even think about it. Matt was telling me we were chatting earlier today and talking about the poker run, and remember the last race, so I was like, that'd be great for, for the whole team to go. Oh, yeah. all of us, you know, have our own vehicles, and it'd be fun to get out and do that. And I'd Wondered, that's an opportunity, perfect opportunity for us. Yeah, you know, as it's also cool to do a poker run because, you know, a lot of these guys who pit for us, you know, they don't get to experience the adrenaline that we do. You know, maybe when we come in, they have to change a tire or something. So it's cool to do the poker run so your entire team can see, like, this is what we race, you know, this is the course, this is what we experience just way faster, you know? I actually like, like, we uh, when we are out at uh, Adventure on the Rocks or Rally on the Rocks, whatever the name of that is, when Twitchell's a title sponsor and he can't even tell us what the name of the event is, I think we're safe. You know, yeah. but no, like Pete, we get out there and we're in some, yeah, we're some pretty gnarly rock crawling. Pete, I didn't realize this guy's like a rock monster out there. Like just, you know, you're like you said, you're like, I've got a lot better. But like, I was like, damn, yeah, he can drive. Well, yeah, I mean, hanging out with Brandon and the HCR guys definitely gotten a little bit better. I mean, I'm not rock monster at all, but 
But no, I mean, rocks are rocks aren't too, uh, that horrible for me anymore. It's a lot of fun and definitely fun when you're in the company car. It's kind of a rental. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a parts account for from Polaris, so definitely a little more aggressive than in that situation. <laughs> so Matt, how has it been preparing for the 300 and like the course? I like this. Look like, at her taking over hosting job. Like, hey, I, I, mean, I dig this. Like, yeah, it's like, well, let, let's talk about who your first sponsor was here. Oh, so, yeah. I don't story. know if you guys know this story. No, I don't. What year was that? Was that 15, 16? Well, the, here's the problem with getting older is you shorten everything down. So, to me, it was like, ah, like a year ago. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah no. no. I don't even think I had a driver's license, to be 100% honest with you. <laughs> that makes it even better. <laughs> <laughs> so, we both got an opportunity to race the trophy lights. And, I mean, that was my first time driving it. I, was it your first time driving uh, well, I'd driven the old version of them. That was the very beginning, which were they were horrible. Uh, they were super skatey and, and liked to roll over. Um, but, no, not since this version of them. I, I hadn't driven those before race day. So pretty new for both of us. And, I mean, I was I was just getting into racing. I think I maybe had a year under my belt. So, you know, me feeling so confident going into it. Yeah. Not really. <laughs> well, we start picking a bet. On who's gonna win, and if I won, well, I got a hundred bucks from you, right? And then if you won, um, I was a broke thirteen-year-old kid, so he wasn't getting anything. <laughs> I was looking at her dad, going, "You got yeah. me, right?" There you go. Hundred-dollar credit. This will be like a G worth of PRP product after this, right? Yeah, right. So you know, we were making that bet, and it was a two-day race. It was Rage at the River, right? Yep. And um, the first day. We saw who came across the finish line first, and uh, it was me. So, he uh, technically, Matt was my first sponsor. And so, I, I lost the bet. She smoked me. Oh, so, yeah. Right? That's so. saying something, though. You were there before PRP or Pro Armor. I mean, man, like family. You trumped the family, dude. Like. You know, it was really cool. I mean, it, it's really fun for me to see, you know, young people, young young men, young women, you know, catch the bug, right? like, like, yeah. you know, get that first stoke and, and see their eyes light up and go like, oh, okay, cool. I got this. I understand how rad this is. And then, you know, to watch Maddie go through her career and get better and better and, you know, get more opportunities. And especially as a woman, like that's one of the things that I love about the evolution of UTVs. It's brought a lot of younger people into the sport. Uh, and it's also kind of leveled the playing field a little bit for women. You know, um, when you look at our my favorite savage, Kristen Matlock, yeah, um, and what she's done, you know, it's it's incredible. But it shows you that in off road racing, you don't have to be big, muscular, you know, aggressive guy to do it. In fact, sometimes that works against you. You know, I know when I get past, I kind of lose my mind and <laughs> start wanting to nerf people. But you know, um, so you have to if you're a little bit more calm and collective, it's a, a better in the long run. So. You know, it's been really cool for me to watch you, you know, uh, put all the time and effort into your career, your relationship with your dad and racing. Um, so, no, it's cool, man. And, you know, back to your early question about what it's been like for the California 300. Um, it, it's great. We, ha we have a, uh, you know, a vision of what we want off-road racing to be, and that's, you know, four minutes a year uh, in major markets. And so this is a really important race to us, and we believe it's in a – an important race to our culture because it's it's the uh, only um, major de major desert race other than King of the Hammers um, that's happened in the last 27 years in this area, and this is the mecca of off road. You know, it'd be like not having the Indy 500 in Indy. You know, yeah. we've got to have that here in order to 
you know, support and promote our, our, our racing culture, right? And all the businesses. I mean, we're here at Sandsport Show, and it's, it's, it's booming, man. Yeah. You know, it, it's rad because, you know, you turn on the television, it's the end of the world, the economy's collapsing, and we're in wars, and you're going to get more germs now, or whatever's happening, right? And you come here, and people are like, you know what we want to do? We want to get our gear. We want to get prepped for the, the season and go riding, you know? And yeah. uh, that's really good. It's refreshing. And I'm stoked to see, you know, this is a bigger year than I've ever seen here at Sandsport Show. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, off-road is just one big family, you know? No matter if you're desert racing, if you're play riding, if you dune, like, everyone's here. All different companies are here promoting different products. And we all get to go out there and just enjoy the desert and do what we love, no matter what's going on out, out in the world. 100%. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've always appreciated, Brittany and I have told her this before, but it's like, you talked about girls and how they're coming up and like you guys in certain regards you have it a lot harder than guys do and then there's a lot of girls that'll take shortcuts on social media and things like that and the way you've carried yourself and the professionalism you bring and it's like i mean last year at sand sports like you stopped by for an interview but you're hustling you're working a booth you're doing this you're doing that and i'm like you're doing everything the right way and like to me it's i love to see the success you're getting because you've put in the hard work you've put it in and now it's starting to reap the rewards, you know, and you didn't take any shortcuts. You've done it the hard way, you know, and that to me, that means a lot. Thank you. You know, I, I definitely don't want to take the easy route and just, you know, post pictures and, you know, a bikini, like use my body for it. No, like at the end of the day, like if when I put my helmet on, I'm just another person behind the wheel. I'm not going to try to emphasize the fact that I'm a female or try to sell anyone on that. I mean, I want to be respected in this industry, and if it means I have to work a little harder, so be it. I'll work harder. Yeah. Well, that's what I love. Like, we were talking about the Vegas Torino race. Like, to me, it wasn't, oh, there's Maddie and there's two guys. No. There was three race car drivers, and we all had a hell of a battle. Yeah, we had That's fun. the way I look at it. It was just three race car drivers with a hell of a battle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I try not to emphasize the fact that I'm a girl because at the end of the day, we're, we're all the same. doesn't matter. We yep. all got a brain. We all got hands. We all have the same little skinny pedal. Let's make it work. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. But it's still really cool to see, you know, again, all the young people coming up in our sport. You know, it makes me really excited for, you know, really the future. We've just got to figure out some way to bridge the gap between uh, UTVs and trophy trucks. So after I figure that out, I'll let you know. Uh, but we're working on it. So, uh, no, it, again, it's cool. But, you know, as far as the, the coming race, you know, we want to invite everybody out. Um, camping is free. Spectating is free. We're just asking everybody to stay 150 feet off course, you know, to keep it nice and safe. Uh, we have a start-finish area that we are we do have tickets for, uh, so that that'll go up online next week. So bring your friends and family out. We got a lot of room. We want to see everybody out there riding, having a good time, enjoying, um, you know, the highest level desert off-road racing that there is. So it's it's going to be fun. And it's you know we were talking about it earlier. Like the funny thing is like the guys who are the most excited are the old timers, right? So, like, Steve Olegas calls me the other day, and he's like, Matt, I'm so excited for this race. You know, and he's asking me about what areas we're running through. And he's like, yep, I raced that before. It was awesome. What about this area, you know? And I'm like, we got most of the areas that um, uh, the uh, Fireworks 250 raced in. We're not going, yeah. we're not going up to – everybody asked me if we're going to do uh, the, the top loop up to the college. We're not doing that upper area just because we think a lot of the, the city there has grown and there's going to be a lot of spectators creeping in there. So we want to have good control of it.
but uh, we're going south past Hodge into Wild Wash, looping back around. Um, and like I said, there's a lot of stuff there that, you know, people have no idea. There's a lot of go fast stuff. Um, there's a lot of technical stuff. There's definitely some rough stuff, uh, but not not that much. I mean, it's it you know running in a UTV gives you a good barometer um, because it doesn't it doesn't beat you up a lot, but it doesn't it's not a pre runner, so you get a you get a bit of a barometer of like all right, uh, just when you feel like that's too much, it kind of like relents and smooths out. And now you get to go fast. Thank you. My, my spine will thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, truthfully, I don't want to put on races that I don't want to race. Like when I, uh, when, when we look at race courses and even the mint, like I will go out and look at it and I'll go like, man, it's, it's all square edge this way. Let's see if we can run it the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, or recently I was just out in the mint course after all the rains. Cause I, I wanted to see what it did to it. And it, it really smoothed out a lot of the course. I was actually shocked at uh, how much work the rain did out there. So this upcoming mint, I think, is going to be one of our, our fastest loops ever because of how smooth the course is currently. Good. Fast is fun. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> Fast awesome. is fun. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, though, the fact that you get to ride it first and be like, okay, is this something I would want to ride? Yeah. Because, I mean, sometimes these races are brutal. Like, it gets oh, yeah. gnarly for, like, you know, at least if it's only gnarly for – Five ten miles and then smooths out and gives Parker's our body a rest. Really rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Parker, oh my gosh. See, you just need to come camping on New Year's and we. I will show you the tricks to Parker. <laughs> oh yeah, not the little jitters. <laughs> yeah. I, I, there, there are tricks to Parker. There's a reason why I was six overall this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want the lines in Parker, come out and camp with Britt and I, and we will show you on a weekend the, the lines. Well, it literally, yeah. literally is your yard. Yeah, it's yeah. literally it's your backyard. It's not even his backyard. It's his <laughs> yard, right? It's your front yard, yeah. it's your backyard. I know every rock of that course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's funny though. Barstow, I laugh because I'm like, I'm kind of bummed out I'm not racing this year. But, you know, we're kind of in between building race cars, stuff like that. And obviously, thankfully, you've hired me to do the live stream. But I'm like, I'm actually undefeated in Barstow. My first year of racing, my third race ever, I won in Barstow. And I've never raced in Barstow since then. So I'm, unde- I'm undefeated. Nice. That was 2001, and I haven't been back. But I I'm undefeated had, in Barstow. I had totally forgot about the history of the Firecracker 250. Yeah. And that was I, I was a little kid. My dad was chasing we, we'd for go a out there class one team yeah. Every 4th of July, that was just I knew. Like, we're going yeah. to Barstow. Well, that was part of the reason I didn't put it in July this year, right? Yeah. Is because my, my clearest memory of that race is melting my vans off in this <laughs> parking lot, right? Yeah. And being all pissed, like my brand new vans, I just destroyed them by walking around and melting them in the parking lot. Like I melted the waffle, you know, <laughs> bottoms off yeah. of them. But oh, jeez. Yeah, no, I mean, we want to bring out a lot of that history. We, we've been talking to a lot of the businesses in Barstow and, and the surrounding high desert area and you know, a lot of people grew up on racing there, and, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, that that same uh, thing came up with the Mint when we, we started, you know, working on the Mint. Um, and I, I remember going in the mayor's office uh, in Las Vegas, and, you know, she goes, yeah, I used to skip school and go, go to Mint Contingency. You know, I'll, I'll do whatever you need to get done. You're like, what do you, what do you want? So uh, that's what it's been like in Barstow. Like, the city's been amazing. BLM's been amazing. And then I just have random businesses reaching out to me going, hey, uh, we're a fence company. We'll do your fencing for free. You know, we race or we used to race. And I'm like, great, like, we'll, we'll pay for it. But that it's, you know, a lot of, lot of love out there. And people are really glad that we're, yeah. we're bringing back a, a major desert race, you know, especially the, the city 
you know, we were in one of the city meetings, and one of the guys from the city said, hey, I, I thought that off-road racing forgot about Barstone, the history in Barstone. I'm like, absolutely didn't. You know, it's our bad for not really focusing on that. And uh, um, now we, 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 got, we understand it, and, you know, we, you know we're back. And this is going to be a multi-year race. And I, I honestly really think that within a couple of years, this will be bigger than the Mint. Oh, wow. No, I'm super excited to go and help Maddie again uh, like we like I normally do. But, yeah, the, the history of Barstow, it, it's funny because every SoCal race team goes to Barstow before test, the race. Yeah. We yeah. all test up there. Yep. Everyone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we've been testing. Our brand-new Pro R has all been Barstow. And, of course, I'm, like, you know, I don't know my way around anywhere. So I'm going. I'm like, this is the roughest. Oh, my gosh. Like, if I had to do 300 miles of this. But, you know, I'm just going up and down Barstow, yeah. Mink. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. not the whole race. No, that's that's honestly, like, the roughest, nastiest area that you're on. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's iconic. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of iconic, i got to give you guys a lot of credit. So when they do uh, the T-shirts, you guys have the Del Taco Cal 300 <laughs> shirt. I'm like, it's the most famous Del Taco in the world. Del Taco just doesn't know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we, we had to do that. I mean, that comes from our, our years of skateboarding and doing all the logo rigs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's part of the culture. That Del Taco is part of the culture of off-road racing. It is. Oh, it's, yeah. So It's infamous, yeah, literally. So we wanted to include that. You know, we wanted to, to, to make a nod uh, to that. So um, that's why we did that shirt. And uh You've got these places like Coco's Corner down in Mexico. Yeah. You got like the Del Taco there, and uh, you know what I mean. It, yeah. It's just funny. It's like there's there's these places for some odd reason they've just become iconic. Yeah. No. Well, it's part of the culture, and yeah. uh, you know we want to we want to put that forward. You know. So um, yeah, I'm excited. And you know, I was telling somebody earlier, I'm so excited about this course and so confident about what it is. After we get this race done, we're going to do a Legends Rally out there and. And just have it be open for, you know, riding uh, with UTVs so that we could show people how much rad stuff's right. It's right there, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the things we're all guilty of with off-road is, you know, staying close, too close to the highway access. We're like, oh, we're right here, right? And once you go two, three, four, five, fifteen 15 miles deep, uh, that area is just, it's not beat up. It's it's very, uh, it's you know it's very unused so and and again a lot of terrain changes you know it, it's you know you've got you're going to have elevations uh uh hodge road's really cool for spectating because you guys race around the mountains there right so if you're camped in hodge road you're going to see the uh racers for probably about 20 minutes run the ridge line right yeah. so it'll be great spectating there uh it's going to be great spectating at maine you know spectating on the back so there's lots of there's lots of areas to go, and, you know, like, people can get a little free and camp and, you know, have a good time. Which is awesome because, I mean, spectators are really what makes this sport going, you know? Like, not a lot of people can afford to race, but most of the spectators either love off-roading or they have a play car and they go with their family. So opening it up to, you know, spectators is, is huge. Yeah, I mean, we learn from the Mint. The Mint's a little bit different in that Nevada requires us to more or less keep everybody, you know, pinned down. Uh, this this is a little bit different, you know, because of the designation of the OHV area. We have a little bit more freedom, uh, which is nice. And we want people to come and have have the experience with their, their family and their kids and, um, you know, camp and, and go riding and, and really be a part of the culture and not just, not just spectate, you know, but spectate in that fashion. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for it. I'm so excited. I'm excited. Especially to drive my new car, like – just driving it around. Give me the first now. race in the new car. First race in the new car. Nice. I am so excited. 
I've been out there every weekend since it got finished being built. Just, you know, seeing, you know, because Barso's gnarly. It's known for being gnarly. For so sure. just going out there, seeing how the car reacts and whatnot, trying to prepare as much as I can for this race. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it, Matt. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be good. I'm I'm excited, you know. Yeah, I think we all are. I mean, I know Matt and Maddie and the team is. Yeah, so. I'm I'm sure many people are, especially now the fact it's not just UTV is you're opening it up to more people. Yeah. I mean, bigger reach, more people can get excited for it. You guys are still working on going back to Havasu too though, right? Yes, we we have a permit uh, application in for Havasu for a bigger race and we're working on that as well. Uh, we have uh, a, a race that we're working on in Arizona too. We hope to have that done here shortly. So we're just gonna, we're gonna keep building and building big events and and like I said before, it's like we're not gonna build races that I wouldn't want to race. You know, um, not interested in um, you know doing holdover events or you know events in areas that are uh, you know used up and not part of the not part of the uh, overall plan in, in moving off road racing forward. Awesome. Well, I think uh, appreciate you guys taking the time. I know we I, we got Pete here, and I don't know if we even mentioned Pro Armor, but yeah, we're here. With <laughs> let's Pro let's Armor. talk about Pro Armor. <laughs> <laughs> we happen to be in the Pro Armor booth. Yeah, yeah we, right. we, well, we 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 mentioned that quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, no, no. the beginning part was we, we didn't even mention that you guys are coming out with a complete snow line of products yet or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, so no. I feel like we got to get those liners in before we let you go, Pete. No, for sure. Yeah, we, <laughs> Definitely introduce snow, but to be honest, Matt and Maddie are way more interested, and I want, I'm, I'm an off-road geek, so I'd rather talk about racing and that than anything else. So We need to get no, a bunch of us off-roaders it. out on snowmobiles and see how bad it is. Oh, God. I think if we do that, <laughs> That's a Matt Media video right there, like oh, off-roaders God. try snow. Yeah. Right? So, no, but like, yeah, how good like, is Pro Armor's insurance? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they're going to cover that one. It's more like snowmobiling gone bad. Yeah. You know I mean? like, gone wrong. Yeah, you want to start an Instagram account, Snowfails, and it, yeah. we'll just oh. send all of us out there. I'm sure it already exists, but yeah, yeah, exactly. That, I mean, I'm dying to get on a snowmobile now that we're, you know, have a little more, more affiliation with it. But, yeah, it's going to be bad. Uh, I've know. actually spent a ton of time on a sled. Uh, to the point where I'm actually pretty good. The backcountry stuff is weird when you're switching weight and standing on back corners to get traction. And like, it, it's gnarly, but it's funny because they don't react. Like, I've ridden a ton of dirt bikes, quads. Like, anything you know, throw out the window when you go on a snowmobile. It, it, it's a complete different beast. It's what's yeah. crazy. It's just it, See, it's relearning all over again. I want to start, like, the bunny slopes, you know, yeah. something, yeah. something easy, something straight. See, that's a, that's a mistake that I made is I went right to filming with the sled next, guys. Oh, and, they're, and they're just like, here's here's your sled. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, come on. And we're going through stuff. And I'm, I'm the whole time, I'm just puckered going, okay, don't die, don't die, don't die. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, after that trip, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll stick, stick with the dirt. I, no, yeah, I'll stick. Four, wheel, four wheels, cages. I'll stick to what I know, you know. Yeah. It's funny, though. Something about snow. Uh, it's funny about snow is, is like everything on snow is different because like Brittany and I, I hadn't been uh, snowboarding in like 20 years. And so her and I, like in April, got an Airbnb up in Bryanhead. We go up there and I hadn't snowboarded in like 20 years and I've got a snowboard, pull it out and everything else. And I, I skateboard weekly. I surf. I wakeboard. I wake surf. I got up there thinking it was going to come back to me. Dude, it was completely different than everything I did. And I was like, there's something about snow or <laughs> snowboarding and all the other boarding I do did not transition but, well. But where did you go? Bryanhead. Okay. That, the, but the, with snowboarding, the massive difference is where you go, right? Yeah. You, Brian has a legit resort. You so get into yeah. good snow, and snowboarding is super fun. You get into, like, what we have out here in SoCal, like the 
the death ice. Yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, scary. Don't hook your edge or you're, you're blowing knees stuff. Like, that's not fun. Yeah. You know, that's not fun. The whole time you're like, okay, you know, uh, too, it takes too much focus and energy to, to have a good time and that stuff. Once you get into, like, the deeper, bigger, deeper powder with those boards, it's like surfing, right? You're yeah. just having fun, and when you do fall, you're like, ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? You're not getting hurt, whereas – here it's like you're going down. It's like you're being chucked into a concrete wall. <laughs> yeah. that, that's how snowmobiling is. It's complete different. Like I don't know. It's it's a blast, but it's relearning everything you thought you knew. I have yeah. no balance whatsoever. Like riding a bike for me is hard. I have tried to snowboard. It went terrible. Tried to skateboard. Worse. Like I was falling face first. Not good. Uh, so I probably am out for the snowmobiles. <laughs> Wait, okay, I, let's sponsor her with, like, a balance board. We can fix that. It's pretty easy. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Hey, there you go. We'll get you out surfing with us. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you guys been spending a bunch of time down at the beach. There you oh, go. yeah, we spent a ton of time at the beach. Have but, you ever uh, had a surf lesson with the big foam boards? So, actually, I have a huge fear of the ocean. You and Brittany both. Yeah. You know, the ocean scares me. I don't know. I think it's just, the t- and it's, like, I can't control anything there. Like, you know, there's, like, tides and waves that will come crash and kill you and the sharks that want to yeah. eat you. Wow. But, you know, I'll, I'll eat sushi that comes from the ocean. That's what I was close <laughs> to. I've heard, no, it's funny. Like, Brit literally is that way. Like, rivers, lakes don't bother. Ocean. Go to the beach, like, and she's like, I'll sit on the beach and drink beer and watch you. Yeah. She I've, doesn't want to get in the water. There's, no. She I, also got stung by a stingray once in Mexico, so that helps. Traumatized <laughs> her. Yeah. But. I mean, I could go, like, knee deep now without my knees, like, shaking. Like, before, yeah. like, it was an actual fear. Like, I would be shaking going in. I think really? her. I, mm-hmm. She's. Brit's borderline that. Like, I think her love of seafood is because she's like, oh, I hate these fish. I'm going to eat them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if we put the sushi out in the water, will you guys go? Was oh, I will. I got no problem. I'm not scared of the water. Like, I'm, I'm a water person. <laughs> so Even a paddleboard. I'll go paddleboard there. Get it? Just overall. Yeah. will run a race car down the track at, like, 100. 90, 100 miles yeah. an hour with a trophy truck doing 130, the 7,000-pound beast right after you, and that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. But – the possibility of touching a fish in oh. the ocean. Like just sharks and like you can't uh, How about see. like the lake and river? Like if we said, hey, Maddie, we're taking the boat out in Havasu. Do you want to come? Let's like, go. I'm okay, down for a good time. Uh, okay. Yeah, but the ocean? No, I'm no. sick. Sorry, I can't make it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Matt's been showing us these pictures of these banger fish he's been I catching. Know. And I'm like, oh, my God, Yeah, dude. we had a good day. You've got a honey hole that you go to. It's like. Yeah. Well, San Diego, the, the fishing, you know, the, the fish stock has returned and. Uh, we've had the last like six years of really good fishing in San Diego, so every I'm telling everybody like go now uh, because we have some pretty epic um, tuna, dorado, uh, yellow fin, yellow tail all running right now, and uh, it's it's just magnificent. So um, it's really really cool experience to have the other day, you know, going out with my cousin and yeah, you know, my friends. I got to find this picture just to show you guys. That <laughs> we he we sent caught me, like, thirteen fish, but. Uh, Killian's wife, Liz, uh, she caught the majority of them. She caught like five, right? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> and she did that, what we call the jackpot. So she caught three different species of fish in a day. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is the, the, yeah, the he, amount of He goes, I can't talk there. right now, yeah. and I get that picture. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I got more important things. Yeah, no, me. literally, I, I try calling him, and he goes, I can't talk right now, and it's that picture. And I'm like, dude, fair enough. Like you, <laughs> I was like, so are we coming over for dinner? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, Where's you, our invite? You sent me a similar picture just a few days ago. I called you, and you sent me a picture of you on a jet ski. Oh, right? yeah. Pete calls me, and here's Brittany and I on the jet ski. Yeah, I'll have to find I'm, in, I'm in the office. Yeah. Yeah, Pete's like, yeah, what did you say? Don't drown her or something yeah 
Yeah, it was funny. So well, it, that one hurt a little bit more because I was prepping for this show, and it was probably a hundred and yeah, six Pete, or Pete something. Pete calls and misses what I said. Pete, nice. So yeah, it's yeah, it's fair enough. We, it's funny though in this industry, like, and I know you're the same way when you escape the needles, and you're that way. Like, when you get an off weekend or an off day, it doesn't matter if it's middle of the week. What you take it, and you go and just you have to because this industry will eat you up if you don't like take those days. Yeah, I think that's life. I mean, like, like everybody's busier now, and uh, you know, we just all we all dealt with the last couple of years of COVID and you know all that BS, and now we're through it, and so. You know, like me going fishing was my me reminding myself, like, I need to take a minute, you know? Yeah, take a breath. You know, yeah. it, it didn't, you know, I didn't get any sleep or rest. <laughs> like, I think I fell asleep in my on my deck after we processed all the fish, had a barbecue. It was like, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, oh, okay, that was a day, you know? But it was it was well worth it. And, I, I will say that's one thing, Britt, like in our program she instituted is like, we were traveling, doing all this. It was literally event would get over on an airplane, and she goes, look, we're in all these amazing cities and everything yeah. else. And she goes, we're not going home. She goes, we're going to take an extra day and it just tag on one day. And she goes, and we're going to explore the city. We're going to go do whatever. And it's literally you can sleep in the next morning. We go out and explore the city, go have good food, and then the next day we fly out. And literally we tagging on 24 hours that made the world a difference. It's yeah. like it's just I don't know. It's one of those. Just take the time. No, when you it get does. It. It's funny. I have a yeah. funny race story. One of them yeah. is uh, first time I, I went know. to Crandon. You, you can step out, Pete. If you got to step out, we're good, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you, Pete. <laughs> thank you guys. Sorry. Thank you. We're we're just getting long winded we'll, here, buddy. We'll keep plugging pro armor. Yeah, we'll keep plugging pro armor. You you go sell you some product, buddy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, first time I went to Crandon was with the with the Ladukes, of course, right? And uh, uh, you know. We had a couple of days in between the racing, getting there and getting back. And so we we're just cruising around Wisconsin. And of course, Kurt's been doing that for a while. So he knows where everything's at. So he's like, hey, we're going to stop here. We're going to get some, you know, vegetables, some sweet corn and whatever at this, this stand. Then we're going to go here and we're going to get our brats and you know, all this kind of stuff. So, you know, same thing. It was just cool to see all the stuff that you just drive by normally and don't get to experience. Well, it's even like, what, Sunday? I mean, you know, we're tagging on an extra day. Instead of bailing out, we're going to go to Oceanside, have dinner with you and your wife, and her and I are going to be like, I've never stayed in Oceanside. I've been to San Diego a ton. So it's like spend the night in Oceanside, get up, and then we got some meetings on Monday. But it's like just that little, like, extra 12 hours. You know what I mean? It's just like it reboots you, you know? Oh, uh, 100%, especially yeah. because you're about to have the best sushi you've ever had in your life. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward <laughs> to this because you – dude, I know you know fish. So I'm yes. like, when you're using that, like – I'm I'm excited for Sunday night. I'm I'm straight up claiming it. Like we have a You're a big sushi fan, you said though, right? Oh. I love sushi. At least once a week. Yeah. I mean it's not as fresh as like his because he's like catching it himself. I more just show up for the We have this restaurant down in Oceanside called the Wrench and the Rodent. And it's it's an odd name and yeah. my, my friend owns it and uh you know they're they're British and in England your your pub has to have a wacky name or nobody remembers it. So they came up with this name, and I'm like, don't name it that. That's a terrible name yeah. for a sushi restaurant. But they're so good, it just it, it doesn't matter what it's named, right? Uh-huh. And uh, just amazing food. So if you're into sushi, stop at the Wrench and Rodent in Oceanside. Okay. Yep. And uh, I guarantee you an amazing, uh, amazing dinner, amazing food, you know? Okay. We'll have to go there. We've been spending a lot of time in Del Mar. There you go. So... We'll make a little drive up. Yep. 
come up to the hood in Oceanside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I appreciate uh, you taking the time, Maddie and uh, yes, Matt. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see you Sunday night and Cal 300 coming up. And uh, I don't know, my money's on Maddie, I think, to take the W there. So Putting well, in the work. No pressure, but realize, like, you do win the first ever California 300, that's pretty important, right? I mean, we're putting in the work. We're going in after work and after school since we're going to college full-time. So we're we're showing up on weekdays, you know, testing the car. We're going every weekend testing the what's car. Your, what's your degree in? What are you going to school for? Business administration. Okay, same same here. I did business administration with a minor in marketing. Okay, mine is management. Yeah. Yeah, so it's cool. I mean, we get to learn a little bit about everything, and yeah. I like it. I really enjoy we're, it. We're talking sushi, Britt. Matt literally just said <sighs> Sunday night, he goes, it is the best sushi we will ever have. He, literally, he literally said that. And I was like, I don't know. The one in Seattle is pretty darn good. I I wouldn't argue because I've had sashimi out in Hammertown that he's brought in before, and that was amazing. And when you're getting, like, rock sushi and dirt sushi and it's that good, like, I, oh. I'm not going to say that. And we also learned during while you were gone, um, bringing me coca Kalo. Oh, yeah, I came uh, back, by the way. Yeah, Britt's back. <laughs> um, Maddie's as scared as the ocean as you are. I'm like, Britt's the one. She'll go sit on the Ooh. beach and wave at me from, you like, drink a beer and watch me in the water. I'm like, Maddie's the same way, but she's yep. but she's same as you. I said, so Britt and I take the boat, and we go to Havasu. She's like, oh, I'm in. Unless so, there's a fish. Unless there's out. a fish, yeah. Oh, see, I'm not scared of, like, the fish. Like, I mean, I'll catch a fish. Like, I don't care. Well, Britt will catch a fish. She just doesn't. But, um, yeah. I'll just hand you the pole and yeah. make you take it, because I don't like those wormy, squiggly, slimy. They Ugh. taste so darn good. Oh, I, I love eating them. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But. Fish or friend, or wait, no, fish or food, not friends. There you go. Yeah. I said I think Britt likes seafood only because you hate fish so bad in the water. You're like, yeah, screw you. I'm going to eat you. Stab. <laughs> Stab. I dig it. This is a sweet off-road show, Jim. Yeah, right? <laughs> I leave. You guys are talking about Pro Armor Bumpers and the Cali 300. I come back, and you're talking about fish. Oh, you, you missed a lot. I it's see, my fault. Yeah. It just, oh. Everything turns to, to talk about food. It's Anybody okay. that's listened to this show since the reboot knows that it's very loosely motorsports-based. I and say I, it's so, motorsports-ish. Ish. Well, yeah. so, you know, you've been around the show a little bit. Let's talk about some of the cool stuff here. I, I'm going to start because I saw something really cool. I'm really hyped on. So SNS, who's known for all their Harley uh, exhausts and all their different Harley stuff that, that they do, they're, they're in this market now, and they have an exhaust, a couple exhaust systems, which is cool. That's not what I'm excited about. They now have a turbo kit for the for the KRX, right? Really? And it like I went over there to talk to the guys, and I'm like, they ran me through everything, and I'm like, well, how much horsepower does this add to the KRX? And he's like, a little bit more than double. Because <laughs> uh, I know the Craftworks. That's su- humble. Like yeah. the, the Craftworks supercharger is sixty percent increase. Wow, so, that's a little bit more than double. Yeah. Yes. Dang. So wow. I was like, okay, I'm in. You know. So that was cool. That was one of the cool things I s- I've seen here. Anything else you guys have seen that we haven't seen a whole lot? To be honest with you. Well, I mean, from what little, I haven't had a chance to walk because Sunday's usually our walk day because right. it slows down a little bit. Um, but so far, see you, Maddie. Bye. She's got to get back to work slinging harnesses. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the the bike they brought, the Supercross bike, that limited edition thing is beautiful. Oh, have you seen the Cowie bike? They only oh. made like 500 of them. No, I didn't see so that. They, so Cowie, it's called, uh, what is it? The uh, Unicorn bike. Yeah, I call it the unicorn bike. They basically took a Supercross bike and put it into mass production. Well, not mass production, but light production. It sold oh, out nice. immediately. 
And I don't know, these dealers are probably getting crazy markups. So they've got one sitting over in the booth, and it's literally, you can buy a Supercross bike from Kawasaki. And it's that only is. like 12, 13 grand, too. Like for what it is, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. The exhaust on it's $1,500. Badass. It's, you know, it's a titanium carbon fiber exhaust, and it's like, it's crazy, but it's literally. I think they're going to be surprised with how many people want that. You know, yeah. I well, think he already said he's like we can't. That's our biggest deal, and because they're only making under a thousand of them, right? He's like literally, it's it's out of control how in demand it is. Oh yeah, and they put an electric start on it. I'm like, holy crap! This is what like that's that, my biggest deal. I've always been on the like the 250x or whatever. I like the electric start, and it's like now they put that on the supercross bike. Like, oh god! <laughs> that, like, that's just I told like, her I was like, we need one of these. That's just straight up like luxurious. Yes. Oh electric yeah, starts, right. So yeah. it's like one of those things. Like, yeah, it's. You're getting old when that's what you want, but her and I talk still, about. Well, like, I do it because I'm short, so for me to have to like kickstart something when I'm on a single track and I'm halfway up a hill bulldogging and it dies on me, I I just don't want to kill myself hyperventilating trying to get it back down. Right? <laughs> it's just short people problems for me, but. I'm just lazy. I just get tired <laughs> of kicking things over. Nice. So. No, it's that, and then I'm I'm trying to think. I mean, the the Terra Crew setup school over there. Just that because I've got a few buddies that are running it. So they're loving it just because they, it, you know how it is when somebody gets to put their car in a booth and they get stoked just by having their car in the show, but to actually be able to go out and do demos and stuff, like, yeah. that's yeah. something new. Oh, when you go over to the Vision Wheel, have you been by there yet? No. Uh, when you sneak over there, um, Vision does have, it's not on display, but it's in the back. If you ask to see it, Todd will show you, but uh, that carbon fiber UTV wheel is here in the flesh. Nice. So that's kind of cool. That's very cool. <laughs> So, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what else. Now I want to go see the, <laughs> the turbo. Yeah, no, Find literally you that. and I are like, like, okay, we need to, we definitely have that penciled in. Um, the Stasic, but, again, I'm being biased just because. Electrode. Electrode. Oh, gosh, yes. You know what I mean? I don't know why. I'm I'll trim sure. that clip, Britt. <laughs> well, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a bunch of the e-bikes here, too, which is kind of interesting. See them make the transition over here, like, where do those belong? Do they belong here in Power Sports, or do we put them in the bike shops, right? It, it is the in-between, but it, there's crossover. Like, you go to the auto shows, and then the boat shows, and there's off-road at the boat shows, and there's boats at the Power Sports, and then there's NHRA that have this. So everything's kind of I mean, I bought my Cutco's at an NHRA race. Nice. Yeah. I think we're all kind of into the same thing at this point. So the answer to it is yes, maybe. <laughs> well, of course. But, yeah, I'm, I'm – Looking at these e-bikes across from us going, hmm, that could be useful in a lot of situations. Well, Bar crawl down in Oceanside? Oh, yeah. No. And, and here's, here's actually, a, this is a legitimate question because, I mean, we've got, Britt and I have UTVs. We've got dirt bikes. We've got, you know, a jet ski now. Um, but I skateboard. She'll skateboard occasionally. Um, but it's like, dude, wake surfing, action sports, bike riding. like Snowmobile. We, snowmobiling, snowboarding. Like, we, we do all of it. You yeah. know what I mean? So is it the point where it's almost, do you ha- do we have to have these power sports slash action sports shows all in one? It's Because fun. everybody I know in the industry does all the same things. Yeah, I think there's a lot of crossover. In fact, another another bike I saw here in person, like, I, it's the first time seeing it in person, and I can't wait to go try one, is the Vulcan Grunt. See that we had a pre-order in on one of those. Yeah, they look pretty rad. I mean, like perfect pit bike for getting around to you know all the stuff in Glamis and you know all around you know at races and stuff like that. And uh, it's all electric, so 
you're just kind of zipping around with no no uh, big noise or anything. Super easy to drive. So I'm, I'm curious to try one of those. And for me, like, I feel like that's kind of where everything's trending because we're seeing the EV jump, and then we're also seeing the resistance, especially in, like, the motorsports, power sports side of things. Sure. But there is a fit for it. Yeah. And, like, we've had that talk, like, my electric lawnmower, I love my Ryobi. I never have to deal with mixing fuel or dealing with a dying She's got flooding. me hooked on the thing. Like, I, I literally lo- just go I love mowing the go. lawn in cedar because it's just, like, <laughs> it's just. But it's the same with the pit bikes. They're easy. They're light. You, you plug them in. Char- like, there's a spot for it, and I don't think it's where everybody was necessarily expecting it to be when sure. everything kind of took off. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we have uh, one of the sponsors of the California 300 is Ubco, and they have a really cool bike. So it's two-wheel drive. So it's got a little bit more grip and stability, especially off-road. Uh, pretty wide tire on the thing, and then a uh, utility back for it so you can load it up with stuff. And yes. they're actually going to be doing demos at the California 300, so you can get on the bike and try it. Um, I would suggest, though, because we've been getting hammered with requests, Sign up online ahead of time so you reserve your spot for a demo because uh, we're going to have, like, three days of demos of them. So that'll be cool. See how those work in the dirt up there, too. Do they breathalyze you before they sign the waiver? Because that will decide mm-hmm. on what time I'm setting up my sign-ups for. <laughs> really? Right? The live stream at the Mint or, or at uh, the Cal 300, are we allowed to drink coca Cola? Yeah, well, you're, we're actually going to put it right <laughs> next to the, the beer tent. Uh. So we, we do have beer. In fact, we uh, we did a deal with uh, Belching Beaver and did a co-brand. I saw beer. that. I was like, so yeah. they, oh, there they, you go, they, need, they need me as an ambassador, at least for one event. Oh, man. Yeah, like I was so stoked. You, no, we have to again. do that intro there with the boss guy over there. Like, uh, oh, this is Jim Beaver. He's our live stream host, Belching Beaver. It, like, was, it was an easy deal is- to do. I, I presented it to them, and the owner goes, can I bring my UTV? That's all he wanted to do. <laughs> He's like, can I bring my UTV? I'm like, yes. He's like, then we're doing it. So, no. Yeah. Excited for that. Um, yeah, we have a bunch of beer and food vendors. So One, one of the problems I'll say is, is like, uh, is Sunday night's going to be kind of the first foray into this, but I'm like, the problem we have is, is me and Brittany love sushi, me and Brittany love beer, and me and Brittany love wine, and Matt loves sushi, beer, and wine. And I'm like, this is going to be a bad dynamic with us hanging out because we all like the same stuff, and it's like, yeah, this could be a slippery slope, dude. Oh, yeah, there's going to be some... Uh... <laughs> I mean, we've already planned our trip to Mexico. Yes, yeah, so, yeah we just oh, need to yeah. pick a weekend on that. And yeah. a fishing trip. We got a deep-sea fishing trip planned. Pete did call me out. So I was like, yeah, Matt. I was like, call him the other day. And he goes, yeah, I was with you. And Matt goes, yeah, I can't talk. And he shows me the picture of the fish. And I was like, this guy. And Pete <laughs> goes, what are you talking about? I called you and you and Brittany sent a picture of you on a jet ski. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, fair enough. And we did the same thing. <laughs> Pete, Pete called me out on it, so... It was after we ganged up on yeah. him for the when first time. When we had all the stuff we quote-unquote have to do, right? Yes. Like, what to. do you have to do this week, Matt, um, work-wise? This week yeah. is all California 300. Yeah. I just, just got back from uh, Michigan. Uh, we are shooting a project with GM Defense. So you had to go out there and do that, right? Yeah, it was difficult. Yes. No, it, actually, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was long days. Flint, to me, would have been interesting, just you guys going to Flint. Like, that's something that was peak of the news everybody heard about it, <laughs> then you hear nothing about flint well it's it's funny because I, i'm from michigan originally from kalamazoo the on the west side and uh man like i have a a soft heart for the people in michigan because they have had a rough time even now like going to flint is just a reminder of how economically depressed parts of the country are you know and uh, how lucky i am to live in southern california i'm like you know i wake up in the morning there's i look 
it's looks my yard looks like a tropical garden and it's 70 degrees always right and the beach is less than a mile away and we have the deserts and we have all this this beauty and opportunity so uh, it was a little reminder of how good we had it we had a little bit of rain which we were not used to we're all walking around looking at um we're scouting the area we were going to shoot and it just started dumping and we're we're totally unprepared for that so we got soaked but uh no it was good and and um we had a real real good shoot with those guys and uh you know they're building vehicles for our soldiers um that are really off-road capable so i was stoked to be a part of it and, and see that you know that stuff going see the transfer of of off-road technology going into the military which is getting more and more common yes. too yes well, Polaris on their whole side, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, you look at some of their stuff they make for the military. Yeah, the This goes back to Chinoweth. I yeah. mean, Chinoweth way back when were yeah, making the, buggies, that, you know, that were in Desert I, Storm and I'm things so like that. Glad like, you, I'm so glad you brought that up because Chinoweth was, that was the OG. I mean. They, the, they were the originals that did this. And then, yeah. well, Rod Hall, the Hummers came in and did some yeah. stuff. And, you know, but it's like. But yeah. but Chinoweth, like, that was, yeah. you know, that was the, the OG buggy. And without that, without Lynn and, you know, all the people that worked with him, and there were other buggy builders as well, you know, I, I got to, you know, acknowledge Funco especially. Yeah. But without those buggies and without their engineering that they started, we wouldn't have UTVs. So it is the same platform. It's just tweaked a little bit and obviously improved in many ways and mass produced. But, uh, but yeah, like the Polaris M-Razor, um, you know, that's been being used in combat now, I think, 10 years right i know so, isn't that so those things are beasts too yeah. it's well they had that one right that, that was actually racing the circuits yeah. and they were coming out and they had it was wasn't it a vet based and they brought out one of the military ones and they were out racing it yeah they haven't raced the mint yet in an m racer but we the we've had flyer defense race with us we've had oshkosh race with us and a few of the other manufacturers so um you know our, our that's part of our military challenge where we essentially raise funds for different, um, you know, military organizations, and the big one being Warfighter Made. Uh, Robert and his team there do a fantastic job of, of you know, uh, rehabbing and, and helping uh, wounded veterans that, that have come back from, from war and are dealing with PTSD and physical injuries. You know, that's, that's just always going to be a thing, right? So uh, us as good Americans need to recognize that and make sure that we're we're taking care of them because they definitely are taking care of us and making sure that uh, we continue to have the freedoms that we have in this country. Yeah, well, it's Britt and I were talking. We had a uh, good friend, Paul Thacker, um, who's, yeah. you know, snow legend. Um, he was on with us, uh, what, a month ago? Um, right before Cranon, and he was talking about he do, he works with Monster, and he does a lot. Similar to Warfighter Made, he takes veterans out on snowmobile trips and things like that, and he works a lot with Chris Barant. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Monster behind the scenes uh, does a lot. People don't realize it, but they do a lot, you know, for these, for these veterans' rides. And Thacker was saying the same thing, you know what I mean? It's one of those where he doesn't publicly post about it very much, things like that. It's something he does because his heart's in the right place, but it's like – Man, the life-changing stuff that, you know, these people can do with these veterans coming home that do have PTSD and things like that. It's like, you know, a lot of us don't want to talk about it, but it's like, man, it's real. And there are organizations, you know what I mean, that are out there and, you know, they're trying to, you know, what do they call it, adrenaline therapy, things like that, you know? Yeah. But but they're also, it's because 
they're right here. They're in our circles, right? Yes. We all know somebody that's personally served. We all know family members that have had. So we see it. We identify it. And I do think it's neat that it stays as something active that everybody tries to do within our community. And I love, I love those programs. Well, what's funny is so when my brother and I were researching the history of off-road racing, first with the Mint and then, you know, even the Ball 1000, which were the two events that really started all this, right? So in 1967, the Eakins brothers ran the peninsula, and they were World War II vets. They were back here. They're like, man, this is boring. Let's do something crazy. And that spawned the whole thing. And then, you know, the guys that were promoting the Mint Hotel, actually the whole world saw that uh, because of the amount of press that they got. But the guys that were promoting the Mint Hotel at the time, uh, Norm Johnson, Mel Larson, and then later on, K.J. Howe were like, man, that's a good idea. So they sent, you know, two, they sent two, uh, two racers from – uh, from Vegas to Reno Tahoe in buggies, and those two guys that drove the buggies were World War II vets, right? So our culture was really founded by veterans, and they're, they've been a part of our culture in supporting racing and racers. Um, you know, even to this day, we've got a lot of military that, that's part of the chase teams, some of them that race. Um, so it's it's part of our DNA, and we just, you know, we with the Mint and everything else, California 302, we're, we're – we're right next to Fort Irwin and 29 Palms, so all those guys are coming. Guys and gals are coming out uh, for the race. Um, you know, and they they want to do flyovers. I was going to say, Edwards is right there, Yeah, too. they're, they're yeah. like, I, I'm like, let's do it all, you know. And then my brother <laughs> goes, we don't have insurance for that, you know. <laughs> so whatever we can insure, we're going to do, you know, um, so we can keep doing it. But, um, yeah, it's really cool. And it, to me, it's important. We live next to Camp Pendleton, and I have a lot of friends in the military, and, I see, you know, the effect that it has on them when they, you know, get recognized and, and also have some sort of su- some sort of support. You know, we've, we've got a lot of young people who have come back from Afghanistan and Iraq and different rotations with, you know, missing limbs and, you know, damage to them from IEDs. Uh, and those are the physical injuries we can see, you know, as well as PTSD. And, you know, they, they, they just need a little they need a little hand. Right. And um, we should be more than willing to do that for them because, you know, of, of the sacrifices that they've made for our freedom. Well, it's interesting, too, like on the background, not just the, the physicality is and it goes both ways because we know a handful of people. We all do that have taken their military background and been able to apply it here. Like we've got a friend that actually does like psychology and PTSD treatment and stuff with those that have been in like off-road or racing accidents or traumatic car sure. car crashes, and they were able to take their therapy because they were lucky, did get the support when they came back, and they're able to take what they've learned and turn it into something and bring it into our industry and help some of our guys. Sure. No, absolutely. I mean, look, the the you know you really want to analyze it. Off-road racing is a war simulation, you know, so it's the closest thing that we're going to get to war. And if you run it like a military runs their operation, you're going to be successful. If you're disciplined, if you're organized, um, and you're prepared, you're going to be successful. If you're not, you're going to have a hard time. And there's a little bit of fight or flight in there, too. Yeah, there's definitely fight or flight in there, you know. But you find out, it's interesting, because I watch it all the time with friends and family. And you finally, you find out quickly what people are made of when you put them in that type of stressful situation, you know. That's such an interesting, it's such a different way to look at it, but you're so on the money. Well, and there's, yeah, like you said, like it's, we, 
it's funny because it's been brought up multiple times, but I'm like, you know, at, at Vegas Arena, we had Maddie here, and Jamie Campbell, Maddie, and us had a three-way race for 400 miles, and we were all within 25 seconds of each other for 400 miles. Which is incredible. And all of us raced clean, but it was white knuckle, nobody making a mistake. Pits were down to a T. Like, it, it was one of those where it was just like, if you could have, you know, and, and we were battling for, like, fifth place at the time because we all kind of didn't have good qualifying runs. But I'm like, that race within the race was, like, it was crazy. And afterwards, we were all talking about it. But it's like the intensity of stuff like that. I mean, I remember, like, Silver State, there's a 30-mile stretch through the trees, and you're literally driving at 100%. There's no room for air. There's no runoff room. And, you know, you get done with that, and it's like there's a decompression. You know, it's like it, sure. there's – you know, the adrenaline is just absolutely nuts, you know? Well, and to your point, like, that's, you know, in 400 racers, like, there's multiple races within races, right? Yeah. And that's what I love about this form of motorsport is, like, everybody is racing their race. You know, the Class 11 guy, in his head, <laughs> yeah. his race is as, as as important as Bryce Menzies battling B.J. Baldwin, right? Yeah, he's racing the the, time, the yeah. pits. He's yeah. just trying not to time out at each section <laughs> as yeah. his race. And then you're going, you go start moving up this, like, like the speed ladder of, like, you know, all the different classes, and it's like there's these battles going on in every single class. And then, you know, and then interclass battles, right, of, you know, the UTVs – at this point now are getting so fast you know i think with this new platform they're gonna they're gonna uh break the threshold of the top 10 right and i'm i'm interested to see that you know um and and how that transpires because uh that new r it's like that platform has a ton of potential and you know as the the uh you know the the horsepower uh gets evolved through turbos or through um you know, through superchargers, you know, we'll, we'll see where that class goes. Yeah, what, double the horsepower? <laughs> right. Well, you know. No, the, I'm just laughing. I'm like, could you imagine? Well, I got Robbie Gordon over here throwing numbers at me. He's like, well, it's still, you know, 999 cc's, so it's a it's a UTV, but it's got a hell key, and it's got a this. And I'm like, what is the horsepower on that? And he's like, ah, it's whatever. I can't even remember what he said. He's it's, like, what do you want it to it be? Might as like, well, it might, might as well be <laughs> 600. That's what I heard. Yeah. And I'm like, what? You, no, dude, that's not fair. You can't have double the horsepower of everybody. He goes, but the rules say, and I'm like, I know what the rules say, Robbie, but but well, no. It's, it's funny. It's becoming more commonplace in power sports. The jet ski Britt and I took out oh with my. Kawasaki. It's got two keys. Yeah. It's got a slow key and a fast key. And a backup camera. And a backup camera. 310 horsepower jet ski. Yeah, that's, that, like, supercharged. that's supercharged. <laughs> like I'm like, this is madness. Like, I actually want to take one of those out in the ocean, right? That's yeah. where I think you can John really takes s- them out there all the time. Yeah, you so can really stretch yeah. the legs on oh, that. Yeah. Thing. But you grab throttle in that when you've got the fast key in, and it's, I mean, it, it literally, it moves. Yeah. No, it's awesome. Yeah, we have to give a little bit of love to our boy Robbie over there. He's got some of his new cars here. Uh, they look great. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm really impressed with, the level of commitment and detail he has. I mean, you know, it, I don't think people understand how difficult it is to mass manufacture a vehicle. Um, and, you know, everybody who gives him flack, I always joke. I go, hey, he's still ahead of Elon in the Cybertruck, right? <laughs> it's yeah. it's the space race down here, right? Yeah. The whole. But honestly, he did exactly what he said he was going to do, yeah. right? He said, I'm going to bring X amount of cars to San Show. Yep. And after the last however many months of back and forth, it was like a proud moment behind the scenes walking through and seeing yeah. it all. And I looked over at Jim, and I'm like, what's the count on that? I was like, 
I think he hit the mark. I was like, and you could just see the swarm. We had to walk through the crowd yeah. to have, get over here because everyone was just tripping on it. Have you spent any time in one yet? No. No. So I, uh, uh, I was in Parker one weekend. Uh, I don't know what was going on. Britt was in Cedar. And I called her and told her, you'll never guess who just called me. And uh, I said, Robbie Gordon, he wants me to go out and test speed cars with him. And so I literally went out and spent some time with him out in the desert. And I got to tell you, Matt, I've never been in a UTV like that. You know, and I, I have, you know, the, you know, Mona Lisa is probably one of the most accomplished UTV desert cars ever built. Sure. It literally is. You know, you, between what we did and, and Mitchie the two years prior, prior and I, I got done with that and I called Britt and I was like, I, I just experienced what's next. And I'm like, I, our race car holds nothing and it, I was just in a production car. It wasn't a race car. It was just their production car. And I'm like, our race car can't well, touch this. It's a race production car. Yeah. Let's be it, that's real. What it is. Yeah, yeah, it's but it's, I, it's it's a Raptor R of UTVs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, it's very interesting, and I, I'm excited for them. And I, I think it's going to push the market. You know, I think one of the things that I really like about it is um, the you know speaking to a specific user base, right? So like the Raptor really proved this model uh, when Ford brought the Raptor out there, like you know, wrong time, it's too expensive. You know, they're really worried about, you know. I own one. Yeah. yeah. You? You have? You've owned what, two? <laughs> so, you know, and not just in America, but all over the world, you know, it's it's literally become a status symbol, right? And, you know, now they're going further with it with the with the Bronco and now the, the Bronco Raptor, you know, uh, which I really want them to call the Braptor because I think that would the that be That has what I've been calling right? it, so that's great. Right? <laughs> I think we need to make badges for it. I feel like we're being singled out, Britt. We've got a Raptor. We've got a Bronco. Like, Matt's just going down our lineup. Well, well I mean, we already know the Raptor R's pre-ordered. Don't bring I up just... an STI Subaru. Or you just, like, well, but, but, what, you know, but what I think it does, I mean, look, I think, you know, uh, you know, we've done a lot of work with yeah. Polaris. They they have amazing products. You know, the, um, the you know, the, the uh, uh, Polaris platform is the one that I've driven the most, the one that I like the most currently. Um, but then when you look at, you know, what, what Robbie's doing, I'm very interested to see, you know, how the consumers respond to it and what is the base, you know? It, it is the theme, though. We're seeing that more and more, right? Like you're saying, with these specialized vehicles. Yeah. And he's taking it, and basically, if I were going to do it, he's not dealing with the typical corporate constraints of, no. well, financially, this doesn't make sense. He's right. saying, no, if we're going to do it, this is how we are. And everyone's kind of sat back and watched and said, well, okay, let right. us know how that went. But now, like, Cowie, we were talking about with the, the limited edition Supercross bike. Sure. Like, you're seeing these production models that are coming out and being specialized, and they're, they're set for a specific niche. Sure. And there is a market for it. Well, and I think it just gets everybody excited about that market. Like, it, it reminds me of what Nike did with shoes, where, you know, they put out these shoes that are like, you know, purple alligator skin, whatever, that, that you know, only, a, only Britney's going to buy. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a pimp, but, you know, now I can just replace that in my vernacular with, with Britney. So <laughs> everyone who always, knows me knows they're like, all right, Sand Sports, but that's been my deal for ten years is every time right before Sand Sports because my shoes last like a day. Right. So I always get a brand new set of shoes right before Sand Sports. Nice. But but that's their you know, <laughs> that's their strategy to get everybody talking about the brand and the product and then, you know, usually the consumer goes, Yeah, that's cool, I'll take the black ones, you know? Yeah. And I think that's gonna happen a little bit with these more advanced uh, sport model cars. They're gonna people are gonna look at them and go yeah, it's a Ferrari. I want the next level down, you know, but it still will stimulate the conversation uh, and, and showcase the performance capabilities of the vehicles. That's 
that's the thing that I always talk to people about is like, uh, you want the biggest bang for your buck, the most fun for your dollar? Go get a go get a UTV. That's, you know, you're gonna have so much fun. Them, I guarantee. Uh, auto industry's done that for years. I mean, you've got you know, just take the Mustang. They've got the GT500, hundred thousand dollar car, and then they've got the Mustang GT, which yep. is the V8 version of it. That's you know, forty five thousand dollar car. They use the flagship. You know, everybody goes, oh, yeah. that's awesome. But I'll take the GT because yeah. I, you know, that's half the price or whatever. You know, so it's. I mean, it's commonplace. You know, everybody does it. You know, it's just. Uh, and that's the practicality of UTVs, yeah. though. That's why they've gained popularity despite every, like, we've all been around it. And we've had the diehard Glamis guys and the diehard trophy truck guys and the diehard dirt bike guys. And they, they would never break down 10 years ago. They're like, ah, golf carts and this and that. And throughout the years, as everything's progressed, they've all ended up with them. Everyone that has sat there and said, I'll never, I'll never, they all now have one in their camper because it's so versatile. And that's why I say, like, if all you're going to do is go out and do the drags all day long, go get a drag car. If all you're going to do is only go to do rocks, get an Ultra 4. Like, there's better out there, but to have an all-encompassing and be able to have the wife and the kids get in it and run here and be able to use it as a utility or whatever, there there is nothing else that's like it out there. Well, it was funny. Like, we had a kind of, it was a weird kind of bittersweet moment. We had, uh, what, two months ago, Britt? Like, Trophy truck sold, and I, you know, it was one of those, like, I did a lot of the fab work, welding, and everything, like, myself on it. It was, like, sold that, knowing I'm probably never going to own a trophy truck again. And so, but I was actually completely good with it because we have so much fun in the side-by-sides. It was, like, it was bittersweet, but it really wasn't at the same time. You know, it's just, it was a weird thing, but the industry's come that far. Ten years ago, if you would have thought, you know, asked me, ah, you know, I would Sell that trophy truck for a rhino. <laughs> yeah, like, no. You know, but now it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm more excited about our KRX build with a supercharger and long travel that we've got going that we're going to debut at UTV Takeover. Like, well, I'm the like, other, you know, the, the thing about UTVs that I love is, like, you're going you're gonna to take that build. You're going to do, like, 5,000 miles in that thing before it's done at least, right? Yeah. So you're just getting more time and, and more fun, you know, than anything else. And uh, trust me, if, if I was... At the point where I could just, you know, race a trophy truck, I definitely would. Um, I plan on doing some of that racing in the future, but, you know, I'm totally fine racing. Well, a trophy UTV. truck, you look at it and just start throwing $100 bills. Oh, of course. You know, and it's like UTV, you know. You Wait, go, hold on. You can afford to look at it? Yeah. <laughs> especially, no, we couldn't. That's why we sold it, Brent. <laughs> especially now with the evolution of four-wheel drive. I mean, oh, yeah. We, yeah. a couple uh, weeks I'm, ago we spent, uh, you know, a day or a couple days actually shooting the new Jimco. And what an incredible build. I mean, they've, they've sunk two years and about 1.5 mil into building that truck. And I, I can't wait to ride in it, you know. Um, but all the Masons that are being built, you know, they've just upped the game so much to the point where it's like you pretty much have to have one of those, um, you know, four-wheel drive truck to compete. Although you have Mr. Arciero out there spanking everybody at Vegas Torino in a two-wheel drive truck, but... There's always a wild card. Yeah. But that's no... He's one. He's no ordinary driver, right? No. And Ryan, Ryan and Rob, dude. Right, McCachron and Arciero, those dudes... And that's just, what I'm saying. Like, there always has to be a wild card that's thrown in there. But that that Herps, that, that Smith-Herps platform is incredible. Oh, yeah. It yeah. does, like, 160 on the dry lake beds. It's... With that, with that big block engine in it, it is fast. So, and Ryan's race and, and prep and like setup IQ is genius level. Yes. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I put Ryan and Rob literally on the same platform. I mean, those guys just they know their stuff. No, hundred percent. But the progression on the technology is same as yeah. what we've talked about. It's like literally, 
what was a trophy truck isn't a trophy truck anymore. Like, they've just gone and changed so much. And, and Unlimited really is truly Unlimited. I'm waiting for one that has got a rocket ship motor or something on it next to show up. Because they just, more insane, like, watching the tire changing and stuff. And it's all hydraulic, automatic. Like, it's just in 10 years watching how much that the Unlimited classes have progressed. from Anywhere from Class 1 to Trophy to UTV. Like, across the board, everything just keeps stepping its game up. Do you, uh, do you remember Ashley and Smith, their last year they raced? Yeah. Um, they went, you know, the whole Ford power plant program went away. So they took that single-seat truck, and they uh, Ford um, they went to Ford in the drag racing program, and they put a pro-stock drag motor in their trophy truck. <laughs> and they detuned it because those things are like 2,000 horsepower. So they detuned it to like 1,400, 1,500 horsepower. That thing was the wildest thing. When they got on the gas to watch them race, like I remember – watching the start at the uh, Terriblestown 250, or maybe it was qualifying or something. And that truck was literally, they, it, it was like they were riding a bull. Like, yeah. it, it just, it was uncontrollable, but it was uncontrollable in the raddest way possible. It was so out of control, but in control at the same time. It was like a Group B trophy truck. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was literally, I was like, I, if I could ever drive one truck, it would have been that truck with that motor, just because it was just nutty. Yeah, no, for sure. I remember that truck. I, that, that and then the other They would have had all-wheel drive. It probably would have been really, really good. But just that power to two wheels, it was like a drift yeah. truck. Yeah, it just did wheelies, basically. <laughs> hey, no, it's really cool. I mean, that that's what's rad about this sport is, like, at the top level, there are no rules. What, no. what can you build? You, you know, never know what's going to show up. Know, that's, that's what I love. Josh Daniel, when he had the twin turbo trophy truck. Yeah, and, you know, well. Yeah, and, and Dale Dondell's truck is current. Oh, gosh. Well, Dale is just a nutcase in know, the best possible way. I know. It's right. He calls me. He's like, you know, he, he aptly named his truck Big Booty Judy, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. So he goes, he goes, hey, Matt, it's Dale. I said, hey, Dale, how you doing? He goes, well, Big Booty Judy's coming to race. So, <laughs> okay, Dale. Awesome, right? I go, I'd really like to hand you that 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 first overall and be historic. So, <laughs> So how many times – have you guys had to create a class for, like, a specific vehicle on something one-off like that? Or have you always been able to kind of fit them one way or another into a class? Um, you, you know, we're, we're down to create new classes. It, it's funny because people, people go, oh, God. No, and that's why I'm asking because we had, we've had a few people yeah. say it and we're like, call Matt. Get it figured out because yeah. he's all on board for having shenanigans. Like, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're safe. Yeah, yeah. she, she – uh, you know, it's one of those things where people call us up. Like, we were ju- I was just talking to a gentleman who has a, uh, it's a Mercedes over there in the BFG booth. And he's like, we want to come race it. Can, can we come race it? I said, yes. We have a kind of a catch-all class uh, that that's what the, you remember last year, the limo came and raced with us. And, yeah. And that's really yeah. the spirit. Wait, which has Jim called you yet? Because he's got another idea for this year. <laughs> yeah, Jim York. We love Jim. Jim's, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's part of the spirit of, of the Mint and off-road racing is you, you know, run what, run what you brung, but also it, sh- it should be fun. You know, like in the, in the history of the Mint, they raced limos, they raced a tank, they raced RVs, lots of sedans. You know, like I still get photos from random people and they're like, did you know that, you know, somebody raced a whatever in this year at the Mint and here's a photo. I'm like, yep, yep. that's pitching. <laughs> there know? was the one year at the Ba 1000, they raced what was an international semi-truck or a Kenworth semi-truck. There no, was I a se- there's pictures of it. There was a semi-truck that raced the Baja 1000. i got to pull up pictures. Well, well, Nora, at Nora, we've got, there's two Rasta vans that come out. Right. Full-on Rasta vans, no doors, anything. And they literally, they went out and pre-ran the peninsula one time on their own. Yeah. And they're like, this is so much cooler of a situation. So they come out with the wife and go. the kids. Cummings. Oh, wow. Yeah, that raced the Baja 1000. 
That'd be a little bit hard to get yeah. through the trees. <laughs> no, but I mean that's I mean that's right. that's, that's what you love though. I mean, we like, know I'm all for things that yeah. shouldn't be, so <laughs> I'm on board. I yeah. love it. I mean, I'm down with that stuff. I mean, I think that that's one of the most important things about our culture is that we are the platform for proving new technologies. You know, we've been having a lot of discussion with EV companies, and uh, you know, the the company that I think is going to be the first one to come and compete in the min is is Volcon uh, with their new uh, UTV. Um, so it's going to be really interesting. You know, we, we've, you know, a couple of years ago, we announced that we have an EV class. We sent it to all the EV manufacturers. We invited them to come and compete. And so far, nobody's, you know, picked up the sword. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I don't, I don't care if it's, you know, a EV-powered car or if it's a diesel-powered car or if you're powering it with freaking you know, recuperated grease from the grease trap, There's been right? propane stuff in off-road before. There's yeah. propane. Field, field testing, though. Yeah. That's what I always say. We always say, like, everything works great in theory, and you can throw it through a CAD program and do all this stuff and cycle it and, and throw it through hours of whatever. But the unknown, until yeah. somebody takes whatever, it, regardless of manufacturer or style or anywhere from two wheels to five or 18, until you get it out there and you try and run an actual off-road race, that really is, like you said, they don't know how far they're going to get. No, and, and, you know, our attitude is we, we want people to come and race, and, and regardless of what they're racing, and, you know, we'll make room for them. You know, there's a point where it gets ridiculous where you're splitting classes up and sub-splitting classes, and we're having a little bit of challenge with that right now with the UTVs in particular because other race organizations have allowed things that we don't allow. Uh, and speaking specifically of the rally class is that that was a stock class that we created, uh, to get more people out racing, and, and we put some basic parameters around it, and then other organizations allowed, you know, allowed them to put, um, you know, aftermarket steering in it and aftermarket, you know, diffs and aftermarket stuff, and we're like, or some people start using it as a pre-runner class. Yeah, that's that's so not can, the, yeah. that's not the point. No, the point exactly. is, you know, to keep the cost down. If you want to go, you know, it's an entry level class. If you want to go race hard against the big boys and girls, you move to, you know. Uh, a pro NA or Pro Turbo or even now Pro Unlimited, there's lots of room there for you to race. The The rally cl- class is intended for new people to come and try the sport and have a good time and not get shellacked by, you know, Wayne yeah. Mat- Matlock or whoever it would be, right? Um, you know, and to keep it fun. So, you know, that's that's our viewpoint. It's like, you know, we, we want, um, you know, we want people to come and race and, and, uh, you know, if they have a vehicle that they're not sure about, just call us up. And, you know, our biggest thing is safety. You know, you're going to have to get past Bill Savage on safety. <laughs> and Savage know, is a good uh, word. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's not going to let anything fly. He sends me – he'll send me photos. It's so funny. He doesn't ask me questions. He'll, he'll just send me a photo, and he goes, we, we are not approving this. And I'm like – why are you saying we? <laughs> that, yeah. You know what I mean? You're telling me we're not. I remember it. the cam lock thing at the UTV Worlds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and literally, like, he was <laughs> going to send 50 cars home. Like, you like, know, and he, I'm like, these are good for the Indy 500. Nope. I'm like, they're good for score. They're not good here. Yeah. And, like, again, like, it's hard to play that fine line because yeah. I've had to play tech yeah, director. Yeah, she was tech director of the Red Bull event. And it's not fun. <laughs> but the problem is, is when somebody rolls up with stuff that cl- – when they've got a – a fire extinguisher duct taped to the cage, and I'm like, do I really have to explain why this is not gonna pass right now? Like, please, because please you can't don't get do it this off to when me. You need to use it. And uh, I don't want to be the gatekeeper of fun. I don't want to tell you <laughs> you can't race, but like, we all want to race this time and the next time. Yeah. So let's not let you get hurt because at the end of the day, we're not doing this 
to to be a difficult time we're doing this to make sure that you're safe and you can come back to the next race so it is hard yeah to have something to keep it so it's attainable I, and let the average person come out yeah i don't want to turn anybody away right but you know we got to keep people safe we got to keep people safe i mean we've seen some cages come in and we're like yeah that that you know that's not gonna fly you know so um but yeah we we hate you know, uh, disqualifying people, but, you know, we've got to keep people safe. We have this thing called insurance that we've got to maintain. so that when Big and brother. If, Big brother's always looking. Well, when and if somebody gets hurt that, that you know, that, you know, their medical out of the uh, wherever we're racing is covered, right? We have no insurance. We have no racing, right? Well, I mean, not to, to go down a rabbit hole here, but... The whole Cali 300, like, this is a huge milestone yeah. to bring racing back to Barstow. Yes. And so, for exactly like you said, you have to kind of dot your dot your I's and T's and Z's and whatever. Uh-oh, we got shenanigans over Uh-oh. here. <laughs> <laughs> we just got gifted some white claws. Uh, that's Miss Slade there, by the way. But, yeah, no, and that's the hard thing of, of having that balance of fun. And, and you guys really have been able to do certain things because you do it the correct way. But also, like I said, that's why because a, a lot of people just assume, hey, I can't do this. And that's why I was curious because we've seen some interesting things run throughout the years. Yeah. And a lot of times it is at mint. And so that's why I was curious if it was always different classes and, and having that catch-all class. I think really kind of opens it up too. Yeah, I mean it's, it's interesting because like there's a new you know there's a new Bronco coming that's race spec right. Yeah. And that'll create its own class because th- they they decided to do some interesting things like namely they put a V8 in a body a, a truck body that normally has a V6 in it, so it's not can't fall in within class seven. Um, so it's going to be its own class, and we're fine with that, right? Hey, I'm all about the V8s coming back because I've still been holding on to my Gen 1 Raptor because I, I haven't been ready to go back down, so I'm liking the trend that way. <laughs> yeah. I, I, trust it's me. a constant conversation with us on the Raptors. It's like, well, but it's... Do it's, we get rid of it? <laughs> but you're watching this whole cycle, right? Yeah. Because everyone's doing EV, and then at the same time, it's like, cool, well, if we're going to keep gas, then we're really going to keep, you know, keep it back well, up here and bring it back. This is the balance, though, is like, I think that, you know, everybody's like, oh, everything's going to get wiped out. It's only going to be electric. I, I don't think so. No. I no. think that. Uh, well, in the state of California, you got It depends on, on what day. Well, we'll <laughs> see there, too. You never know. We got we got an Arizona, Utah address, buddy. Anytime you need to change the driver's license, just let us know. Well, I think half of California already moved to Havasu, so, you know. <laughs> and the other half to Utah. So. <laughs> and, you know, rest to Texas. So, so Britt and I are loving it. Our two houses are going through the roof in value. Yeah, yeah. but Matt's got, he's on an island standing alone. We might be having to move in with you guys soon. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I really think that what it does is it shifts the value to making our former racing even more valuable. Yes. yes. No, you know, I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I love, I'm kind of loving watching it split because they're, they're bringing back the rawness of it. Yeah. Well, did you see the thing the federal government was trying to sneak in and literally Republicans, Democrats, everybody are actually together on it. But it's that new one where it makes it illegal to take a production vehicle and make it a race car. Have you been following that? Yeah, I actually had to do a, uh, I had to do uh, write a quote for. What's <laughs> oh. happening? Get in the chair, man. John, come on. Well, you're the talking world. to Jim, Britt, and Matt. About what? You want a white claw? Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking EVs, and I don't know. <laughs> the, the development and where it's going, and how Power Sports is bringing back V8s at the same time they're bringing EVs. Uh, I gotta yeah. go. <laughs> You're not a, 
V8? Nobody's doing a V8. Uh, we're talking about, no, like, well, she said power sports, off-road in general. Like with the Raptor, went to the six-cylinder, now it's coming back to the V8s. Like, V8s are making kind of a resurgence I, everywhere I, but California. I just bought a V6, so shut up. No, 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 I'm still holding on to my, my Gen 1. Because yeah. I'm, I'm like, shocks make you fast. I don't, ne- <laughs> I, I don't need all that power. I just need the shocks to work right. When he's got to sit in all that traffic, you know, really need that V8. I don't know which way to go here. Just switch it there. You're, yeah, I was gonna say you just said you go both ways. Like we're I don't. Are we live somewhere? No, we're recording. No, no. Oh, all right, we know yeah. better than to do that at Sports uh, yeah. on Saturday all right, afternoon. All right, all right, I'm gonna relax then. Yeah, no, we're, <laughs> we can trim anything we want. Uh, what have we got Matt Martelli in here for? We're talking just, Cal 300. We're talking nice and it's sushi and yeah. sushi and fishing. I, I I love uh, the stuff you've been putting up about the 300. About the okay, which line do you want? Yeah, yeah. No thanks. I mean that's badass. We you know I mean you know that area right? Like that's one thing. One of the many things I love about you, John, is like you actually go out and off road. Right? Yeah. There's a lot of these guys who are like, you know, they do the t- they do the tests with the manufacturers. You know, they might do a couple hundred miles a year. You're always out there riding. Well, one of the first times I uh, I saw you out in Barstow was for the uh, Articat Wildcat uh, intro in 2011. Yeah. Does that date us? Yes. We, but that, but that, I'll tell that's you, like what half the show is, by you, the way. Do you, I don't know if you remember, but I asked oh, the guy. Oh, yeah. You I, launched it. I said, look, I go, um, I go, who has the dealership in El Cajon? He goes, where's El Cajon? And I'm like, I tried to get them to sell me the dealership, and I'm glad he didn't follow up because – Obviously, that platform wasn't the future that w- that, but, but At the, the time. The interesting thing is Articat just came out with a press release recently, and that same Articat was just, like, refreshed Yeah, from 2011. Yeah. No, and I, that's more than a decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting, though, because one thing that I remember very clearly about that day was understanding how... How remarkable these little vehicles are, and how inexpensive. Because I, I think they were retailing at that point for twelve grand, and I was like, I was like, look, yeah. you can't have this suspension on a vehicle currently for under a hundred grand, you know. So um, I just at that point, I, I just kind of went home and was like, okay, this is going to change everything. You know, it was, it was uh, pretty mind blowing for the time. Yeah. The suspension was kind of next level. So yeah. But, yeah, 2011 was a long time ago. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, I mean, we can talk more outdated <laughs> stuff. We were earlier, we were talking about, like, I think the first Sand Sports show I went to was 2007, 8. We were one of, like, three golf carts here. We got looked at like we were the oddballs because now it's the side-by-side super show. But back yeah. then, it was the they Sand Show. Change, they should change the name. Yeah, No, I legitimately don't know why it hasn't been changed yet. And I get it, like, the legacy of it, but it's like. Branding. Yeah, I side by side Super Show would be because you're still what SS SS. Well, yeah, right? or or the Sandsport Shit Show is the other yeah. one. That's Friday night though. <laughs> yeah, this this will be a good this will be a good one. So I absolutely hate the moniker side by sides. Right, it doesn't make any sense to me. I always thought uh, UTVs make that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's why you have UTV Underground and I have UTV Guide. Right. Yeah. We never bought into it. Right. Right. Hey, but but an RS one, how is that a side by side then? It's if you're not. Going off a yeah. It's not. It's a UTV. Yeah. See, we're more welcoming to the single seaters than the side by side word. 
all-encompassing, right? Sure. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I just laughed. So this corner spot over here uh, at the end of Pro Armor and Kicker, that was our original spot back then, 2007-8. That, that's SSV Works. Yeah. Oh, they've been there forever. Yeah. They are the ones that literally we were right next to them. We were slinging rhino doors. Do you remember pallets the eucalyptus tree that rhino used to be doors. there? I do yeah, there was. It used to be a big eucalyptus tree there that used to drop leaves and all kinds of crap. Maybe on that's why I thought they changed locations because <laughs> now we're going to age gone. even more. Is I, I didn't even know. Like I was still young enough to not realize what events were where because I wasn't driving. I just got sent to events. So we were talking about the, the first off-road expo. Yeah, I was like, I went to the first off-road expo. I was there and like I remember the booth or something. And I was like, but I don't remember you. And she's like, I hope you weren't checking out a twelve-year-old. <laughs> oh my like, oh god. Oh my like, oh, like, oh lord. So I was like, I was like twenty twenty-one. She's like, I hope you weren't Ouch. checking out a. First off-road expo, we still were doing the RC stuff as hardcore racing components. And this is before Traxxas or anybody else ever had their demos that were set up. And we would show up with an entire enclosed trailer. And my job, this is why it still stands to this day, was to sell shirts. That I got brought in, and I got X amount per shirt. And I was just supposed to sit there, and we went and built the track out by the big uh, tree ring that they have out there and it was just us and the beer tent and he's like yeah I remember the beer tent and the cart and this and that and he's like you were there I'm like yeah he goes I didn't recognize you well I was 12 I go that would be kind of weird if you remember that well still this day literally we can be in New York and meetings with CBS Sports and she's like yeah I just sell shirts so the only time I get to say I sell shirts is at King of the Hammers because I, I'm not OG like she is there so then right. I just say I just sell shirts I'm, I'm her support right <laughs> I just changed my hair color and nobody can find well, me. So, I, I, you know, what's funny is like um, I hate Pomona, right? Like, yes. not just the, not just the it's kind like, of an armpit. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't say that. And I, and I also have like a we all thought it though, so it's all right. Like a, Pomona tried to kill Johnny Greaves. I don't know if you saw that race, but when they when Core dug up the 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 uh, you d- parking, you just dated lot, yourself again. I, I know. I said this is half the show. Core. <laughs> yeah. When, when championship off road racing. At Pomona, tried to kill Johnny Greaves. You know, they, they built this track, and it was, you know, this all this back and forth, like, oh, we're going to build the dirt track. It's going to be on the horse track. And, no, you can't do that. And, luckily, you know, Jim Baldwin had more money than, you know, than God at the time, and he did whatever he wanted, which was great for off-road. So he dug a hole in the parking lot, tore up the parking lot, and said, hey, we'll, we'll repave it and put it back when we're done. And everybody's like, are you crazy? And they built a pretty bitchin' track. It just was treacherous. And uh, Johnny Greaves had one of his worst crashes there uh, so bad, so he had uh, um, he had uh, detached his retinas, right? Oh. So he, he thought, you know, he thought he had died because he couldn't see. He's like, okay, I'm blind. I can't see. You know, pretty terrifying. Uh, you know, I was right there, and I just kind of become acquainted with Johnny, and I'm like, I'm like oh, man, I, I definitely don't like Pomona. Oh. <laughs> Just because of the hole in the parking lot that guy crashes yeah. in. All right. This is it a beautiful place to have. I mean, this is a beautiful place to have uh, a trade show, though. It really is. I mean, you know, you go to, we go to PRI, and it's snowing in December. I'm, SEMA's a mess. Nobody likes going to SEMA anymore. I'm like, surprised this is still a trade show. I mean, if you started putting houses on this, you know what this property <laughs> is worth, right? So hope- They still have farm animals over there, by the way. I, I know. Yeah. I know. It's, it's crazy. Well, so one year they put it in, in during COVID, it was in Scottsdale. Right. Yeah. yeah. For that half was, a day? Yeah, yeah half a day. <laughs> For half a day. I was flying in. Wh- whoopsie. 
and I was getting on the yeah. plane because I couldn't make. No, it. Was, she was she was gonna fly in, and I was gonna go and meet her. And she I'm was, at the <laughs> airport, and they shut it down. I didn't drive in from Parker, and she didn't fly in because it was just shut down. And you had friends there like, "Don't come, do not yeah. come." That was nice. What last year, right? Where California still had the mandates, but then Orange County still had its own like specific not mandates. Was it, it was as if you're vaccine vaccinated, you didn't have to wear it. So like we were dreading coming back. Was to it last California. year, or the year before here? When, I, that's what I'm trying that, to remember. I don't know. But we were like stressed about coming because we hadn't been out here, and we show up, and it was it was actually normal. Yeah, and then they shut down Orange County or something like two days after Sand Sports or this venue. I don't know. No, no coincidence there. Glad that era. Of the world is over. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's. What have you been up to, John? Let's, let's, let's talk let's about you. What have you been? What, what have you been up to? Um, he's been down with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he has it. It's one. He's one of the few people that I follow, and I'm like, damn, he's out riding again. You know, like I gotta, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. I don't let any grass grow under my feet. You don't. Between like, so next week, my wife and I are going hiking and backpacking in Yosemite. Um, oh, they so have alpacas, by the way. We we have alpacas. Yeah, horses. No, alpacas. A lot of people don't know that. I don't know if yeah. you know this or not. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, my point exactly. Yeah. I always send random videos of llamas and alpacas because they're yeah, awesome. Yeah, we used to breed and do all that kind of stuff. I, I don't have any time for that anymore. So <laughs> this one down the street in Cedar, there's this like little farmyard. <laughs> We're driving by the other day, and there's a llama in there. She literally slams on the brakes. Llama! <laughs> she was so excited that there's a llama okay. down the street. Hold on. Llamas are different than alpacas. I know, but. my That's why I said llamas and alpacas, and I still got it right when I said yes. it. But my point was, is I live in a, a community called Old Farm, and they literally took a portion of the farm, and they subdivided it with, like, 30, 30 so lots. You guys are all old? Stay I mean, over there? Okay, cool. I, I'm good with that. That's fine. It's a nice little community that nobody knows is there. So as cedar's growing and everything else, my neighbors are still cows and sheep. The only time in, like, five years back when I actually had to do the 9 to 5 that I was late to work, they were herding sheep on the street, and I couldn't get to work. I've driven home through Delta, Utah in the middle of a cattle drive. Yes. On Highway 50. Yeah. No, that so and that happens in our we, town. I'm with with my truck and enclosed trailer driving down, and beep, we had no, no, I didn't beep beep beep. I just sat and waited until there, a guy on the horse, as they were doing the cattle drive on Highway 50 in the middle of nowhere, he he looked back at me and he goes, "Are you ready?" I'm like, "All right, yeah." And he goes, "All right, stay right on my ass." <laughs> and he cleared the way through me, parted <laughs> parted Part the, the, the cattle and let us through. It was like. The weirdest thing ever. So I understand. Yeah, we have a sheep parade in town. Right, there you go. So they might have been practicing. <laughs> How about mutton know, busting? Do you know what that is? They do have oh, mutton busting. Mutton busting. They, they got the rodeo and they have the mutton busting. Mutton busting is the best for the kids. Oh. Yes. It's almost like the ostrich races where you get to go ride the ostrich in Phoenix. I think we should have adult mutton busting. Because I would love to see I don't know mutton. what mutton, but I know what mutton is, like, because I know up in the Navajo Res have mutton burgers and that, but what's mutton busting? So it, the kid's doing, uh, like, rodeo instead of getting on a you know, bull oh, or whatever. Okay. You grab they, the sheep. They fur. jump on a sheep and, and, <laughs> and hold on to their, <laughs> their wool and just it, get. Kids get yard sales. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's a crack up. It's my favorite Instagram account is kids getting hurt. <laughs> no, it's it, no. Literally, follow at kids getting hurt. And it's the funniest Instagram account because it's just all kids just. It's Getting hilarious. Su- yeah, just sidebar and stuff. No, I, I unfortunately, yeah, I guess. Kids I'm getting hurt. That's kind of that's kind of evil. I don't know. It's hilarious. <laughs> you know you're gonna go follow it. <laughs> uh, Anyways, I, so. I got enough Instagram accounts to follow. I, I know, like, I, you know, 
one of my MMA friends got me onto the Karen's Gone Wild one. <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah, yes. And it's it just it makes me happy during the day. I'm like, yes. All right, all right. You know. <laughs> so my nickname was Karen for about two years. So after all my hair got that's weird. Gone, lost out. Not because I was a raging bitch or anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And that's why I had to clarify. No, after hammers when I got sick and I ended up in the hospital and saw my hair fell out afterwards. And it was about that long. I had an awesome buzz cut. So this is, what, six years later? And it's barely now. But the fight, until it hit my shoulders, they all called me Karen. So we'd be out to dinner or something, and somebody didn't get what they They're like, all right, Karen, go handle it. Right. <laughs> and you did. I, I don't know where this segue is going. Uh, we don't either. <laughs> it's not segue. It's like a, that was not a segue. It's like a uh, I, I just didn't know what to follow it up with. So, so back to mutton busting, like that could, that could be like an add-on to the mint. Like we could throw some sheep around and. You well, you TV guide sponsor it. No, no, I don't. I don't sponsor shit. Uh. No, I, it's funny though. Like we had a, a, I can't remember the name of the guys. I should know because they're like super famous, and then they won the, they won the the big rodeo that was going on at the same time as the mint. And they came over to watch the mint, and they were like, oh, man, this is crazy. We, we definitely need one of these trophy trucks, <laughs> you know. And then they went and won the, you know, they won the rodeo. So I love the crossover stuff. Yeah. So funny thing, Steve Torrance, um, when he came into the whole star car thing. Right. You know, he's literally last yeah. five years the number one drag racer in the world. You know, won all these races and everything else. So we, we go out, and his, his mom's named Mama Kay, and this is one of the richest families in Texas, one of the biggest contracting companies, everything else. And I, so I go out, and I think it was Las Vegas, and it was like a couple, it was a couple months after the Mint. And we go out for the four wides and invited out there and, you know, and gave us great treatment. And uh, literally his mom, Mama Kay, everybody knows her, iconic, big Texas woman, has like the, you know, all the, like, rhinestones on everything, big rings, like everything you would think, like, Texas woman, she is that, right? So nobody in NHRA screws with this lady. Like, she is the most powerful lady in the NHRA. And so, like, Steve's mom and everybody, oh, Mama Kay and everything. So I literally walk up and family's all, you know, Steve's dad, give me high fives, hugs and everything else. And Mama Kay goes, Mr. Beaver, I need to talk with you. And she goes like this, and she's sitting in back in their hospitality. I'm like, everybody on the entire team's like, what the heck's going on? Silence. They all just stand back. No, they literally <laughs> stand back, and I, like, got the finger. And I'm, I'm like, oh, crap, what did I do? Like, I don't even know this lady. <laughs> like, she's intimidating. So I, I walk up, and I sit down. She goes, Mr. Beaver, and she points at the chair next to her. And I'm like, okay, because we have to have a talk. I go, okay, uh, what, are we, what are we talking about? She goes, you took my son out and did this off-road thing. I go, yeah. And she goes, he really liked it, and he had a great time. Like, she goes, he wants to buy off-road cars now. She goes, you see all this? It's this, you know, top fuel team in NHRA and multiple semis and everything. She goes, I can't afford another one of Steve's hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, off-road racing is way cheaper. I just looked at her, and, she, and then she broke her smile, and she goes, oh, he had a great time. She's like, he'll go back anytime. She goes, but we don't need those trophy trucks anytime soon. Yeah, the, right. the, those truck things, <laughs> those off-road trucks. Then yeah, everybody was... on the team, like, literally nobody had any idea. I was scared shitless. Right. <laughs> they Just were. It's tell funny, her to though. start with UTVs. You don't have to do a trophy truck. Oh, it's so cheap, right? Cheap. Yeah. It's cost effective. It's like a discount. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it, it is. It's funny yeah. though, because like compared to like some of the some of the road racing stuff and 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 so on and so forth, it's like it, it is less expensive. You know, you get more bang for the buck. 
You're in the car more, especially UTVs. Yeah. So. Inflation, though, you know, it, they're they're inflating. I, I feel like UTVs <laughs> have not gotten cheaper last couple. No, of that's years. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's like each year for a competitive UTV, it's like, wait, gosh. we could have bought a Class Ten a few years ago for that, and then now everything just keeps jumping. Well, and they're approaching Class Ten speeds I, depending on the race and everything. Pushing Class Ten. Well, speeds, I'm laughing because we've, we've got our race car for sale, and I'm looking at these Class One cars listed at the same price, and they're not selling. And I'm like, I'm getting texts on our cars as we're here at Sand Show, and I'm like. I'm like I'm like this Turbo Polaris for you know eighty five ninety grand and you've got a Jimco for ninety grand and I'm like the yeah, UTV is more enticing. But relative, there's three hundred thousand UT dollar UTVs out there now. Yeah. Like that's what blows my mind. At one point, you could buy a dealership. <laughs> I was saying like earlier uh, a couple shows ago we were talking and it dawned on me I'm like because I am getting a Raptor R. The price on that is what I paid for my first house. There's something not right about that. Did you have fun in your first house? Not as much fun as I'm going to have in the Raptor okay, R. There you go. That's why there I'm putting a <laughs> deposit down. Well, a, you can put a little house in the back of it if yeah. you want. It's you overlanding, know. exactly. The only problem we're going to have is your dad's going to be livid at us. <laughs> the, the bed's kind of short, though. I can't fit in the bed. So here's the thing. I am the perfect height. There's, there's the one benefit of being short because all day long I bitch about it. But I can sleep perfectly sprawled out on the back bench yeah. in the Raptor. It's awesome. Oh, inside. I don't, inside. I'm talking the bed. No, yeah. I don't no, even know well, the bed. See, no. it's, a, it's a five no, and a half foot bed, and she's 5'4". So it's like there's an inch to spare. But what you don't realize is <laughs> the truck is as wide as the bed is long. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even have to sleep in the back. I can literally sleep uh. in the back seat sprawled out like i don't even have to crunch up nothing i can i can just tippy toes and i'm still clear it's Le- awesome leprechaun problems yeah <laughs> yeah I can fun size no, i have john and i even jim we have the opposite problem i, I always uh i always remember going to france and shooting jim Connor three in france and we get to this hotel and we're like we picked like the nice hotel and we're like ah oh, it's gonna be bitching you know everybody's gonna be comfortable yeah, no, the beds are like kid beds. like And the room's this small. Yeah, we literally like started laughing when we got into the room. We're like, okay, we're going to be sleeping on the floor, you know? So I'm, I'm going to depress all you guys right now. So the KX-112, familiar with it? Yeah. I have it, no clue what you're talking about. Kid's bike. The new, the new KX-110 that they revamped? <clears throat> I got no clue. A pit bike. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Super that's, pit bike. That, that's all I need. It, it's an 85 frame, basically. For, for leprechauns. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to, I pulled it out of the truck last week, and I went to put it in the garage, and I sat on it, and I still have to use my tippy toes. Do you really? Yes. See, I wasn't there and when we did the transfer. I know. <laughs> so it's been in Parker, and I, we. <laughs> that's, that's pretty weak. Yeah. But when you sit on it, like, does it, this, well, you don't weigh anything. That's the problem. I, I sit on there and just. No, I still have to use oh, the, Lord. I can't, lay, I can't sit flat foot on it. You, you got to get yourself some Gene Simmons boots. You know, that's going to happen. Oh, like trust me. Foot. I have plenty. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were motor. telling him he needed some Gene yeah. Simmons boots. <laughs> well, yeah, look at he's going, yep. Yeah. Just high-fiving strangers. I was you wondering what the Gene connection Simmons was boots. there. Well, I don't know. Were you on the Legends Rally when Ron was on that? He's one of our OG Legends Rally guys. Probably so. Yeah. I was there with Reed. Yeah. No, you are on, like, the first one, right? I don't know what it was. I think it was the first How one. weird is it to see Reed walking around in, like, rugged blue and, like, you know, Mr. Reed, Yamaha Reed, Reed's always got a smile on his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks just like your smile. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm 
I'm happy just getting out and doing See, what I love. He doesn't I mean, argue. So like, off-roading school. Let, let me ask you about that. So you, you've done a lot of off-roading in, in America, especially. Uh, what's your favorite ride that you do? Favorite ride Billy's is, mooning us, by the way. Is, uh, <laughs> you just got to have good destinations. Yeah. It, um, what I love is a cool ride where I get to bring my wife, and she doesn't go that often, but you have to have cool destinations. And she doesn't like to go to the dunes and ride aimlessly where i i love the dunes you know because it's fun to ride they're fun to drive but riding it's not the same we need to find a cool destination so we did one last year in mojave where i pinpointed a whole bunch of there's in mojave there's all kinds of cool stuff yes i mean it's amazing i mean there's that's where i grew up so yes all kinds from edwards air force base all all the crash sites jawbone you you gotta go through the uh burr schmidt tunnel the i mean there's all kinds of stuff we did The pinnacles when you go out to the pinnacles Uh, and we did the trona pinnacles as well and she loved it so in we love to get outdoors and hike and do all that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. So UTVs to me are just an extension of going out and seeing cool shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just an enabler to get you farther. Yep. And I actually, you, you and I have been to Toro Weep. Yep. Um, or no, it was your brother. Sorry. Um, uh, and, and that I finally got to take my wife, Teresa to uh, Toro Weep. Yeah. And that is, that is like the one of the spots. It's just a great destination. So yeah. to, for me, it's all about the destination. Yeah. And a, a UTV, no matter what it is, just enables you to get further to see cool stuff. Well, you can point and shoot, right? You can see some random ca- canyon area that looks cool to hike. You can get there as far as you can get there, park it, and then go hike from there. And you can't really do that with a lot of other vehicles. No. No, and, and, you know, uh, I love seeing the uh, guys with the uh, UTVs that throw the mountain bikes on the back. And Normally, yeah. they're just doing, like, uh, you know, cool uh, snow hills, you know, and that kind of stuff. But I like to get out. Yeah. Way out there. Yeah, same. I, it, it's interesting, too, because, like, now I look at things, even travel. Like, uh, right before COVID, I decided that uh, every year during the winter break, I kind of go stir crazy because we're we're trying to finish up stuff for the men, and you know, people aren't getting back to us because they all check out. So I'm like, all right, screw it. We're just going to go on vacation. Um, so I did like kind of a a double double vacation of like we're going to go to Spain, but then after a week I'm going to Saudi to Dakar, right? And uh, I took one of my best friends with me, and we went out to uh, we went out to Saudi, and and it was incredible. And it was the same thing. It was like we got a rental car that was four-wheel drive, and we figured out where the, you know, generally where the race course was going to be. Yeah. And we would just hop in the, the rental car, cut off the road, and go in 30 miles. And the stuff we saw doing that was incredible. Well, and that's what's neat about <laughs> Saudi is, um, and, and the Dakar, I, I, my perception of Saudi Arabia, I've never been there before. Yeah. Before the Dakar moving to the to Saudi was just it was just flat desert nothing but there's some really cool landscape in Saudi uh, there was one, at one point we we're in this canyon and it re, it was like Matomi Wash but on steroids it felt like it was 10 times as big as Matomi Wash so I'm sitting there and my my buddy looks at me and he goes I'm just waiting for the dinosaurs to come walking out you yeah. know this is just so crazy and huge um, but yeah that was my perception before I went there is I'm like oh it's just gonna be dunes right and then once we went and experienced it, 
and looked at the terrain they had. It was, it was pretty incredible, you know, it was pretty incredible terrain. We were on the, the Red Sea side, which also reminded me of uh, the Sierra Cortez side of the Baja. Uh, a lot of similarities. Uh, not the food, though. The food was nothing, <laughs> nothing like Baja. <laughs> a little different. We, we roll up and guys are cooking something over a fire, you know, at like a stand. And we're like, hey, so what is that? Can we have some, like, what is it? And they go, meat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> what, <laughs> what kind of meat? That was your sign to ask more question. And they go, meat. And I'm like, all right, we're in, like, whatever. Like, we're doing this. I, if it's whatever, whatever it was, it was actually delicious. I'm pretty sure it was chicken, but it was a little dark. So it could have been something <laughs> it's else. It's always chicken. Yeah, it was probably goat. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it could have been goat. They and, ate a lot and, of goat And food. goat's pretty safe. Yeah, well, it was it was actually very good, and, uh, you know, we didn't die. We didn't get sick. Um, so, you know, it's all good. On to the next adventure, right? We're joined by the world-famous Billy Slade. I don't know about world-famous. Maybe, like, county-famous. County-famous. But not this county. Mayor, Mayor of Sladesville. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly 10.2 acres. Yeah. Are, are you the mayor of Sladesville, or is Kristen the mayor of Sladesville? Kristen, uh, definitely. Yeah. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. no Sandy. Yep. Sandy. Yeah. Sandy yep. is. You know, we had this conversation at Rally on the Rocks. Everybody thinks her name's Sandy. Because that's her one Sandy blonde, so she everybody walks up and goes, oh, Sandy. She's like, yeah, it's Kristen. Oh, no, but it's actually really funny. She's actually embraced it now to the point where she's like, if somebody calls me Sandy, I know they know me from social media, and it's perfect because then I don't feel bad that I don't know them. <laughs> True story. Uh, you know you know Billy, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, We've met before. Yeah, How's awesome. it going, man? Good. Awesome, man. Yep. So, and I know how's this. your show going today? Good, yeah. good. I love uh, I love coming out here and just experiencing and basically just soaking in. Uh, Billy's hungover the bad today. Uh, I heard Kristen uh, slept outside for a while. She said she did. Yes, we uh, closed Goat Hill down. Oh, tonight it's on. I we, we already <laughs> t- yeah. Kristen's like no, it's on at Goat Hill tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Two nights in a row. We're, we're, Are you we're tuned back down. up? Oh yeah, I'm ready. So Britt and I closed wow. it down. It was a Thursday night. We were there till close, and then we took a night off last night. So we're ready to go tonight. Got it. Well, I'm just going to just carry it right through. You're the man. And then drive home tomorrow night 10 hours. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say we. <laughs> 10 hours? Yeah. Man, it took me seven to get here. Well, you don't have a trailer. I know. We and keep talking about bringing I'm, our RV up and coming stand on the property. We I'm, need to. I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. Smart ass. So, Kristen told us that uh, UTV Takeover. Britt and I are babysitting you because she's not going to be there. Yeah, she's actually. I was like, you're sending Billy to UTV Takeover whoa, 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 whoa. by himself. <laughs> that's not a good idea. She, <laughs> no, she, hey, she's making me bring Buster, so at least I'll be somewhat responsible to go back to the RV at some point and check <laughs> on the dog. I feel yeah. like you need to come to UTV Takeover, Matt. So weekend after, uh, after the Cal 300s. You need like oh, a I deep, thought it was the weekend before. No, it's a weekend. No, okay. Trail Heroes a weekend before. Oh, that's right. Same oh, place. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trail I'll Heroes. be there. You'll be at both. No, not Trail Hero. Oh, UTV Takeover? Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to be at Trail Hero either, but we'll be at Takeover. So I'll be at Trail Hero. I'll represent for all you guys. You have to. We, I will say we had the most fun at, <laughs> I don't at need Rally to on the Rocks. Keith Hook that much. <laughs> <laughs> Rally on the Rocks, our camp was freaking awesome. We had, it a, was. We had a blast. Yes. It, I saw I, him walking around. Really? Yeah. Is he sponsored by Monster? That's a question I wanted. I think he is. He's, he's rocking double cameras too. <laughs> well, like a, yeah. and you know the best way to become sponsored is to act like you're sponsored. Really? Is yeah. it, does that work? That's a starter. That that didn't work for the Serapis boys. Well, all right. I'll switch teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. For In their ch- defense, when they were yeah. sponsored, they didn't act like they were sponsored. Also, so. 
This is true. This is true. This is true. Uh, Matt, if you come to take over and need a place, I got an RV. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I want to. You have to spoon. He already claims big spoon. So, yeah. I mean. I've been to prison. <laughs> I know how this works. <laughs> we, got oh. Pete, we got Pete just laughing at the light up here. He's going. <laughs> now we're. <laughs> it, it went downhill fast. Yeah, it did. But. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 we ran out of cheerleader beer, so I'm on Coors Light now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? That's hilarious. No, I, I, I think you know events like Takeover. I think are really rad um, because it, it it bridges that gap with the the new users, right? Oh, I totally and, agree. And it gets them involved, and and they get to see how rad you know uh, not just UTVs are, but off road culture, you know. And uh, a Trail Hero, I think, is another really cool event. Um, and, you know, I think those those types of events are really important for, you know, growing the sport and growing the culture. You know, people go to those things and they're like, wow, this is crazy and fun. And we can go have a blast with all of our friends and meet new people and go to new places. Um, plus, you know, that area of Utah is bitching for riding. Sand know? Hollow is just oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah. 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 That's like just being at Brits all the time now in Cedar City. It's like. Dude, there's Southern Utah is amazing. I mean, you know, you've got San Hollow, and then an hour away, you've got Brian Head. You know what I mean? That's amazing mountain biking and snowboarding, and That's, it's just it's to, to John's point earlier. The thing that I think is just beginning to happen is off road tourism, right? And and it's happened in small scales. You know, it's been going on for a while. And, uh, you know, with jeeps and so on and so forth, but now with UTVs, it's we like, can we can get further faster. And you have it's like a little Swiss Army knife. Like, oh, you have trails that'll handle it. You know, you have mud, it'll handle it. Rocks, it'll handle it. Desert, it'll handle it. Uh, so I'm I'm you know I'm I look at stuff now and I'm like, you know, oh, I want to go there and I want to go off road all these areas right that are off the beaten path and off the pavement. You know, and that's generally where i find the good stuff right Right. yep a lot of these areas though and it's in honestly in the last couple years this is one thing that benefited the off-road industry i think was covid because it's like parker i mean thanksgiving and new year's there was always some people out in parker you know on the on the big weekends you go out to parker on thanksgiving or new year's now and it looks like glamis on a holiday weekend it's literally you have to have your rv out there a week in advance or you're not going to get a good spot everybody's going outdoors yeah national parks are a shit show yeah yeah I mean, every every national park almost is is instituting um, restrictions on how many people can come in. It's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, Arches just did it. Yeah, this last year. Yeah, crazy. it's it's you know it's great. I, you know, it's funny because I was on a marketing call and it was with all these you know marketing directors of various companies, and um, the guy from you know who's the marketing director of Airbnb was on, and he goes, "Hey, well, I want to share this information with you." Um, Basically, every um, every major city with every you know every major city you could drop a pin and within a two and a half hour radius, that's where the majority of travel has shifted from air travel in America, right? So we're getting back to our roots as Americans and going on these road trips, right? We don't need to go to Europe, and I mean Europe's rad, but we have a lot of rad shit in this country. Yes, yeah, heck yeah, you know, and especially when when you get off road, right? Like. Like, it's funny because, you know, we have this beautiful highway system, and it's it's great from getting getting point to point, but once you get in the dirt and start driving around and, and looking at things and experiencing things, they, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I haven't I honestly been on a plane since 2019. 
I, 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 I literally RV everywhere, and I, I love it. I love yeah. being on the road, truck stops. Truck that, stops. that was Brittany and my plan this year, and that did truck not happen. Suck. <laughs> hey, truck stops, you get a free place to crash, and it's safe because everybody there has an expensive load. <laughs> Now, if you leave, John leaves his parking lights on for the lot lizards, and they're always just attracted to him. That's the problem. I, I, wait, is, I just passed what, those what, up. Hey, what color bandana are you hanging up? <laughs> I wouldn't even know what bandana means what. I, so. look, I look, uh, A buddy of mine told me, he's like, do not never buy bandanas and truck stops. I'm like, what? Why? And he's like, that's the signal for the various flavors of the truck lizards, right? I, I yeah. need this time of help. There's yeah. also there's also a thing. It's uh, mm. if you're at a campground and people have flamingos in their front window. Oh yeah, they're actually they're this. swingers. Right. Oh. And then I have I never knew this either. But upside, what about if it's outside the window? But, which sucks. Well, that I just like flamingos. Means they're already I mean, flamingos are cool. I just right. want to put my flamingos out and for everybody to leave me alone. Dude. <laughs> yeah. All these people well, you better be with knocking the door. They're like, hey, Matt. Uh. <laughs> uh, and then the upside down pineapple. Right. What's that mean? That's another swinger in your thing. shopping cart. So. <laughs> In your shopping cart, upside down pineapple, right? In your shopping yeah. cart, so yeah. people go to grocery stores to find to, for swingers, like no, no, like be, be careful have, how you put your fruit yeah, in d- your cart. D- we, we're never allowed to put a pineapple upside down in our shopping cart of the grocery store. Yeah, no, this. no, you're you not. Might, a, you, might, you might end you up. Might you want, can. You might want that. People see that as a swinger. Is swingers. So now, I'm, every time I see somebody, I'm just going to put an upside down pineapple. You in just start screwing with cart. people. And I'm going to walk away from that. <laughs> uh, you want to really get somebody to do the upside-down pineapple in your RV window with the flamingos? They're going to be like, wait, wait, this guy's just, hard, like, hardcore. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought we were supposed to talk about off-road. It I, is. Okay. It's getting to the off-road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But we're talking about RVing. It's all part of the uh, – I don't want to say part of the lifestyle because <laughs> – I am definitely not a part of whatever that's, lifestyle Billy's talking about. That's going to get misinterpreted. <laughs> no, I'm not a part of that lifestyle. I'm learning about that. This, this is one right. of many reasons why none of us can run for office because all these clips are going to be used. <laughs> We're all ADHD yeah. or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. yeah. Billy Slade for president. We'll just be all in the cabinet. <laughs> oh, I might actually get that flag and just run it this year. Right. I mean, why not? Uh, I mean, you're the, well, you're the mayor of Sladesville, right. so. Yeah, I'll be the president of my own property in real small writing, but I'll say Billy for president of my own property. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we were having this discussion. Kristen's over here shaking her head. We were having this discussion, who's the mayor of Sladesville? And everybody's like, no, Kristen is. (laughs) I'm like the janitor, the the contractor, everything everything that doesn't have a title. (laughs) Wait, wait, why Brandon's here, we just announced last night. (laughs) What's that? The arsonist. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, me and Fire. Brandon are Fire. running uh, King of the Hammers 2023. Oh, you're, nice. you're racing it? Yep, we're going to race it. In a Turbo R? Yep, yeah. in a, yep, in a Turbo right R. Right now I'll be the pit crew. Done. Yeah, we want to – and I'll, keep, la- I'll laugh at you. I'm, hey. I, as long as the pit crew can drink Coca-Cola's. <laughs> Done. Um, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Keith actually had a really good idea of putting a Starlink and live streaming the entire race. I don't really know what I'm doing. He kind of knows what he's doing. He's and been around the block a couple of times. No, here's the deal. I sign us up as backup drivers only because I want to be able to go out in the canyons and help you guys. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, I think the audio and the video is going to be great. So I'm going to be like, are you sure you're going the right way? He's like, you're my navigator. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know where I'm going. Do you know where we're going? <laughs> I'm still – so this – no, Twitchell's been talking about going racing for a while. So this is actually happening This now. is – yep. Yep. Right, good for Twitchell. Yeah. <laughs> H- and 
HCR Racing has a long history of King of the Hammer, so this is just <laughs> continuing it on, right? Right. The legacy. The legacy. And we also. I feel like you should take this now because no. No, you're like, no. And we also haven't figured out who's going to drive and who's going to co-drive and who's going to take what role because we're both I terrible I feel like you passengers. guys need to do musical chairs in every canyon. Oh. I mean, yeah. Be the driver, and he said, "Well, Brandon, because he's the big guy. I'm the little guy. I can like get out real quick and like you know, wench onto things if we need to. <laughs> wench onto things. Words of wisdom from one Sandy no, no. Blonde. Me and, so, uh, so I just Sa- said Sandy over here. We had that conversation. <laughs> Sandy, I, I, I told Brandon. I said, look." You can drive in the rocks because I'm not waiting for you to climb out of that car and run up a canyon. I'll do that. You but, just didn't want to be in the car when he goes down back door. No, no, no. But I also whoa, did whoa, tell whoa, him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I also did tell him. I said, look, we're going to have some kind of like side bet. It, I shouldn't have to get out and winch. If you're doing your job, I should prepare. <laughs> hmm. So there's going to be like a side thing. Like, Have you, you, know, have you seen the rocks at King of the Hammers? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could do your job and still get kind of screwed up and have to winch. But yeah. I also I also want to put like a strong it, pressure on him to do his job. Yeah. And he, hold something over. I feel like this gonna, is a documentary he, in the he's making. Not that this good. is not going to get you over the f- refrigerator size yeah, boulder. He, he's so. not. <laughs> like I'm still blown away like like when the whole UTV thing started at Hammers, I'm like this is dumb. These cars aren't going to make it. They're not capable at this point. We, I was yeah. there. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. These two, the OGs. I know. Uh, I did. I've, I've raced that nine I times. I know. I know. And I'm again. It's another thing where I'm like, oh my god, these vehicles not only can do it, but I mean, you saw what happened with uh, last year with, with the there was uh, uh, one of the brothers right finished top ten right uh, yeah, in, the, in the big race yeah forty four hundred yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was Cody Miller. Yeah, Cody Miller, one of the Miller brothers, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's crazy. And they're going to do it again, but this year they're purpose-building a 4,400 car. Okay. So they're not – last year they raced the same car, and between the races they basically rebuilt the cars. So it's still going to be a UTV, though. Still going to be a UTV, but they're doing some crazy stuff to it to make it different. So they're actually uh, racing the UTV race in one car and the 4400 race in another car that will be more specialized. That's just what they told me. So. Yeah, that's interesting. I, you know what I'm hopeful of, too, because both those the, both the brothers are badass drivers. And uh, this last, it's, I guess it's been a couple of years, they spent a lot of time racing at the the uh, Texas facility, and now that's getting And shut. Texflex is gone. Yeah. yeah it's, now it's Wow. Getting, selfishly? Whew. So, selfishly, I'm kind of glad because I want I those guys gone, out racing so. with us, right? Because yeah, that was gnarly because it was the place to go to for short course racing for that long. Yeah. But but I think those guys are so talented. I want to see them in the bigger pool of competition. And, you know, Hammers is one of them. Mint's another one. I want to see them out desert racing, you know? Well, so they talked about racing Vegas Dorino this year. Um, I think they'll probably do it next year. Yeah. But th- those guys are, are really awesome because it, it rock racing is just another yeah, – it's, uh, it, it's just reading a different train. Sure. And they picked up on it quick. And, yeah. And, I mean, first year, I mean, Hunter Miller took the W on that one. Yeah, I'm, that, which is super impressive because, like, my brain doesn't work with the rocks. Like, I look at them and I'm like, no. Yeah. Right? You put me in the desert, I'm good, right? But the rocks – yeah, it's intimidating, you know, and I've gone with a lot of guys in 4400s. In fact, both the most enlightening and terrifying experience that I've had is going through some of the rocks with Walker and uh Oof. and uh yeah. um 
you know, so I have a lot of respect for the racers, but like to me, it's just like I look at the the lines and I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Well, okay, what do you do here, right? Well, it, it's a, a completely different um, throttle control. Sure. The 4400s are completely different than UTVs and the way they do it, but they they blend they blend it in together on, on some of this stuff, and it's amazing. The momentum is your friend. Sure. Especially in a UTV, and they know how far they can take it without breaking stuff. Right. It's amazing. I no, it's a, it, uh, like I can't speak more highly of a of a race you know and being a race promoter i think that means a lot um you know and watching dave cole and then jeff in the beginning uh create this thing and then create something that was so valuable and so powerful that people are building one-off cars to come race it you know and, and, and of course they built out the ultra four series but like you know it's king of the hammers and the rest of the races are like okay cool we're, we're just racing um well, well you know, last year there were quite a few people on the lake bed. Oh, it was awesome. I, I mean, it was, was like 80,000. You know, it's funny because it was ev- crazy. everybody's throwing around numbers. I think it was more like 60,000. I, I think know. it was north of 100. Okay. Right? That was it, my, was, it was packed. Yeah, it was packed. Britt and I went up on, uh, there was one day, it was so like dusty. We went up on a hill and you could see the haze over the entire valley. Right. But when it cleared, like, you know, and there's a bunch of people who don't pay, they don't register. Like, I think it's hard to keep track, but it was insane the yeah. amount of people. It was, yeah. So, so next year, if screw, you guys, by the way, screw all those people that don't pay because this, as a promoter, yeah. I can tell you this is a very expensive. These are very expensive events to put on. It, it, and if you like, the hammers is not cheap. If you no. like, if you like to have toilets, if you like to have trash cleaned up, if you, you like to have security, if you like to have an event, then you know, do the donation or or buy a ticket. They're not asking a lot of money yeah, either. Or it's go, not like or it's go, a big. You know, buy the merch, just support them because man, this is a business. You know and 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 I can tell you, Dave Cole is not a millionaire, you know, and uh, he's not going to become a millionaire anytime soon. You know, he's put every dime that he's ever made or had at risk for putting on this one event, I, you know. I, I think the truth is, whether you're John or you're Matt, us, what we do, like we, we're not in this off-road industry to become millionaires. We're doing it because of the love of the off-road industry. Well, Matt totally is. Yeah, I'm, I'm, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Let's, and, let's and, be, and I could let's if be it was a, realistic, yeah, I would too. Yeah, but. let's be a thousand percent clear. I'm in it to be a millionaire. No. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're all making money, you know what I mean? And we want to make a lot of money, I but it's still. I just need the trophy truck budget, and I'll be fine. <laughs> I know what the McMillan trophy truck budget is. That would go a long ways for anybody. <laughs> and it's great. No, I mean, but, um, no, it's, it's, that's one of the things is, like, look, this is a great country, and we're very fortunate in this side of the country to have BLM land, right? Um, but, man, I'm telling you, like, our, just our permitting cost to BLM is, you know, tens of thousands, almost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Our insurance, you know, our security you know, all the things that add up, um, it's crazy, right? And we do it because, you know, we grew up in this and we grew up going to the big events and we know the effect that it had on us. It it brought us into this culture and, and gave us something that really turned us on, right? And this is what we do. You know, somebody asked me the other day, it's like, okay, cool, if you weren't a promoter, what would you do? And I'd probably work for a promoter, right? Right. Or, or you know, do something within the industry. But I don't really, you know, 
I'm one of those guys, like, I don't care about baseball or football or hockey or golf or any of that stuff, right? It's this like, is your sport. Yeah, it's like I'm right now I'm thinking about, okay, today's Saturday. The Baja 400 is going on. And I want to know where – Everybody's at right, and that, and then the only other thing I worry. Now, how about, is that going? I mean, obviously, I, I've been on air for three hours now, so it's well, like, I I keep trying to get information. It's sparse, right? Three but, uh, three hours. So the funny story is, with how this whole, come you're not really drunk by now? Because um, he's drinking Coca Cola's or whatever they call Kalos. Three hours. I gotta go. No, no, it's just, no, this show literally last year, Pro Armor goes, hey, we want you to do a show. And Britt and I are like, well, Britt wasn't even, this was the show last year where she decided to get on air because we were all having a blast and she was always scared to be on air. But um, no, we started, it was supposed to be an hour show and we went like three and a half hours. Whew. And literally it was funny. You go back. It's one of our most listened to episodes ever. And it started out here and it went down there, but we had everybody at pro armor drinking. Well, and it was so it Pete, was good, Pete from pro armor is one of the coolest OG oh, guys absolutely. in the industry ever. Right. The best. So, right? He, so we come back and this solid supposed, dude. To, supposed to be the same way. And now we're almost at three hours. So it's just, <laughs> well, it's I, become the show. And like everybody see, that listens in knows, Hey, that whatever happens at sand sports, we need to tune in. Cause it's going to be funny. But I, I agree with John. I think we should up the alcohol as we go along. Right. So we got to, uh, are you going shots? to goat hill tonight though? Yeah, Matt, you're going to goat hill. What is goat hill? It's you, a, oh, goat hill, hill tavern? tavern? No. Oh my it's like god! A, it's like a bar, but there's like four different bars in this bar, and every every bar has like. I a almost feel theme. like you need, you need to. You and need they've to get got a hotel room they've got like a hundred beers on tap. No, it's it's you need to go to Goat Hill, and there's about ten thousand people there. I'm too old. Yeah. To, I'm and too old they, to go. And, and yeah. when they kick you out of the bar at night, they have taco trucks waiting. Yeah, they're taco and barbecue trucks money. out the back, like <laughs> at two a.m. So and then you get the DUI right after that. No, we get Ubers. Uber's your friend. Uber the world. No, it's it, well. What I was about, what I was about to say. The only other thing I care about is MMA, and then a little bit of boxing. And tonight, Canelo is fighting, uh, so I want to I want to know about that, right? But outside of that, it's like, you know, um, this is what I live for, and you know, I we breathe it, and we're all about it. So, well, know, and this is the biggest show of the year for YouTube, the UTV world, right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. I wouldn't even say UTV world. I'd say off-road, right? Like, it, it doesn't have the trophy trucks and all the stuff that we have at the races, but, like, honestly, it should. You know, it should at this point because I... I this is definitely eclipsed off-road expo in two weeks. Oh, it, yeah. Hands down. But I, but I think it's because of the UTVs, because of the accessibility, more people can relate to them. It's like... I, like we were talking about earlier, it's like I remember coming here in the early days of UTV Underground, and it was like people were, like, staring at us, like, why are you here? Look at this. This sand car is what this is about. And I'm like, that's a badass sand car, but. And then 2008 happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, like, to your point earlier, Matt, of saying, like, you know, a UTV is so capable. I can't tell you how many times if you say, oh, I have this built UTV, and. It costs 40000 and I have $40,000 into it. They're like, that's $80,000. I'd rather buy a Jeep or I'd rather buy a sand car. But I'm like, can you take a Jeep uh, 80 miles an hour through the whoops? No, you can't. Yeah, you can take a sand rail, but now you can't take that sand rail down old dirt roads and across a creek. You know, so it's literally just a universal platform to pretty much do everything. And it does almost everything really, really well. Well, like in Arizona, they double a second car. So like I know people who the wife has a car. It's a grace getter. Yeah, and then the guy you know has a UTV, and it's literally a second car. Yeah, and now with the HVAC models, they just kind of like took that a step even higher. You know, now you can 
live in Arizona in the summer and go get groceries in it because you got so AC. All, on, on the HVAC models, all of the manufacturers need to understand that we need sport HVAC models. <laughs> yes, I 100% agree. Yes. So whether it's a Can-Am Commander or a Polaris General, yep. we want those when they close cabs with the HVAC. Right. It's not just the, the defenders with it. We want, we want a more sporty model with HVAC. Correct. Yep. And I would actually honestly... Because it's kind of like a, a Raptor. I mean, yeah. but you can go further and go... I mean, that's what we want. Yeah. We Something want, that I can actually do a lot of off-roading with we and want be comfortable in the cab. More suspension, more comfortable ride to go tackle weird stuff or awesome stuff in comfort. Yeah. If it's gnarly, snowing, raining, hot, whatever, we want all that. Right. Yep. Nope. I, t- I totally agree. I, I sound like a little girl talking about off-roading, but that's what people want. Well... You were talking earlier. Do you have a little espresso maker in the thing? No, <laughs> no. But He's got a cooler with cappuccinos. Though. But because so, then I'm in. Then so I'm in. Billy joined me on the Rubicon. Right. We, we I did. did uh, we did the um, uh, UTV Conquest. Con- yes, on the Rubicon. It's uh, the guys from Jeep Jamboree put it on. Right. Bob Sweeney and those guys. Nice. So we, we were in there, and I had my uh, portable power generator. We 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 had a guy in with a uh, Starlink. Yep. So we we had Wi-Fi in Rubicon Springs, and I had my Keurig with me. So I made coffee in Rubicon Springs nice. with my Keurig because I, I have to have coffee in the morning I'm to function. 100% with you on that one. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's funny. I'm like, like I, we're going to Baja. I'm like, we have a generator. I was like, oh, yeah, you need a generator to recharge all the batteries for the. No, just for my Keurig. No, for the coffee. <laughs> I, I have to have the coffee. coffee maker. Right. It's my one fix. Yeah, you know, too, and, like, I'm an early morning guy, so 5 o'clock in the morning, the first thing you're going to hear is, <laughs> you know, the grinding <laughs> of the beans, right? B- Billy's an 8 o'clock guy, but I'm a 5 o'clock guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I'm, yeah, I don't have any small kids at home, and I've got nothing. If, I, don't honestly, have, I don't have small kids at home. They're 21 and 24. Yeah, but so. you're, like, to the old age now where you go to bed at, like, old seven, age. The 7 p.m., and you get up at 4 no, a.m. to, like, no, 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 no. check for Whatever. the paper. I, I make it to 9. <laughs> I, I mean, 9's, like, legal bedtime, all right? Yeah. But eight, I'm, 8 isn't. I'm honestly, yeah. like, the guy that, like, if I go to bed before midnight, it's rare. I am, for whatever reason. The night owl. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, yeah. and it's not like I oversleep. I mean, if I get seven hours, I'm good. Yeah. So if I go to bed at one, I get up at eight. That's because you're a slacker. Oh, I mean, yeah, no. Matt and I get work done in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, this is true. from <laughs> five to seven, we're more effective than you are all day long. I know if I, no, if I need heavy. to get a hold of Matt, if I call him at 7 a.m., yeah. he'll pick up and I'm, we can actually have a real conversation. I'm, I'm pinging off the wall with caffeine at that point, yeah. right? So, new, new day, Aside new Aside from when you're like, oh, I went out for a surf or a run or something like that, like, there's, those are Whoa, 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 you're talking about Matt. You said run? Yes, whoa, at one whoa, point. Hey, no, at one here. point, he's <laughs> like, oh, I'll call you back. I'm on a run or something. Wow, I'm impressed. I need to, honestly. I need to get back on it to, but you've been running a lot. No, right? no, no, not lately. No. no. So uh, at one point you were doing like half marathons. Yeah, right? yeah, I suck. But <laughs> coming com, coming up here in October. Yeah. Right before um, UTV takeover, my wife and I are doing rim to rim. Okay. Grand Canyon. You go from the north rim to the south rim. It's like twenty five miles in a day. Run or walk. no, no, no. We're we're hiking. Okay. But you start at You're like hiking fast. Though. Yeah. Well, you got to get there before. Yeah. I mean, you want to get there for cocktail hour. I mean, <laughs> you and, got, and you're trapped. You you can't like stay the night down at the bottom unless you have a reservation. So you right. have to get to the other side and up the other side. Right. So. Right. 
Yeah, 25 miles. That'll be tough. That's a that's a hike, man. Yeah. That's a hike. Yeah. The only time I willingly did 25 miles was when we were in Baja and we were broken. And, yeah, well. And I got elected. They're like, okay, you're healthy. You're in shape. Like, you go do. You so go it really everybody. wasn't willing. No. <laughs> it was a little it bit of necessity. Yeah. Scott McMillan looked at me and went, you're young. You're in shape. Uh, go get it. There's a ranch this way, and I, and I failed to ask how far it was. He goes, you won't miss it. And so I was like, every five miles, I'm like, I think I missed it. You know, right. I, I finally got there and was like, okay, yeah, that sucked. Uh, and, and actually, going- it actually didn't suck because it was beautiful. You're in Baja. You, you ha- I had water. I, I had, mean, had you, food. You'd get to tacos at some point. Yeah, you're, you're not going to die. Like, that's the whole thing of, of getting stuck in those situations is it resets your 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 mind, you know, of what you're, you're stressing out on traffic and stupid things in life. And then you go. And then there's tacos. Then you go get. You know, a 25-mile hike in, in Baja, and then, yes, when you get to those tacos, they are the best damn tacos you've ever had. Right, and it just kind of opens your mind back up to what is really actually stressful in life. Because a lot of times you get stuck in a daily grind, and you think life is just so hard, and then you realize how good you really have it. Maybe it's you see somebody else that has less or is unfortunate, or, you know, like, you, you just get that, like, energy recalibrated into you just saying, like, Wow. Like, yeah. I really actually have it good. Like, my problems are actually really, really small compared to some others. 100%. So not getting your uh, card done for sand sports is kind of small. and. <laughs> yeah, but I got it done. <laughs> Did you not get a card done? Uh, no, mine's easy. Got I took I, mine was done at the Rubicon when we went. So I just I, I just scratched the rims before now, I brought is it. Is this the Pro R you're working on in May? <laughs> uh, no, that one finished. I just built a Turbo R. Okay. But then I bought a new trailer because I don't have a trailer to haul two razors because I've never actually owned two razors, like, at the same time. And then I ordered a trailer, and then three white, days before. White privilege. Here we go. <laughs> Says the guy that's probably got eight Can-Ams at his no, house. No, right no. He's, got, he's got a log splitter one. I've never, honestly, all the pictures he's ever taken has never left his property. The <laughs> log just, splitter? No, the one that you've towed behind the, I think it's. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I, I have. I went rock crawling on the Rubicon with my Can-Am Defender, so bite me. (laughs) I love to take every vehicle I get on the Rubicon just to prove whether it can do it or not. And the funny thing is, you know how close I live to the Rubicon. And you've never been there because you're a sissy. No, I've always been a dune guy. I'm a fan guy. And I I love the dunes. And I never really thought, I was like, ah, rock crawling is going to beat your car up. It's boring. And it could be anything yeah, from that. but the the party in Rubicon Springs was awesome. But it's, no, it really I think, was. I think it's interesting because when you, like, if your experience is Moab and maybe even Hammers, and, you know, you don't get the reward of the beauty of the nature, and especially Rubicon Springs, I mean, it is absolutely magical. Oh, it's amazing. Right? And I can't. I don't care what you do it in. If you get the opportunity to do it, go see, do I've never it. been on it, so I. Oh, oh we, my god! Oh no! It. it was it's like amazing. I, I, honestly, I I literally called my wife and I'm like, I cannot believe I've literally lived an hour and a half away from here my entire life. I'm born and raised in the same town. I still live in it, and I've never been Slaysville. Yeah, he, ne- he never goes anywhere. <laughs> he stays like right there. No, no. The whole I, time. I either go a to a lot of the NorCal guys are like that. I don't know what the deal. Is I don't get out. I don't get out much at all. <laughs> I, I was just up there with. Uh, uh, we were we were shooting an interview with Jason Shearer and, and uh, cruising around meeting people and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, we we do. I I mountain bike in the morning. I do this and I then I go home. That's it. And I'm like, okay, cool. That sounds like an awesome day. But then what do you do? And they're like, that's it. And I'm like, you're like, that's all. <laughs> all right. 
Jason Shear's a badass. That's he awesome. Is, I was looking at, he was running me through his new car. Uh, I think that thing's going to be killer. Yeah. He, I think it's going to be killer. He's always a threat. I'm sorry, we were back to King of the Hammers. But he's no, always he's, a threat at King of the Hammers. No, that guy's it, a badass. It, what, I, what I nerd out on is the evolution of, of four-wheel drive technology and how it transferred from trophy trucks to King of the Hammers. And then back to back, trophy trucks. Back to trophy trucks, right? <laughs> All-wheel drive and a trophy truck? What? Right. Well, and, and especially portal hubs, right? Because yeah. that wasn't really a thing. No. You know, in, in, in desert racing until, you know, it was it was proven in, in rock crawling and in hammers, right? No, so that, I, I, I love the cross. Yeah, that technology That's exchange. Awesome. The, the other thing that I nerd out on is like, okay, so we have this whole world of car technology and all, like, billions of dollars engineers all over the world right and then you go to norcal and it's like you know uh, his dude and him you know and some other people contributing to it but it's like backwoods fab totally right and they're killing it and they are making what you could argue and and i love to well, between sheer and blurton they're both like right up there you but know I, but i love to get i, I love and to, they're buddies too yeah they're buddies i love to paddington's up there there's I, like this whole little circle up there i love to bash on the um pavement nerds like oh, our technology blah blah and i'm like yeah that's cool you move a wing you know a microsecond and you get some sort of advantage we're gonna figure out how to race over you know boulders the size of of refrigerators right and but seeing all this this tech evolve out of these out of these you know backyards right and these these small operations is badass i, I just love it this guy just bought a lot of seats by the way that's that's great he actually see. did <laughs> it's actually, a pallet you know pair, like one two three, the, the four, cool five, thing about sansport show it, as a show is you can buy stuff here yes yes and it's awesome that there's some vendors that bring their carts in here to wheel all their all their customer stuff out yeah, to their cars. Yeah, and they're escorted yeah. with, with yeah. them. That guy literally was we, ten, 10 seats. No, I saw a guy earlier, you know, was taking out a pallet. I think he had about eight different tires and wheels. And he's trying to load them in the back of his truck. And then, like, they're, like, realizing they don't have any tie-downs. And he's like... I'm going to go back in and buy tie-downs. Like, <laughs> no problem, dude. We got you covered. Speed Reminds traps right of, over there. You, you guys have been to Kurt Leduc's off-road swap meet, the one he has over oh, here? Yeah, of course. I have not. Oh, it's, oh are you it, serious? No, it's awesome. this, is, this is like I, a religious experience. Yeah. I, don't he get, has I don't get out much. No, he has one in the fall, and it's saying, hey, go to the one in March. It's like usually the weekend after the mint. So, yeah. I, 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 I sell all, all our old UTV stuff there, and I'll make 15, 16 grand just on a What? Old, yes, yeah. literally, in, in, <laughs> in a matter of six hours. People... People show up the night of before it opens. They camp out. No, yeah. and they, they we call them the night crawlers, right? Because <laughs> they show. I'm dead serious. They show up, flashlights, and they're trying to beat the crowd to the deal. So. Oh, like at two a.m., you're getting knocks yeah. on your and RV. Like, hey, so we used are to you go open? There, yeah. we, we would go there and we we like you know have a keg, stay open all night, and then by you know nine ten o'clock in the morning, we had sold everything. Yeah. We're out, right? And it's uh, it's rad because uh, he's been doing it for a long time, but it's also close enough to Mexico where all the Mexicans come yes. up, right? <laughs> That's where the majority of the sales are. And and then it's you know it's everybody else and like used tires and everything. It's bitching. The, the the very first one I went to was one of the OG ones, and we were going to sell our our movie, our DVD that we'd made about off roading uh, Motorhead, and uh, so I had all my DVDs and. Like, I'm talking to Kurt, and he's like, yeah, you got to get there early and blah, blah. And 
You know, so I'm thinking like, oh, there'll be a hotel there, and they'll da da da. Nothing. No, it was just like a parking lot at a school. The first ones, right? It's like sleeping on your DVDs. Yeah, I was sleeping. <laughs> we, me and my buddy slept like we had the DVDs in between us, and we're sleeping in the back of my truck, and it's freezing, right? But the next morning, we got up and we sold like, I don't know, like four or five hundred DVDs, right? Right. Because everybody was like, oh yeah, bitching twenty bucks, yeah, done, right? And. uh you know, it's just grown. It's rad that Kurt's doing it. It's a it's a cool thing. We've we've actually been trying to talk him into doing it at the mint. Doing but see, I one. would probably be out if it was at the mint because it's like I don't want to haul all my extra. I, I usually haul all my race <laughs> stuff. I got I got to haul our race stuff. I don't want to haul all my my crap that I'm going to sell to the mint too. Like, well, we're discriminating. It's all the people in Nevada, <laughs> right? Like, why would you do that, man? What about and you're discriminating against the Arizona people because, like, you know, it's a California event, right? No, it's it's a cool. I'll, event. I'll sell you all my stuff, and you can double the price on it, and I'll just won't come. Yes, I need another job. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I, I don't understand where we're going with all these conversations. I, I can't track Listen, what we're talking I, about. I, I, I want to touch back on Matt's about. <laughs> Nor- you hey. want to touch back on Matt? Well, I don't <laughs> on, understand here. The pineapples <laughs> upside whoa, down. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> it wasn't really prison. <laughs> it was just jail. It's just jail. <laughs> I don't know. With the, uh, the flamingos, which way are they? Are <laughs> yeah. they inside, outside, upside down? Sideways, but uh, like CAD computers, yeah, uh, you know, four by eight plasma tables, all that have made home gar- home built fab yeah. a, a realistic thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at the UTV industry and how many small companies that are like mom and pop shops that are producing state of the art pieces for these machines, and you know, without computers and you know, CAD and, you know, plasma tables, things like that, they're not, it's not possible. Sure. So technology scaling down to where, you know, the common people can actually afford that technology to build things. Yeah, and it's become way more accessible. But it's just, to me, it's just cool. It's like, you know, last week I was with, uh, you know, the uh, GM guys, right? Right. With the, you know, the GM Defense. And, you know, these are vehicles that are going to be sent into uh, – into war right right and the technology that these vehicles have on them came from off-road racing and i could talk about the people in particular like one of the ogs in off-road that had a hand in engineering that was brian cadella right and so it's a name i haven't heard in a while yeah it's just rad to see that that tech transfer and and even now like the things that we we learn and we create and utvs and you know other vehicles um you know that are being made by people that are just, you know, ingenuitive, right? You go right. back, you go. I go back to the greats, and it's like, look at all the stuff that Mickey Thompson invented, you know. And th- this is a guy who, who, you know, he didn't go to college, right? right. He yep. didn't. He wasn't a, an engineer. Robbie Gordon, like, look at all the stuff that Robbie's coming up with, and you know, it's like he didn't graduate from whatever the gnarly engineering school is, right? But yep. yet he's producing some of the most advanced stuff that we've seen in a long time, right? And a lot of it is just, you know, the thought, yep. a, a, a desire yeah. and a drive to want to create. Yeah. And after that, when you have all that, you have to have that in order to succeed and in order to make a good product. You know, that, that drive has to be in you. And it's, you know, there's a lot of companies that just hire that out. But yeah. guess what? There's going to be another company that comes and takes that employee from you. And where are you at? Because yeah. you never had that drive or the ingenuity or anything like that to actually sustain it. Sure. You were just basically paying somebody enough to have that vision. Yeah, and I, I don't think that that, number one, it doesn't work long term, but I think that's a different thing because 
our culture is is founded on the idea of problem solving for in particular for racing and then for recreation true very true so it was the it was the people who were doing it that were the creating or that were creating the solutions right right and that's to me like whether it was you know whether it's been robbie or whether it's been cadella or mickey thompson or any of the great you know vehicle builders or all the unsung you know people who are parts builders of different things you know, th- there's a guy. There's a guy that nobody knows. You know, that just built. You know, uh, you know, did most of the engineering on the the uh, Jimco, the new Jimco Barry. And like, I sit there and talk to him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I did this and this and this." I'm like, I had no idea. Right. Right. And it, you know, as that truck gets proven, you know, I think that it's going to be an eye opener to a lot of people, and they're going to go, "Who the hell is this guy?" Right. Right. So there's there's a lot of guys like that in our industry that don't get, you know, that are like unsung heroes, right? Yep. That create advances. Yep. And they they overcame a problem which now they're like, okay, if this problem is fixed, now we can project this even further. Yeah. But without that one small piece, that stepping stone, you couldn't go any further cuz that one piece was hindering you and kept breaking. Yeah. So, yeah, and I mean, same thing with like UTP industry. It's like you know, a part breaks because it's weak. There's companies out there going like, "Where's where's the weak link? We want to build a part for it." Right. You know, just show show us where it is. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. You know, it's interesting. You know, and then seeing the, I just love you know seeing that tech transfer. It's like we we're talking about it as it relates to Fox shocks with the internal bypass shocks that are now on Raptors and and now on uh, well, um, Polaris's Cowies. Yep. Like it's uh, across the board. All right? the UTV manufacturers have them. Right. So now people are just awakening to the idea that they they should have good suspension. Right. Yeah, before they just kind of dealt with what they got. They're like, this is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it's a monotube shock that, you know, blows out in 100 miles. Right. And they spend five years driving around on it, right? They're like, oh, my my truck doesn't handle well. I wonder why. It's like, well, let's start with the blown-out shocks. Right. Right, yep. And I think anybody that's had a blown shock... They know oh, how yeah. horrible. I literally was driving down the highway, I think on the way here, and there was a truck in front of me. It was, no, it was a, like a Honda Odyssey minivan, and the back right tire was just literally going like this. The road was completely smooth, yeah. but the whole tire, and I'm like looking, I'm like, is the tire going to fall off? I'm like, no, actually, that guy's just got a blown chalk. Like, how does he not feel that car just vibrating? Well, he doesn't know what it is, right? right? <laughs> He's like, yeah, there's something wrong, not sure, maybe it's flat, you know, but I'm going to keep going. Right. Yep. He's balanced his tire a hundred times. They're like, "Yep, yeah. we, we balanced it. It's good." He's like, "Up. Oh, I don't know what to do then." Yeah. It so. is funny because I've been in so many bad vehicles and everything else, and Britt with her suspension background, we got our fleet of vehicles and stuff, and she'll like drive my truck or I'll drive the Raptor, and she's like, "You didn't notice that? Like, have no idea what you're talking about, Britt. You, you didn't feel that?" I'm like, "No." Like, she's got like a knack for it. I'm like, then you drive in something after she's tuned it or whatever, and I'm like, "Holy crap! This is amazing." Right. Uh-oh. At least he knew I was taking over the headset and he was getting the microphone because F that. I know you well enough to know this. <laughs> I'll be sitting there like. I was just, we were talking about, they were talking about bad vehicles. I'm like, yeah, the problem is, is Britt and I have a fleet of vehicles. And I'm like, I don't notice anything with your suspension background. You notice everything. It drives me nuts. It's like a mechanic and they hear a rattle and they're trying to chase the rattle and it's change and a cup and, and something and something under the seat from five years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's that same thing. I'm like, do you feel that shutter? Do you feel that? Do you feel that bump? Like that chatter? This and that, it doesn't hit the same. Yeah. No, he's like, no, I drive a three-quarter ton. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Raptor feels great compared to I told right. I, I was like, the draggling's going out. I borrowed the Super Duty for a couple of days. Like, we swapped vehicles. And I'm like, the draggling's going out on your truck. And he's like, I just had it replaced. 
What did you just fix on the, the super drag ring? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's, hey, it's got to be a Chevy. I was I'm a Chevy. Car. What are you pointing at me? I was just no, I'm not. Yeah, I was just driving rental cars for a week, or rental <laughs> trucks. And, oh gosh, and uh, sticking yeah. them in in mud holes and. By by the way, we're joined by Kristen, who hasn't said anything. The real mayor of Sladesville. Well, this was a conversation that I Once just it. I didn't have a lot of input. So <laughs> I, I, Wait, your name's Kristen. I thought it was Sandy. <laughs> AKA. You know, I really should have thought thought that one through, and I I didn't. So that's her old, her stage name, right? Yeah. Sandy. Yep. If I'm going to choose a stage name, Lord, let's not make it Sandy. Yeah. 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 Actually, well, when the karaoke mic comes out, you become Sandy. There we go. Yes. That, that's going to be. No offense to the Sandys of the world, but I I would have picked something a little more. So we exciting. can offend somebody on this show. Like, there's got to be some some sort of offense. Always. Oh, I'm sure we've offended somebody at some point. We were talking about electrical <laughs> outlets because we were talking oh, about yeah, the splitter, so that now we can all talk. And I was. We're, just, we're like, we need a male to a double male. And then they No, actually, male to two females. Okay, so I was like, here's threesome. The point. No, <laughs> yes. you, I, no, it's hilarious because you didn't actually say that. You were explaining it. And then they did the opposite, right? So I ran back to kicker and I was like, actually, I was like, I need the other menage a trois. I said, nobody wants two dudes. I'm like, can we get the opposite? Oh my God. And he stared at me and he just walked away. He didn't even. He's like, I don't know. I don't know what Everybody knows, that. but I'm like, at some, at some point, somebody that's woke is going to go, why are we calling these male and female? And I'm like, it's been that way since the dawn of time. That's how like, it started. Right. Let's like, not any, argue any with this. Like, like, how else yeah. are you going <laughs> to. <laughs> what's 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 the opposite? Cheers. Thanks of work. for stopping by, John. All right, yes. later, John. Thank you, John. The torch has been passed. So go. Matt had never heard of Goat Hill. Well, <gasps> well, no. What's funny is so I like you guys started talking about Goat Hill. So we have a um, a uh, little golf place down by us that's called Goat Hill, right? And it's got a bar, and that's what you know. So you guys are talking about Goat Hill. I'm like, they're not talking about our Goat Hill. Yeah, we're going to go all the way to yours. There's another yeah. Goat Hill, because right. our Goat Hill is not that great. And I'm, I don't even know why it's called Goat Hill Tavern. So I'm, I'm going to take the claim to this one. So years ago, when we first started coming here, the only reason I even knew it existed is because my buddies used to live in Yorba. And when we'd come down to, to Newport, that was where we would go. That's the only reason why I knew it exists, because from the front, it's so unassuming. It's this, like, ugly, weird sign. It looks like it could be, like, a Mediterranean restaurant or something. You'll walk right by it. But they're like, no, this is it. This is the dive bar. You never know who's going to be in here. They've got, and I'm like, bull, there's no way. Like, you see it, and especially being in Newport, I'm like, no, whatever. And we go in there, and they're like, yeah, they'll have, like, the Angels players come in, and they'll guest bartend. They'll just walk in and just start pouring drinks. Like, oh, you nice. You never know what's going to, it's kind of like the show. You never yeah. know what's going to show up. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> we were actually walking around the show yesterday, and somebody told me Dennis Rodman is, a like, a, a regular there. So I, to, in order to get people to go last night, I said... Your pineapple's upside down, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> hey, Adrian. <laughs> in, order, in order to get people to go last night, I told them, I said, if Dennis Rodman's there, I'm going to give him two options. We're either fighting or we're going to jello wrestle. There's, there's only two options. He's like, hold my pineapple. Yeah. Billy told everybody at the show, go Didn't, to Goat Hill. I'm fighting Dennis Rodman. Really? I'm like, you can't say that. Like, you're, that. You're a great marketer. I just want to yeah. say, like, I'm... So, Dennis Rodman, if you're listening, I really don't want to fight, but I would be down to Jello wrestling. Jello wrestling at yeah. the Goat Hill tonight. Yes. Also, if you do want to Jello Speedos wrestle, or nude. please bring Jello because we didn't bring that. I, I don't think that's we're, we're going to go and clean out there. the like the Jello jiggler cups, like of every grocery <laughs> yeah. store in like Costa Mesa, Newport. We're just pouring them in a kiddie just pool. Uh, it out. <laughs> and people looked at me like I was crazy. They're like, "Well, 
I mean, people. Somebody said, do. "Who's Dennis Rodman?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yes. What? What yeah. was it? Maddie said earlier, "I am 12." Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. What was that? I was talking about something, and I was like, "I complete." Oh, the Webo series. Wes Miller. He's got the whole yeah. thing, and we're we're going. And I asked her. I was like. Have you seen a Webos video? And I was like, oh. She goes, oh, I am 12. I'm like, start laughing. I'm like, no, you were probably two when they came out. Like, right. literally, she was two. How oh, funny. Yeah, we were just talking. I, I was in the truck on the way up, and, you know, we were talking about um, Dana and the flesh wound films, right? Yeah. And all, all that that old stuff, too. And Crusty demons. Yep. Crusty demons. stuff, like, you know. Um, and we don't have any terra of that firma stuff. that type stuff. Yeah, like, it's like, we need to do some of that stuff. Well, it's like now, straight now, up like VHS DVD crossover. That's yeah. Instagram yeah. now. <laughs> and TikTok yeah. is all it is. That's it's a like all the short right, form with the long like hour long epics. Like when I was a kid, you'd get it and then you'd trade it with your buddies. It was like I had one yes. buddy that I always bought the terra firmas and he bought the crusties. And then you swap. And we swap. You're done. Yeah, yeah right. you know what I mean. Fifty's nuts. That, yeah. that's, I still remember yes. I pulled it out of the DVD sleeve yes. the other day just because I was like, I still have this when they're around the ice rink on the 50s. Yes. Best yeah. thing ever. No, I miss that. Like, all this short form, like, instant gratification video is cool to an extent, but it's like, I miss that long form, like, even the four, five, six minute stupid videos. Stupid Well, the stuff that, too, you well know, we like, used to do five years ago in off-road, we're not doing it anymore. Yeah. The yeah. OG Nitro stuff where they'd yeah. have, like, the chicken Oh, the cube VHS Nitro stuff, the OG yeah. Nitro stuff. Yep. It was like camcorder raw stuff that was awesome yeah and but i also think we're living in an instant gratification now and but i also think there's a lot of people out there that market it and they'll actually put a story and it's all like a to be continued almost to where like you know it's capturing the audience and i think anybody that's you know doing any kind of film now like you have to be so constantly creative and you can't just say this formula works because everybody's going to catch on to that and they're going to mimic it. No, and it's copy the it. stupid stuff that goes like, we'll put out this awesome thing we put all this time into and we're like, this is going to go awesome. And it's whatever. And then we put up some dumb video we happen like to the, catch that has yeah. nothing to do. And we're like, why? Why is like this going? The, the most viral video I've ever had, no, no offense, Matt, but it wasn't the Star Car stuff but that you guys exactly. did an amazing job on. It was us shaving a tire to go race. Right. Two and a half million views. Wow. On the like, cell phone of a tire. Yeah, it was literally a five-second clip of us shaving tires. And I'm like, thing went viral and literally like 20,000 comments. And I'm like, what in the world is going on here where, you know. Yeah, we but just, I can hire Matt to do this amazingly produced epic and, you know, to get a couple hundred thousand views. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. But uh, it's it's kind of like the idiots are running the asylum. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that I'm not going to do cat videos. <laughs> Wait, hold on. But, but we're not running it, so I'm confused. <laughs> no. no, but, um, yeah, it, it is interesting. But, like, I think somewhere in that there's a, there's a little bit of a push and a pull, a little bit of give, right? Like, a great example is we, we shot a project with um, Losi. And uh, one of the shots we got was uh, a trophy truck sliding over one of the Losi cars and clipping it. And that oh, went, I saw that one. Yeah, and that so that, <laughs> that went yeah, into no, exactly. <laughs> that went into the primary long form piece, and it was really cool. And now it's been you know a few years later, and we just dropped that uh, like a month ago on the the mint uh, Instagram, and it it got like six million one, views, right? You know? And just go, just go you know here. which was which was rad, and it. It actually gives value back to that sponsor because they're they're an ongoing sponsor of the Mint and gives value back to the Mint. And the funny thing was is uh, it was the we driver who had won that year. So yeah. 
you know, it, it, or this year. So it, it gave him some credit too. Right. You know, um, so it, it was, you know, I think you can, I think you can take elements of stuff and, and put it out there and it still, you know, breeds value, value back into the bigger pieces, right? Yes. Yep. But yeah, I'm, you know, I get it. It's like everybody wants to, you know, see the slapstick stuff of somebody falling or whatever it is. Kids getting hurt. Right. Yeah. Kids getting hurt. Right. But, I mean, like, that piece was creative because it it almost looks like it's a normal truck from far. Yeah. And then the bigger truck comes in, and it kind of, like, throws your mind off for a minute. Like, wait, I thought that was a big truck. Now that's, oh, that's an RC car. So it kind of almost made you think. Sure. But I think that's also where, you know, kind of like the creativity comes in because it's not – if it was just an RC car yeah. or if it was Not just a big truck, yeah. they're like, I've seen one of those do that. But the yeah. fact is, is you made someone think about it, and then they're like, I want to watch that again. Because yeah. I think I watched that more than one time. So, sure. like, Godzilla on the new Jackass? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm just saying nowadays with, like, Instagram reels and TikTok. And they're- not doing cats, not doing dicks either. Like, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. We do do flamingos and pineapples. No, no. <laughs> According to Billy. But, you know, like, nowadays, you have an editing tool in your pocket. Sure. You have the video camera in your pocket. Like, yeah. it's all. But, once again, it takes that creativity just like the builders of all these fine parts. Like, yeah. you I'm can't. Gonna, I'm going to give your wife credit, though. She does all the editing and stuff. So No, she does. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I run One it by Sandy her. Once Sandy Blonde does an amazing job I'm editing. Like, thank and you. I'm like, does this that. reel look good? She's like, oh, that's horrible. And then I did one, and I was well, like, I was I crazy. So, we're, uh, dude, I, I will say, like, there's a couple amazing girls right here. We're we're out having fun on the rocks at San Hollow. These two are hiking up canyons <laughs> yes. shooting photos and video. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah, every Life now and good. then we would jump in a random car, like, <laughs> yeah. just to get an extra 50 feet of not having to walk. Like, These are two amazing women right here. Yeah, have right. we looked ever out. walked the uh, the trails at San Hollow? Because we, yes, have. we, we, we have. have. we definitely have. Yeah, we, we've, we've hiked all of them. Remember that one spot in that one place on the floor in that one section <laughs> that we saw? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, with that one rock. And I'm trying to do less walking. That's why I bought a whiskey chariot when we got here. I was like, I don't, this is a big place. And I like, I do laps around this place. I literally will just walk laps and just check everything out. Billy like, will get here before, like, Oh, no, get I get here. here. I like getting here Wednesday morning, and then I had to help Mike from Metal Effects actually help finish his razor. And I was bummed that I wasn't here Thursday to watch setup. Like, it just, like, yeah. it inspires me. It's it kind motivates of fun me. Watching everybody, like, it's weird being here after having to use uh, have a booth for so many years. It was always the most stressful event because right. it's kind of the marquee event. It's the kickoff to the season, and so showing up and kind of being able to watch and walk through and check out everybody's stuff and be that annoying person with a beer in my hand like it's great. Right? Yeah, and I like being able to walk around. Drink, oh, you are drinking beer now. You switch from Coca Cola. It doesn't fit in the sleeve. There was a, that's what she said in there somewhere. That's why I just kept quiet there. I was waiting for it. I could have went, ha-ha. Yeah, uh, she knew. What? But, yeah, being able to walk around here and just, like, you know, like, talk to every company. And you're like, oh, cool, what's that? I didn't even know that existed. That's yeah. awesome. You know, and it's just. Because it didn't a week ago because this is when everybody releases it. Yeah. Yep. This is it, our SEMA. Yeah. And, yeah, and I actually just said that t- the other day. This is, like, SEMA for off-road. No, it's it's a side-by-side super show. What you said was, this is like New York Fashion Week for Off-Road. Oh, oh yeah, I did. That's I like classy. That. Yeah. It, it really that. is. I mean, that think about classy. it. The, the trends coming up for the rest of the year, yeah. what people are going to be doing with their builds, release of new product. It's Well, and there's a lot of people out here that don't really show what they're building until you get here, so you have yeah. to physically what, go see. Like, the one thing I want to see more of is the, the parties, right? 
Like right. where, where everybody gets together after this because like, Goat Hill, Goat Hill, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, Goat Hill. We've tonight. told you yeah, there's like, going to be hun- hundreds of the <laughs> vendors. You find the hotel so room I'm, close and I'm just crash, Matt. Serious, like I way back when. Every Tell the significant like, other I'm go? not going to be home tonight. I, I haven't slept the... in my bed in a week, so <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm out. I didn't even know the name of it. I was like, we're going to go to this goat place. And that's how it started. And every year, it was like double, triple, quadruple, and it just kept adding on. So I laugh because now it's just that's the, the, the thing. annual thing. Right. That's where we go. And I'm like, so it's either Goat Hill or it's the RV park right here. Yes. Right. Uh, all, where all but the tonight, vendors are staying. Tonight oh, it's Goat Hill. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we'll pregame in the RV. Yeah, park. you always pregame over there. So, and then there's a lot of the people that get real drunk and stupid, and they physically can't leave. They're like, I just need to stay here. Or yeah, right. I heard your guys' stories. <laughs> or they get too drunk and stupid, and their husbands like, No, we're still going to go to the bar, and you do, and then you have a rolling brownout for the rest of the night. And, and a brownout is like you kind of remember, but you're not fully blacked out. <laughs> it's not a blackout. It's just a rolling good, brownout. I it's like selective memory. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking no. something completely yeah. different. No, no, I wouldn't. It, it would have been the like birthday that. cake. That we had <laughs> rally on the rocks. Surprise colors involved. I'm, I'm confused. I'm like, they're shutting our power off. Like, <laughs> I do realize I'm I was in like, California. They diapers, right. right? That's yeah. where I went. No, like, rolling brown out. Should we like not a- plug our EVs in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like what? Call call Gavin. What's going on, dude? Listen, it's like you're kind of there, but you're kind of not. Bits and pieces you remember. Right, you like wait. So every day in my life is just a chronic brownout. Yeah, you're having just like a rolling brownout. You drink a lot of beer, Brett. (laughs) No, I just squirrel. Like (laughs) that's my whole life. Like where I was yesterday, we were talking about what hotel, what event of this. Uh, They all blend together. You know, and it doesn't have to be alcohol. I guess it could just be a busy schedule. No, that's just my squirrel brain. Yeah, Yeah. having a permanent brownout. Yeah, ten years. There's (laughs) also another one. It's called I blacked in. It's like I remember that, oh, but yeah. I'm refusing to admit that that happened. That's I what that's in. what I'm going with from I now on. I blacked in. It's blacked like in. An, I plead the fifth. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what we, happened. We need I more in. alcohol sponsors in this yeah. industry because clearly <laughs> yeah. we are. That is funny it, you say right? that though, because with the amount of beer that people in the off-road and UTV industry drink, I can't believe somebody hasn't come in and said, "You know what? We're going to invest in this space." Right. Uh, I think yeah. every person that walks out of here with one of those carts also has a beer in their hand. Well, yeah. that's one and thing. in their carts, <laughs> yes. yeah. One thing I noticed this year is they finally gave up on the stupid cups, right? Yes. So they're selling tall cans. And as, so what I, like, it's funny because, like, you know, it's a pain in the butt. You get the little little beer, and you're like, this is a shot of beer. Yep. I'm an adult. Then you're going to spill it. Yeah. Someone's going to bump you. And I spent so 47 minutes in line to right. get that. At least, you know, now they're selling cans of beer here, which is... Awesome. Yeah, and then they're probably collecting all the recycling and taking it in and getting the CRV back. Yeah. The beer fairies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> or at least the homeless people in this area are doing that. Right. right. Yeah. So think, yep. think about the giving back to the community yeah. we're doing here. Right. You guys all know yes. about the beer fairies in Isla Vista, right? No. No? Anyone? With the what? The Bueller? Beer? The beer fairies? Oh, so this is great. So we go to, to Isla Vista, which is what, Santa Barbara, UC Santa Barbara, for some concert. And we've got a buddy that. Oh, lives you told there. me about this. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is just crazy because it's out on the peninsula and it's in its own world. Like I've been on plenty of college campuses. This is its own deal. Like I would have flunked out halfway through the first semester. So it's like Chico for Northern California. Oh, it's beyond Chico. I got mm. accepted to Chico. Got I'm it. Quite aware. <laughs> got <Okay>. it. <laughs> I, I went to ASU because it was less of a party school. Got it. it. That way. All right. But so I love this. Is insane. You go there and like during the day by nine a.m. Everybody's got like the full on like slushy beer drink oh. deal going they're playing beer pong at ADM everybody pulls their fence posts like one or two throughout so you, you just have random people through the neighborhood it's a four-bedroom house and they section it all off with curtains so eight kids can stay in a house like it, it is because it's on. also like wildly expensive it's one of the most expensive areas yeah it, it's crazy but so we went there I couldn't even make it a day 
there. I'm like, how do these people, like, graduate? But we went for a concert, and we start doing all this stuff, and, and they're drinking beer, and they're just throwing it out the window, throwing it on the floor. In the backyard, front yard, literally we're in the house, and they just keep a window open, and they chuck the beer out the window. Oh, that's where the beer fairy comes in. They, that beer fairy cleans it up at night. So we're up until 3 in the morning. <laughs> no joke. We are up until 3 in the morning. And I'm like, there's trash everywhere. It's horrible. And I'm like, this is disgusting. Why are these people doing that? Like, it, it's horrible. And they're in front of cops, like, just drinking a beer. And that's the crazy thing. There's like a parting of the sea. You cannot drive a car through Isla Vista on a Friday night because everybody shoulder to shoulder. It's like SEMA. It's insane. Got it. And so just same thing, drinking right in front of a cop. You just throw a can down and keep walking. I'm like, blown away. We wake up in the morning. It is clean. Because everybody comes in and they go collect the cans and go do all that. And it's that same, like, it's the unspoken rule. That's who called collects? symbiosis, right? And there's just proof that it does work. Like, it <laughs> yeah, but who insane. cleans it up? Where? What is the Whoever th- wants to go cash in the CRV. Oh, oh yeah. so it's the brokest. The brokest of the people but who are like, I'm taking tonight off. I need some money. They're literally called the beer fairies. They're known as the beer fairies. And do no, they have, like, outfits that they wear? You don't see them. You go to sleep, you wake up, and the streets are clean. So you it don't you don't physically know one person that actually I was a beer fairy? I did not physically see someone because when the streets were full, it wasn't like there was so many random walking around with a bag, nothing. They're gone. They wait till everybody blacks out, browns out, whatever you want to call it. Blacks in. All the things. All the ins <laughs> and outs. All, all of the things, <laughs> where, yes. Where were we at where that became a thing? All the things. I uh, can't know. remember. That was yeah. too many beers ago. Wait, I do have to say for uh, you, go, you guys are going to Camp Razor, yeah? Uh, we don't know. Well, I we got Off Road Hall of Fame Sunday. Got what we've got Sima, UTV. Huevos. We got yeah, we got UTV Takeover the fall or the we, previous weekend. We have weekend. all of the things. So <laughs> well, we're 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 having special pinatas made. I Whoa, thought you guys were going to be there. To say that. I mean, we're having special stuff made. Can you delete that off this? <laughs> yeah. Just rewind. Are they so, so we need to fit, like we need to have solid. the RV at Camp Razor. Yes, I, I do love I do love our our camp circle because it's all razors, and then here's our the Kawasaki. bastard Kawasaki. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody embraces us. Well, yeah, great. but at the at the end of the day, I love the fact that you could walk into a, a random camp in Glamis, like anywhere, and there could be. Five different brands of UTVs, but at the end of the day, we're all there to do the same exact exact thing, which is live life, explore, adventure, and have fun. And drink sure. and yes. eat. So yeah. I was gonna say and and drink. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like you know, like the camping experience. I mean, I would say forty percent is camping experience. The other sixty is you know driving, experiencing yeah. things like that. But that forty percent is a huge percentage. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want to f- do it in a hotel. I'd flip it the other way. Actually, I think you spend more time. You know, in camp than you do riding, so that that you know that camaraderie and that friendship and and that time, I think is I think people realize, like especially with COVID, that how important that is, right? right. And to connect with people and to have your tribe, and you know, Glamis is rad just for lots of reasons, but in particular what you're mentioning, which is like, you know, whether it's family or friends, you get your posse, you go out there, you circle up, you know, you have a bonfire, you break bread together, you have drinks, you go yep. ride, you. You have this like whole. Well, let's experience. be real. There's a little bit of herding cats. Oh, of course. Oh no, that's it's, yes. We're leaving for a ride in ten minutes. The yeah. the, the bigger the group, later. the worst. <laughs> Try filming there, like that. It's literally got to a point where you know we were like, you know, we helped get uh, Camp Razor going, and and we're filming it every year, and and then it just was like, okay, this is like beyond herding cats. Everybody's going to go this way, and 
we're, we're trying to document it. So it, it's it's still a blast. Like I, um, you know, I prefer going out there on smaller missions. You know, when we have a lot more room to ourselves, so we can really ride long and and you know drive hard, right? And have fun because growing up out there, going to the dunes, like we got really comfortable with them and. Uh, there is nothing easier to drive than a UTV, um, so you can you can do a lot. You can do a lot of mileage with them and cover a lot of ground. And they don't really they don't really have any spots in the dunes where you're like, oh, it just doesn't do this, you know? Because now it has they have the horsepower now, that, that yeah. they need. Yep. Rhino, you know? Rhino and Terex days in original no, range. That was terrible. Ranger days, everything was a challenge. Just trying yeah. to get out of the vendor area was a challenge. Yeah, right. Carbureted, not going up that hill. Uh. <laughs> But yeah. it, it's really cool, and you know, if you have a family, it's just great to to go do with your kids, you know. Right. So. And I think you know, for me and Kristen, I have a son. He's twenty three, going to be twenty four this year. Um, but for us, I mean, we spend more time with our off road family, camping, things like that, than we, we do with our real families. Sure. And it's actually a lot of fun, you know. I mean, you really get to know your friends, you know, under stressful times, under fun times, you know, nights drinking by the campfire, you know, all those things is when you really get to know someone. So sure. it it's is always, interesting how your camp family just becomes something such a different fabric of your quilt. Like they're just they're just special, right? Well, we it's, hit you guys up every event, right? Where are we going? You guys yes. are going to be there, right? This and that, and it was like yeah. we until we met. Now it's every event we're. We're hanging out and doing something together. Right. Absolutely. And it was two years ago, like, knowing each other but not. And once you guys connect those dots, like, all of a sudden it's like, all right, family just got bigger. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. So her and I were talking. We're really fortunate. We travel, but it's like we have so many friends, but I don't even want to say friends, like very close friends, family, anywhere in the country we go. And it's like we're on the road so much. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's actually amazing to know we've got places that are considered home when they're not home, you know? Absolutely. And it's like people – that know us, and it's like we may not see them for a year, but it's like we're, hey, we're still in, in contact. Town. They we're see coming. it. And it's like you go and you see them, and it's like it doesn't matter. It's like you never missed a beat. Absolutely. Right. Well, we all could have a very lonely life otherwise. Yeah. Like one way or another. Right. If you're just on the road, you hear about these traveling salesmen that just they travel, and we'll sit there and hear these conversations in the airport of people just forcing conversation just to be able to talk to somebody because they're like, oh, it's my 17th trip this week, and this and that. And it's like we all do it, but that's why I joke. I'm like, okay, so where did you? have to like our ongoing thing is we're like oh we have to go do this this i'm like we get to you get right. to, like where, absolutely. where did you have to or get to go this week and what did you get to do oh. because when we all look back i mean each and every one of us sitting right here we all recognize it and we're all very fortunate we don't just take for granted what we have absolutely but it does blow my mind for how much we travel and what we do like how close everybody still is totally yeah i mean we billy and i we born and raised in the same town we live there our whole lives uh our friends and the people we spend time with, nobody lives there. They live in different states and cities. And we are on the road together, just the two of us, alone. Like, we just travel alone, but we know wherever we're going. Like, we come here, we have a million friends here. We don't need to bring friends from town to come down we're here. We're carnies. Let's be real. <laughs> right. okay, Same with us, though. It's like we power, were here. Power and, sports carnies. Yeah. You know, we hit Matt up, and, like, <laughs> you know, Sunday night we're going to go out to eat with him and his wife. You know, and it's like it's just yeah. one of those where it's like we've always – we're seeing who's where, and it's like, so it's her and I traveling, but it, we know at the end of the day, like, we've got people we're going to go see or Absolutely. hang out with. And like, what's what's funny for me, too, is, like, s- same thing, but even expand it uh, even more. Like, a, a good friend of mine, a uh, Spanish racer, came over to the United States and uh, introduced himself to me. He's like, yeah, I want to race this type of racing. He, he raced a rally raid, 
And I was like, bitchin', here, talk to these guys. You can rent this car. Uh, and he came and did it. So we became first just acquaintances, right? And then uh, I was over in Spain and just did a post. And he texted me. He goes, dude, you're like an hour from me. I'm coming to get you. And I'm like, I barely knew this guy. I'm like, okay. So he c- came and grabbed me and my wife and took us all around this one area of Spain. It was it was an amazing day trip. And, you know, after that, like, we became pretty good friends, right? And he's, he's come and stayed with me and so on and so forth. So even in you know even in foreign countries you're like off-roader connection proximity boom, right like just being right. in proximity yeah. it, it builds friendship yeah. especially like when you say yeah not like i got this this and this when you do those spontaneous things and you build those because he reached out which is half it and then you accept it because so many people have yeah. so many different things but being we're all like-minded so yeah. it's just like yes adventure let's go and Absolutely. it's crazy how that builds well that was last year you know we all talk and it's like we were talking and it's like we need to take our rv up to your property and come hang out for four or five days like it just oh, yeah. needs to happen yes. but it's like last year at the beginning of the year she goes we're going to start taking everybody up on their offers we had an offer to and go to Pastrana land. It was an open invite. We decided to go. Like every, you know, we went to the Torrances in Texas. Like we have all these friends that have been extended invites for years, and everybody goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." We'll, we'll, yeah, it's a great idea in theory, but we all know we get busy and it never happens. We're like, no, we're going to make it a point to start making this happen. Right. I love that. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, that's in, why we're going to dinner on Sunday. Yeah. Like, legitimately. In twenty years, you don't want to look no, back and be like, "You're not Man. going to dinner. You're going to the best sushi uh, you're yeah. ever going to have." In your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's be clear, people. I've seen yeah. Matt's post. He's got like sometimes yeah. a chef <laughs> yeah. preparing things for him. Yeah. I'm like, "Damn, that's this looks love good." I said, "I've had the sushi out on the lake bed, and I know how good it was out there." Yeah. Like, right. Stuff it should not be. It's kind of like you know the fish tacos out on yes. the lake bed when everyone's like, "Wait, what? Is this a sick joke?" No, yeah. really, they're good. Oh. Dude, well, it's funny because the Deckman, who's one of the chefs that we're really good friends with, that's his thing. His thing is like he's an off-roader, and uh, the first trip that we did, you know, we we're like 150 miles, you know, in the middle of the Baja Peninsula, and he goes, "Do you want some oysters?" <laughs> I'm like, "Is are, are you serious?" Yeah, he goes, joke. What jo- where's he goes, the punchline? He goes, "Yeah, I have." He goes, "I have some oysters and champagne," and I'm like, "You have oysters and champagne in your cooler?" He goes, "Yeah." <laughs> and he busted out. Wait, what? He, he busted out, and we had, you know, oysters and champagne in the middle of the trail in Baja. And I'm like, I love this guy. Right. Because this guy is my new best friend. But, um, you know, that's a fun thing to do, you know, is to, to pack it in and take whatever good food you have or good drink you have out into these remote spots and, you know, enjoy it in nature. It's the best place to do it because you're like – wrapped in the beauty of nature in some remote spot that you can only get to by really off-roading like there's some spots like sure if you were really dedicated you know on a mountain bike or climber or hiker you could get there but you couldn't bring all this stuff in right you couldn't have that meal under the stars no. with a fire we all or, or whatever have it is helicopters, yeah. right is what he's saying right well yeah that would be cheating you, you wouldn't enjoy the journey as much but regardless yeah it's that's that's deckman's thing it's awesome he has an awesome restaurant down in Guadalupe Valley. Uh, no, literally, Britt and I, we need to pick the weekend. Uh, I, I, dude, I, we so want to go well, down after there. after the wine? Like, yeah. I will that, go down That wine was amazing. It, it ruins you. It, it's, like, literally, like, I remember the first experience I had down at his restaurant, and I'm like, why don't we have this in America? And, you know, it's for a lot of reasons, but the biggest one is, you know, they have the, the food sources that they have right now in Baja uh, and the wine, and, and now they're, they're – getting beer and, and uh, starting to get more uh, mezcal and tequila in, even in Baja. 
Uh, it's awesome. I can't re- recommend it higher, but like, yeah, it's you're gonna have the, some of the best food of your life yeah. down at Deckman's. One thing you're not gonna. I, I will say champagne. Sunday night. Yeah. we're gonna pick. We're gonna pick a weekend. We're gonna look at it. Might be next year. We're gonna pick a weekend and just all of us just plan it. Yeah, I'm planning on doing a little decompression after the California 300. So I probably shred like I'll probably head there. You know, a week or two after, and you know, go down for the weekend. That's so your getaway so time. Christmas in yeah. Mexico is what he's saying. Christmas in Mexico, that. Like the rad thing is in that area, it's like you can ride your UTV, right? And that's kind of a better way to get around down there because it's all dirt roads. So we go down and we'll we'll do ride trails and go to a winery and then go to a restaurant and then you know it's a tough day, you know? Right. Yep. But it also helps you clear your mind, yeah. and that's yeah. what you live for. Like that is yeah. you know like you do all the all this work, all this hard work you know, behind the scenes to make all these things happen. And you're like, when this is done, this is my reward. Well, plus, like, the thing I, you know, we, we did a trip a few years ago, uh, Fort Polaris, and it was a father and son trip. And we took Chad Raglan and, and Larry Raglan and uh, Bryce and Steve Menzies and then uh, RJ uh, and, and his dad. Um, and uh, all those guys had been up and down that peninsula racing, but they had never stopped to smell the roses. Yep, and actually experienced it. Yeah, and that's what this trip was about. And um, it was really funny because uh, I think it was Larry. I think it was Larry. Larry goes, hey, uh, have you ever been to the Cheese Cave? And I'm like, the Cheese Cave? What are you talking about? He goes, yeah, there's a Cheese Cave in Ojos Negros. And I'm like, there's no way there's a Cheese Cave in Ojos Negros, right? Right. I've driven by it 100, 150 (laughs) times. Never knew it was there. Never knew it was there, like. And there was a sign. I'm like, Cava Queso, what's that? Whatever. We're on our way down here. We right. got to go. We got to go. We got to go. Everybody's hustling. Here so, you were thinking that you were going to teach them something, and they taught you something. So so we go to this cheese cave, and it's incredible. It's a 100-year-old cheese cave that this Italian family had moved to uh, that area of Baja, and they started making cheese, and it's literally like the best cheese in Mexico. Wow. Right? And they age it down in their, their cave, but they also have a restaurant, and like literally – all so it's still an active cheese oh, yeah. cave you right can, now. You can go there right now, right? And it's it's just it's in Ojos Negros, pretty easy to get to, but you can launch from Horsepower Ranch and do like about a about a twenty mile off road ride into it, uh, pretty mellow ride, um, and uh, you know they have an amazing restaurant uh, with really fresh, good food. Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt because I want to go back to yeah. this, but. How awesome is this? Just watching everybody walk away. Carrying like out shots, three, right? Three, four people with boxes over their shoulders. It's awesome. Just, when and you they, went, the wife's pitched in, too. Yeah, no, they, the wife's pitched They've got the kid <laughs> with the wagon. Like, they're building their entire car today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yep. anyway, so, yeah. so cheese. But, like, I love seeing that. But there's like, places like that, like, back to what we were saying earlier. There's places like that all over Baja. There's places like that all over America. And you just got to do a little bit of work to get there and have that experience. Well, it's like Britt and I, when we travel, it's like, we always go and like we'll, we'll yeah we'll go and we immediately ask like bartenders or whatever okay you're local where do you go where we don't care about the tourist stuff where do you Not go to drink where do you go to what, eat what do, what do you what do should we see here. you know right exactly yep for sure so, and I think yeah, too, I mean, having friends all over the place like we went out to Utah and Twitchell took us to the most amazing slot canyon that nobody was at. Like, it's not something that's blown up on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was supposed to go. That's remember. right. <laughs> you know, somebody never gave me a time, but it's fine. Yeah, there was about 10 people that didn't get the time. So, so three and a half hours in, and Sand Sports is actually shutting down or shut down 20 minutes ago. So we're going to have to call it a show, Brittany Lynn. 
Oh, I got the middle name. <laughs> I got right. the middle name. So. <laughs> that was awesome. Thanks for inviting no, me. No, it, that's yeah. what I love. This is uh, even Pete le- peeks in and he's like, "Yeah, this is an annual thing now because it's always supposed to be like an hour and a half, and three and a half hours later we're right. still doing radio." So, but, hey, I think at some point, like next year, what you should do is when you see somebody walk by with a big box like that, get an interview. Hey, can we what ask you? You, you know, yeah. And I actually had somebody real quick. They were like, "Why do why do people buy things here?" I'm like. Because this is the place to buy it. You this buy is the only new- time you can get it. Otherwise, it's eight weeks later next right. season. Right. You, yeah. you, you buy, and a lot of it is you buy a new razor, you buy a new whatever you're buying. People want to come here. They physically want it now. Right. And they want to build it. They want to, yeah, like, know excited. that. Right. Absolutely. And I love it. I love seeing, like, literally just carts and cages and doors, wheels and tires all People are going getting out. innovative with the way they carry things out, yes. too. It's like, totally. it's. There's, there's a game plan before they show up. They go pull cash out of the bank. Oh, they have a list. Yeah, no, the, it is. But I think the other reason is because it is kickoff. They don't want to buy something too soon because everybody releases so many products here that they're like, right. I got to go walk it and make sure I didn't miss something. Or I'm sure. making. The, so they've already online, and this is like the perfect. Yeah, they're example. like the night crawlers. Pretty soon yeah. there's going to be people here <laughs> with flashlights. Beer fairies. That could be a whole new thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will night crawl. Flash sale, 3 a.m. I know a guy. For well, 20 I mean, we, bucks, I'll night we've crawl We've all night crawled at Sand Sports, but it wasn't to buy. It was crawling back to our bed, <laughs> yeah. you know? Slithering Ding, back. ding, ding, ding. Right here. <laughs> all right. Stay all right. tuned for part two. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. Thank, well, you guys, thank you, guys. Uh, signing thank off here you. from Sand Sports on the Gentle Tire Jim Beaver Show with Brittany Cardone. When it's time to replace the tires on your vehicle, General Tire delivers the tires you need for both your next big adventure and your daily commute. Whether you need all-season traction, lasting tread wear, or a quiet drive, General Tires are designed to deliver whatever life brings your way. From all-season ultra-high-performance tires for passenger cars and crossovers to extreme all-season mud terrain and tires for light trucks and SUVs, General Tire delivers great performance. To find your ideal tire, visit GeneralTire.com. General Tire, official tire of the Jim Beaver Show. Are you looking for a place to push yourself behind the wheel and see how your driving skills stack up? Dirtfish Rally School is that place. Located on 315 acres of pristine automotive playground at the foot of the Cascade Mountains in Snoqualmie, Washington, right outside of Seattle, Dirtfish Rally School is a -a one-of-a-kind place where everyone from first-time drivers to seasoned professionals like Bucky Lassick and Antoine Lestage can push themselves to their limit. Whether driving the high-performance rally-prepped all-wheel drive Subaru Impreza STI is what you're looking for, or you'd rather hang it all out in the rear-wheel drive Subaru BR Dirtfish Rally School has something for everyone. Classes are available from two hours to three full days and feature instructors with over 150 years of combined racing experience. Whether you're looking to become the best and get an edge on the competition or just looking to freshen your skills behind the wheel, Dirtfish Rally School is the place to go. For more information on registering for classes, visit Dirtfish on the web at dirtfish.com or to check out the latest happenings from Dirtfish, follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dirtfish Rally. Life is all about sound, the sound of sports, the sound of the racetrack, and the sound of your vehicle. Don't drive around listening to this. Drive around listening to the sound of performance. Gibson Performance. Gibson Performance Exhaust is the company who can turn this into this. Remember that life is all about sound, and Gibson Exhaust is the sound of performance. Check out your next catback exhaust system, headers, muffler, or UTV exhaust at GibsonPerformance.com and get more power and more sound. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conditions off the pavement are always changing. So why settle for a light bar that just turns on and off? The Rigid Adapt is a revolutionary new light bar that will automatically select from eight beam patterns that range from a widespread 90-degree flood to a 15-degree spot based on your vehicle's speed. Try that with your knockoff light bar. A dash-mounted controller allows the user to toggle between adaptive mode, beam patterns, and RGBW accent lighting. With Adapt, it's easier than ever to own the night. Thanks for listening to the General Tire Jim Beaver Show with Brittany Cardone. Available online on SiriusXM, on AM FM networks across the U.S. and internationally on the American Forces Network. Head to JimBeaver15.com for all the details. All right. It's been a long show. We're borderline four hours at this point. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet right here. Thanks to all you guys. If you are still here for tuning in through this and uh, give me a follow. It's at Jim Beaver 15. Britt is at B Cardone 15. Lots of fun stuff coming up. Um, you know, we're going to be live from Offroad Expo with General Tire, Jet Ski World Finals. Uh, we got Super Motocross launch coming up. Um, in addition to that, we've got uh, a show with Kawasaki at the California 300. I'll be hosting that live stream. Offroad Motorsports Hall of Fame, SEMA. Man, uh, UTV Takeover. Forgot about that one. I mean, we got so much stuff coming at you. It is, uh, is going to be one hell of an October into November. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Big thanks to Pro Armor, our partners at Pro Armor, for making this show happen. Uh, our good friends at General Tire, obviously the title sponsor of the show. Kawasaki, uh, Rigid Industries. Uh, Vision Wheel, Gibson Exhaust, uh, GSP XTV Axles, uh, Friends at iRacing. Uh, I mean, everybody that makes this show happen that, you know, behind the scenes, uh, Dirtfish. Um, it's just been, it's been crazy. It's been awesome. Uh, I'm having a whole hell of a lot of fun in life. And, uh, you know, and thank you guys for continuing to support the show. Please, if you haven't already, go over to Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button, um, and uh, leave a rating, man. Let us know what you think of the show. Also, big show coming up, the one from Cranon. We got video of that old shenanigans with Keegan Kincaid, Brittany, myself, RJ Anderson, and Tito. That's dropping this week as well. Man, all of our social channels are firing. Um, I don't know blessed and uh thank you guys uh and uh yeah let us know what you think of the show and uh, we'll see you next time right here on the general tire jim beaver show with Brittany cardone that's a wrap for this edition of the general tire jim beaver show with Brittany cardone don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow Jim Beaver 15, B Cardone 15, and Jim Beaver Show on social media. We're also on the web. Hit us up at jimbeaver15.com for all the latest. We'll see you next time. Hey. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.